Hello? Hello, Amen, Amen, Ra. Hello, hello. Hello, Amen, Ra. Okay, Vergara. How are you doing? Fine. It was very, uh, it's not easy understanding your, your words, language. It's like you're yeah. from. You're from Mars or something. <laughs> I know Mars doesn't exist, but yeah, don't worry. It's uh, it's not easy for me to understand myself either. Ah. And I think I'm from Mars often. So, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's insane! <laughs> <laughs> so you're not uh, the only one. No, it's okay. Uh, the others also do- doesn't understand you. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's not. I mean, the subjects I I like to to look on uh, to look at are are not easily easily dealt with. I think so. I mean, no. it's hard for me as well. But it's something that I uh, that I like that I'm inclined to. So okay. Yeah. So what have you been doing? Uh, I still watch some TV shows. So I hope it's allowed to to do that. So, uh, well, some TV shows. What well, what have you been watching? Antwash. It's a TV show on HBO. Hmm. Not familiar. No, you don't watch movies or TV shows. Uh, well. Uh, Certainly not from Netflix. Um, I know that there are. Uh, I know that there are. Uh, well, Netflix, HBO, and that kind of thing. I know that there are interesting uh, series over there with plenty of symbology, but um, I don't know. It just doesn't um, doesn't attract me much. Uh, I like I like to watch a good movie, but I feel that. If I really want to watch a good movie, it's very difficult to find in the, uh, let's say, mainstream circles. It's either a low-budget movie if it's recent, like an independent low-budget movie. You're probably more likely to find something good. Or uh, if it's from mainstream, it has to be from decades back. Because even the art of making movies has changed so drastically. I mean, everything is based on CGI and uh, that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do for a living? Well, I would prefer not to... It's not that it's a secret. Yeah, but I would prefer not to mention in the... uh, and the live stream, although it's not a secret, but, um, you know, it's something that, uh, I only say to, to the people that I want. But, um, but it gives me good time to contemplate. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, uh, when, when you, uh, uh, messaged me, I was listening to Mozart, believe it or not. Ah, Mozart Amadeus. Yeah. The first, uh, 
probably, well, not the first, but uh, it seems that um, it's a made-up um, a made-up character. Uh, you know, the stories around him. It's yeah. about Mozart not making his own music, that it was yeah. his dad who wrote the music. Is that right? Well, I don't know if it was... Um, I don't even know if there was a person, um, an actual person there, or if it was just a, a name given. It's like William Shakespeare, right? Yeah, that, they say that's Francis Bacon who wrote his, uh, his, his books. Yeah. yeah. It could be. I mean, it, it could be just a pseudonym for... I mean, we know that Mozart is depicted as this uh, great mason. Even yeah, the yeah. Masonic... Yeah, even the Masonic anthem, yeah. yeah, the Masonic anthem was uh, was written by supposedly by Mozart. So we we don't know if this was an actual person or or if it was uh, a, a character that was put together um, with with this name um, to be a sort of popular hero, uh, you know, be depicted as this Masonic genius. I don't know. But no musicians write their own lyrics. Um, it doesn't matter if it's classical or pop or rock or techno. They get people to do it for them because they don't have the time. Well, I'm not sure that's a hundred percent, but uh, plenty of them, uh, um, especially near the the top of of popular cult culture. I would tend to uh, to believe that. Yes. So you can call them puppets, or you can call them... <laughs> yeah. People don't believe in it, so... Yeah. What, uh, what? Uh, what? What great musicians came, came from Denmark? Uh, it depends what area, uh, field, you mean? Classical? Mm. For example, or... Um, I know Grieg, Grieg is Norway, Norwegian, right? He is. Uh, mm. the, the drummer for Metallica is from Denmark, Lars Ulrich. Oh, yeah. And we He's have... He's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting old. Uh, Aqua, Aqua, Barbie Girl song from Norway. Aqua, yes, 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 yes. Oh, they're they're Danish. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, she's not Danish. She's from Norway, but the other persons in the band are Danish. Oh, okay. Because half Norwegian, half Danish. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And in classical music, is there a... Uh, Carl Nilsson. Carl Nilsson. You know him? I gotta look him up. He made six symphony, symphonies. Oh, okay. Yeah. From, uh, from, which, uh, from which epoch? Which era? Uh, which century? I'm not so uh, keen on the years, but maybe in the... uh, I don't know. I should look it up. Look it up. (laughs) 
Put, it, put his name on the chat notes for, for me to look it up as well. Carl Nelson is very easy to remember. Let me look. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Carl is with C or K? C. Okay. He's from uh, 1865, and he died 19, 1931. So, so he's already... Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Let me see. Carl Nielsen. Yeah. Very famous Danish musician. Classical. Thank uh, you. Okay. He was born in Sortelung. Yeah, that's true. Yes. North Lindelse. Okay. <laughs> Are you from Lisbon? Yeah. You live in Lisbon? Well, the area, not, not particularly Lisbon, but the area. Yeah. Ah. You, you never hear anything about Portugal. It's very rare that you hear some... Nothing goes on here, man. You hear about sports, you hear about Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, yeah. But you don't hear anything else from Portugal. Yeah, only on fakeologist. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same with uh, South America. They don't, we never hear about that either. Oh, you uh, do? I mean, you do hear about what goes on in, uh, in Argentina, all the problems there. You hear about the Nazis, they uh, escaped to Argentina, right? Supposedly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh... Oh, yeah, the new, the new prime minister, yeah, Jeffrey Mele, he's a right-winger. Yeah, a little bit. You hear about a little bit about it. Oh, Nielsen, I'm going to have to uh, look him <laughs> up and, and listen, see if I like you're a fan of classical music? Is that your favorite uh, field area? No, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I do like to indulge in in classical music and jazz and yeah. Ah, jazz. Louis Armstrong. Yes, to him too. Yeah, um, although he's not my favorite, but he's. Uh, do you it's have from a, a violin? Branch of jazz. Oh, sorry. Sorry? I'm sorry I interrupted you. Sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. Do you have a vinyl? Uh, do you... Vinyl records? Do you collect that? No, no, no. 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 Uh, my no. father had uh, had one, but... Um, but I don't... Uh, I don't have one, no. Okay. You're not old-fashioned. <laughs> No, but the, the sound of the sound of vinyl, um, of the the uh, analogical, um, is much much deeper. It's much better. Yeah, that's what. There I'm is saying. no comparison. Yeah, there's no comparison to digital. Absolutely no, no comparison. No. One of the no. things that um, that you can do, even though it's it's um, still digital because it's a conversion, mm. is to. Uh, in in, in archive.org, you know the website archive.org. Um, you find, it, but I've never been there. So. Yeah, you find a lot of collections of mm. uh, vinyl 
recordings. Some of them um, no longer even, I mean, there's only one copy existing. Um, mm. And these are, I mean, from, from the old gramophones even, you know the gramophones? Yeah, yeah, uh, his master's voice. Uh, no, uh, yeah, but I mean the the actual um, the 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 instrument to play the records, you know, that you would have to to uh, basically turn the uh, the wheel ah, to uh, yeah, to yeah. to get the spring. Um, how do you how do you say to uh, charge the spring? I think that I don't know if this is the correct correct expression. It's so that right. it had yeah, so that it had. Um, uh, the uh, the enough um, time to to play the record, mm. and even some of them, even some of the collections you find there are from old uh, recordings of that time, you know, gramophones uh, and that. Yeah. Ah. You find some nice. treasures there. Yeah. Nice, nice. Let's go then look. Yeah. Later, or tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's really you you can find some uh, and even old books I've even posted in the library today um a very interest, interesting book that I uh mm. that I had found there. I'm not so good reading books, I have problems concentrating. No, I understand. Yeah. So if I have to listen it's audio audio book. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, but uh, but you find a lot of uh, a lot of stuff there. Um, it's really a it's a full media library uh, of all kinds. Like I said, books, paintings, photographs, even old wow. TV reports. Even old TV reports. You, if you look up, you can find yeah old news reports and yeah 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 yeah. You find everything there. It's amazing. I don't think that that the website will uh, will hold for uh, for much longer. Uh, there, mm-hmm. there actually supposedly, um, let's say, under attack in the sense of uh, the big um, the big record companies and publishers want to shut them down because um, they feel that they are um, infringing upon copyright and that sort of thing. So, ah, uh, that's sad. Whether that's true or not, but I don't think that anyway that this this library will uh, will hold for much uh, much longer. And does the website have many views, or is it low? You don't know. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, do you know the um, Wayback Machine? You know where you can go to a website and look through the Wayback Machine and you select a different date to see how the website was on that date. No, I don't. Yeah. The Wayback Machine is also of uh, belonging to archive.org. Basically, no, no. they uh, take snapshots of um, the websites and um, those snapshots are available for you to see. Uh, of course, it's it's not every day but, for example, if you want to see how a website, for example, let me try Fakeologist, right? How Fakeologist looked uh, 10 years ago. So, 2014. Let me go there. Let's see. Oh, I wasn't awake there, so uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, that. but just, you know, just as a, 
just as a test to see, for example, let's see. Fakeologist, I'll send you the link. I found it in 2018, so... Um, yeah. Yeah, 2014. Yeah. So let's just... <laughs> yeah, so... February, for example. Okay. 10th of February. Mm. Yeah. I'll put I'll put it in the chat notes just as a I'll look at it later. So Cuz my phone is charging. Look at it later. Let's see. How long have you been here, Armand? Well, I've been listening to to Web since uh, since he started. Basically, uh, at the time, it was still called Waking Up with Ab. Ah, oh, that must um, be decades ago. Yes, um, and he had a basically a show where he was just just himself talking. He had the Baker Street uh, intro. You know the 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 song Baker Street. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Never slip, yeah, never so. let her slip away, and and uh, what's the other song called? Oh, those two hit songs. Okay, I've just put it in the show-related uh, chat. How his website looked in 2014, which is 10 years ago. This was on the 10th of February. This snapshot was taken. So this Wayback Machine also belongs to archive.org. And basically you go to the, you put in the URL and see how it looked in a particular date where a snapshot was taken. For example, in 2014, uh, on the February 8th, App posted uh, uh, a post called 9-11 Firefakers and another one called Another Obama Rabbit Trail. <laughs> you know? So you can see it. You can see what, uh, how the site looked like, how the blog, the blog looked like. Uh, well, at the time, when you accessed the site, you went directly to the blog. So this went directly to the blog as well. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's very interesting because you can see um, how the websites sort of changed over time, right? Yeah. It, it keeps a sort of record, a, a screenshot of, or, or a, a snapshot, better said, of how they looked. Yeah. And, uh, Maybe it's Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I wasn't going to say anything. Um, uh, maybe I should ask Ab if he wants to come to the live stream. Uh, sure, sure, why not? We're talking about or, his website. Or, or, or others? Yeah, yeah I think uh, uh, Purple Play is going, is going to come in. Uh, she's walking the dog. But ah. I think she, she wants to join a bit later. So maybe others will. Um, but yeah, so this this archive uh, dot org is uh, is really um, 
a treasure trove, really. I mean, it's of course you can just explore in the sense of, you know, type a few keywords and see where it leads. There's a lot of, of course, like everywhere, there's a lot of shit people put there as well. But you always end up finding something of interest. I would like to see that with the 9-11 firefighter figures. I would like to see that. I never saw that. Yeah, let's see if the video plays. But the the Obama, I I don't give a shit about the Obamas, so. Let's see if the video plays. The video plays. Yeah, it plays. In the snapshot, the video plays, yeah. That's good. That's exciting. Yeah. I think it's a video from Jungle Surfer, apparently. Oh, oh no, not a, oh. <laughs> oh no, he's fucking crazy, Amand. Oh. Hey, don't blame me. <laughs> he's, he's the guy with I'm just the looking at the, I'm just looking at the website 10 years ago. Don't blame me. <laughs> you have to be careful also with many of these persons, people. Uh, yeah. Jungle Surfer, he's insane. Mm-hmm. Hello? Let me see, I think I still, yeah, let, let me see, I think I still have the uh, intro of the first mm-hmm. show that... Oh, the uh, first, the first fake logic, logic list show ever. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I think I still have the intro. He was alone by himself, no guests? No guests, nothing. And then, um, then he started having a call, uh, a call in from Marcus Allen. I think that was the first uh, guest ever. Yeah, yeah, well, I was supposed yeah. to say that Marcus yeah. Allen was probably the first. You could call him a guest host. They had a show. You're listening to another back. hour of Fakeologist Radio. On oh wait, we have a break. I think the break is You're gone. listening yeah. to another oh. hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. We're back. Yeah. And the date is the 28th of February, 2024, and you listen to Fakeologist with Armand from uh, Portugal, Lisbon, and Toby's Freedom from Denmark, Copenhagen. And disgusting. Actually, it's a hoax day today because the former national Swedish Prime Minister Olaf Palme he got killed outside of, or supposedly got killed outside of the movie theater in Stockholm in 1986. And that was a hoax, for sure. He faked his death. Did you did you look into it? Well, what did you find? It's thirty eight years. Thirty thirty eight years that since it happened. 
I remember listening to the radio with my dad, and we were eating breakfast. And the radio host says, "Ah, Ole Palme is dead. He got shot. Blah 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 blah." And they never really solved the case. Do you know why? Because it's a hoax. <laughs> yeah. Have you looked? Did into you? It? No, no, I didn't even realize. Um, but did you look into it in the sense of nowadays uh, looking back at any footage or any news report? Just to see, you know, uh, from from your perspective now, if you detect something there that you've never before, you know. Uh, I, I haven't looked at the reports uh, since I was, I don't know. I have to look at it again, but Ole Damago, he talks about it, if you know him. And he's a, <laughs> he's a shill. So, uh, mm. um, he says it's a false flag. I don't believe that. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah, false flag is just another, uh, another side to, to things. But, uh, of course, I would need to look at, uh, I need to look at um, at the actual uh, footage and news report and all that to oh, yeah, yeah, to see yeah. if I detected you know if I detected anything there. I mean, mm, you're right. I have to, uh, have to do some research on it again. I guess. Yeah. Maybe it's too easy to say something is a hoax, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we more or less uh, are inclined. The the media has lied, has been caught lying so many times that why would you believe that this time is uh, is true, right? So, of course, immediately you would um, you would assume that it's probably um, it's probably another lie, right? Yeah, um, but still. You, you should do at least the bare minimum checkup just to make sure, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So did you ask Cap to, to join? Yeah, but he's not, and uh, I asked not, not shocked also. I don't know if he's coming. Not shocked from Georgia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's that song, the, the Devil Went Down to Georgia. Do you know that song? No, I know Georgia on my mind with Ray Charles. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see if I can find that one. <laughs> I never saw the movie with uh, Jamie Foxx. I never saw it. I don't know why. Yeah. You're going to put that in the show uh, notes related? Yeah. I'm going to put a very special version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about the local news in Portugal? Is that legit? Oh, man. <laughs> what? Well, it's... Uh, no, nothing... Uh, I mean... Nothing really is going on. Um, and so there are dedicated news channels to 
um, showing, you know, that um, a person uh, um, tripped over and fell into a hole or something like that. You know, uh, believe very, it or not, like no, that, that's a news report. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, there's really nothing. Portugal is a very uh, quiet uh, country in those uh, in that regard. Um, no terrorists, no uh, shootings. Or... Well, nothing, nothing that I uh, that is reported. At least, if if something is going on, I only hear uh, crickets. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no uh, traffical uh, accidents. No, of course, of course, you have car accidents. You know, um, of course you yeah, do. Yeah, but I'm I'm talking about uh, trucks driving into uh, people. Um, oh, that kind of thing. No, no, yeah, no. Okay. No. <laughs> not the, and not at least that it's reported. If it's happening, we don't. Uh, strange. Strange. Yeah. I was looking for. I don't know if I kept it. What about Spain? You, your neighbor country. I don't look into Spain. Yeah. Um, no, I don't no. pay attention to, to Spain. Um, it has been it has been rare that uh, a Portuguese going to Spain is well treated. So, <laughs> no, no. I've been to Galicia. I've been to Galicia, and I've been to Barcelona. But. Um, When when they find out or when they realize I'm Portuguese, there's this kind of, you know, I don't know, if it's, I don't know if it's a rivalry or they don't they don't really um, they don't really look look um, fondly on Portuguese. Wasn't there a war against Portugal and Spain sometime? There were several. Yeah, well, supposedly the in history, the Spanish Revolution. The, well, in this case, it would be the Portuguese Revolution. Uh, the Portuguese. But, but, uh, yeah, but uh, um, if if history is accurate, yeah, there were several wars, several wars between Portugal and Spain. Yeah, but then also Portugal and Spain fought together against the Moors, supposedly. So, uh. and and Spain um, as a unified country is not that. Um, You know, it wasn't always like that. It was a collection of kingdoms yeah. that were eventually unified. So, yeah, wasn't Denmark the same? It was a collection of, of sort of uh, jarls or something, right? Um, we were we had a war against Germany, <laughs> the the Prussian, Prussian, uh -huh. the Prussians, yeah, the mm -hmm. Prussians. Sorry, the Prussians. Yeah. Uh, The Danish nationally 1864 war, yeah. Just like in the states, they had a civil war. Yeah. I think it's the same period or time. See, but I don't know about these wars are real because they look so fake. I mean, I, I mean. <laughs> The pictures that were taken from these words looks like they're acting or something, and and the corpses on the battlefield looks like it's dummies or 
It looks, it looks silly. But can you post a few pictures on the of that uh, war that you're mentioning? Do that later, yeah. When we okay. <laughs> okay. From the from even the Civil War in the States and the war against the Prussians. I mean, the pictures look no, so. The, yeah, the Civil War. The Civil War in the States. I have looked at uh, at the pictures that they. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, from that, but I was asking about that uh, that war w uh, between Denmark and Germany, ah, and there were yeah. there were other wars with Sweden as well, right? Um, yeah, Denmark and Sweden. Story yeah. we yeah. read over the Öresund, the the river between Denmark and uh, Sweden, and there was ice on the the river, uh, and there was about four hundred uh, men or people riding over the. Ice, come on, come on, that's bullshit. These horses would be, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, when they yeah. ride over the ice, they would be <laughs> crushed or something, they would drown, or uh, yeah, with all the weight, yeah, with all the, the weight. weight, the weight on yeah. the ice. I mean, come on, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that. Oh, I found I found the intro that Ab used in ah, 2012. Awesome. This was the first, the very first intro that he used. Awesome. I'm post posting it there. Oh, but you can only listen after your phone charges, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. But was there audio check or uh, Discord back then? No, right? No, no. The, the first, the first collective. Yeah, the first group calls we had with Ab were through Skype. So uh, basically, Ab would ask who wanted to join, and he would invite into uh, a group call, mm -hmm. and he would record it. And uh, those were the first. Well, for several years, it was it was. Just Skype, and then he started the Discord. Um, eventually, but seventeen, sixteen, maybe. Oh, I don't, I don't recall the year, but mm. the first, the first few years were all were all based on Skype uh, in terms yeah. of participation. Yeah, yeah. Skype uh, and and the forums were very active. I think they're very active still, although I don't go there to be honest. Um, um, I haven't checked. I, but for for some reason, and well, I don't know why. But uh, the new um, the new layout of the new um, forums. I don't know if it's the color or whatever. Um, doesn't um, doesn't go well with me in terms of reading. No, um, doesn't help me read. You understand what I mean? It's it affects um, my reading. Uh, I don't know if uh, it's the yeah. color or. Uh, so, so I don't go there as much. No. Um, there was a lot of a lot of uh, discussions in the uh, in the blog posts, in the comments. A lot of discussions back then, mm. and it was all uh, on Skype when it was voice. Yeah. Nobody uses Skype anymore. Nobody uses it. Yeah, it it reduced a lot. Yeah. And you have to buy access for it. It's not free anymore. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. you, have to, you have to pay for it. Oh, you do? They changed yeah. that? Yeah. Huh? So I use WhatsApp. What's 
WhatsApp. Up. Yeah. It's up. Yeah. That's free. Yeah. For now, maybe can do it. Maybe they also can change that. <laughs> oh, they want to make money. <laughs> Are you satisfied with the euro? With the coin. With the currency. Yeah. Listen, I'll just tell you how it happened. Do Do you still use kronas there? Yeah, we still have, we yeah. said no. We the the the, the election. We said no in uh, 2000. So yeah, we right. didn't get it. Well, one thing I can tell you that immediately happened when the euro came into uh, into um, fruition here. Yeah, was that for example? Um, well, the the direct. Um, um, what's it called? The direct exchange rate uh, at mm-hmm. the time uh, was that um, uh, mm. one euro. Uh, no, what was it? Hang on, let me think. Two thousand and four, um, right? We got the euro. Yeah, but uh, yeah, l- let me think. Um, let me think. It was. Let me check. Hang on. Didn't you have the Portuguese pesos, or was that Spain? No, it was a escudos, escudos, ah, which means, which translates as shields. So we had ah, the shields. It's a, yeah. Right. But yeah, it was um, uh, a coffee, so an espresso. We, we love espresso. Um, I mean, I think Portugal is probably only rivaled by Italy in terms of coffee consumption. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, an espresso would cost 50 scudos, so that was 50 scudos, 50 shields in the old in the old currency. That's right? expensive. Yes. Now, 50 cents of a euro is 100 shields. Uh, okay. So it's more expensive. Yes. And what happened was that... Um, People started charging fifty cents of a euro in, instead of twenty-five, which would be the corresponding to the old uh, currency. Mm. Right. So things increased. Uh, for example, a coffee increased a hundred percent in price immediately overnight. Oh. <laughs> That's because crazy. people were yeah, people were were. Um, Making use, we're taking advantage of. Uh, it, it was still confusion, right? There was still confusion, and the coin of fifty cents was very similar to the coin of fifty scudos, fifty shields, mm. right? Mm. But it, but fifty cents was double, was a hundred shields, a hundred scudos. <laughs> you understand? Well, so they started uh, charging basically double for a coffee. A, a coffee. Wow. And uh, uh, the 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 people started noticing. I um, heard this. That there were some problems with the economy, right, in Portugal. Maybe. Yes, yes, yes. It was it was notorious uh, immediately. It was noticeable immediately. Yes. Yeah. So they stopped it and changed it. 
What the no no the, the the price has never changed. It was either you know the price has never changed. It was it was ridiculous. It was wow. ridiculous because everyone the, the problem was that it, you see the um, the coffee shop um, you know that that's neighboring yours. They're doing that price and they're still selling coffee. So why would you make yours cheaper? So everyone went along. You know, everyone went along. And the problem was just a, a simple uh, confusion between, for example, like the, the example I gave, between 50 shkudus and 50 cents of a euro. Uh, because the coin looks similar and, I mean, you would associate all your life, you, you attributed a certain value to 50, mm. right, 50 shkudus. And yeah. suddenly that value is the double. Ah. You understand? Yeah. And everyone went along with it. Everyone went along with it. No, nobody uh, made protests, uh, nothing. Uh, and politicians <laughs> didn't say anything. Uh. Well, let me tell you something about Portugal. Uh, protests <laughs> here are, are not a thing. <laughs> no. It sounds like no, the Portuguese no. are very uh, lazy. The, our, we are very demoralized. It's more that. Yeah. We are a very uh, demoralized people. That's for sure. Yeah. You keep it to yourself. In in that regard, in terms of challenging and uh, you know going and you know fighting uh, for your rights or whatever, yeah. Uh, there's no. There's no. I don't see any, um. There's no rebellion, rebellion. No, no, not really. No, no. Wow. No. That's weird. No. Strange. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, for example, even supposedly, supposedly, again, <laughs> the uh, popular revolution in 1974 was anything but popular. Hmm. What happened was that, uh, well, what happened, what we're told happened, I have to be careful here, is that the um, a general, a few generals and uh, military units uh, did the revolution, so they actually turned on the, on, the gov on the government, and only when everything was already taken care of, then the people went to the streets, <laughs> you know. So there was a coup? So it was, yeah, it was a coup, but, um, but it was a military coup. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that it sold, it sold as if it was this, um, this popular revolution, you know, people on the street, because if you, if you Google 25th of April, Portugal, right, 25th of April, 1974, uh, you see these photographs of people on the streets like a crowd, you know, it was a popular revolution. No, those photographs were only after things had been taken care of. So there was, was, only when, there was some kind of a hoax or a psyop. Uh, for, for sure something, I mean, there was a change in government. That is for sure. And, and <laughs> the, uh, the, previous, the previous regime fell and uh, started a new regime. But what I'm trying to say is that even the crowds that you see back then, these weren't crowds like, oh, um, let's help the revolution, 
let's make it happen, you know, let's go and fight this tyrant or whatever that they could see as tyrant. No, no, no. they only went to the streets after it was taken care of. Ah. They only went for the party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're not rebellious, they can hear. Yeah. Mm. Weird. Yeah. And you have revolution there? And uh, uh, are people rebellious in Denmark? We had a revolution, a so-called revolution. Ah. And was it? If you're interested... Yeah. I think it was after the French Revolution or the so-called Red French Revolution. Oh. And it was it was a change to what? From what to what? That revolution. But we we don't have in the weird thing. I think we like Portugal. We didn't have any physical violence either. At the right. So. Yeah. Eight. Uh, what was it? Eighteen forty-eight. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And what was the change? What was the change that happened in that revolution? Uh, democracy, <laughs> so-called democracy. We went from uh, the king rules, you know, uh, to yeah. democ to a political system with politicians. And, um, oh, but the, the king remained, right? The the the, the yeah, crown remains, but it's we still have a monarchy, but uh, yeah, the masses still believe that uh, at the uh, the politicians has the power and uh, and the the royals are I don't know the royals are puppets like just the politicians, but. Yeah, yeah. What's it called? Our constitution? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's interesting. I mean, history is history. I mean, can you count on it? No, but it's it's interesting to look back and see how it reflects to to what goes on now. For example, you mentioned constitution. <laughs> uh, and that is, yeah, that is that is a, 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 a vital point to understand because all these revolutions were basically based on these constitutions. And if we take as an example the USA Constitution, um, it's it's really not the document that we think it is because it's sold as this ideal of freedom and uh, you know. This ideal of a, a, a great system of government, when exactly if, if we explore what's what's in there, is not uh, it's not exactly as as depicted. Right? There's this good uh, uh, podcast about the um, Constitution. It's called um, the Quash. Um, mm-hmm. It's about a, a basically a. Well, a lawyer, or he was a lawyer, and he discusses a lot of a lot of aspects about the Constitution, 
mm. um, that are very interesting to to find out, uh, you know, about what it what it actually is there, and it's the a, difference because because people associate um, the Constitution directly, link it directly to the Declaration of Independence, which is is not correct. These no. are two different and even disparate uh, documents. Mm. So, yeah, it says probably it that they're under British territory, right, or British colony, or something like that, right? Well, it's not that that uh, it's a direct um, British influence. Like, well, for example, Canada is supposedly still. In a sense, British, right? Because yeah, yeah, they still, they, they still, uh, yeah, they still, yeah, they still have the Queen as as sort of. I'm not sure how it. Maybe Ab can answer that, but I think that they still see the Queen, the Queen of England, as the the, the main figure or something like that. But you mean, um, you mean Prince Charles? The Queen died. I uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in a different timeline. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah but what I was saying is that um these um, these constitutions mm. uh, all seem to to have the same um, it's the same layout the same blueprint for all for all of them and um, it was to to clearly uh bring society to to the place where we see now with with a unification of all the countries let's say uh, under these um, these uh, same um, same documents same types of document you know it's uh, you can think that that it's a different country but these countries all share the same um, more or less the same uh, laws and the same ideas and uh, the same cons- the same types of constitution as well you know yeah. So it makes it easier for something like the European Union to um, to emerge, and uh, other unions that eventually may emerge in the in the future. It makes it easier because the common ground was already established there. Yeah. Yeah. So all these revolutions uh, lies, so more or less. Toby, can you give me just a second? I just need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say it. You just do it. You just put it on. Well, YouTube. no, but I'm I'm human, so um, it just goes to show that I too have to take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I think I can find it fairly easily. I don't need to hear it, right? You can put it on mute. No, exactly. That's why I'll put it on mute. That's why I said I would be absent. <laughs> ah. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey. Hi, Ab. I'm here with Aman. Hello. I'm on Ra. Uh, Hello, you, you just caught me exactly when I was going to, to the bathroom to take a piss, man. The water oh, thanks for all that detail, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I, said, I was, I was thinking, I was thinking about uh, putting it on mute, but now that you're so interested, um, <laughs> I'll leave the uh, the audio on. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, four hundred people can hear you going to the toilet, Amen. 
Hello? Yeah. <laughs> One more? <laughs> Getting busy here. <laughs> hey, zero one. Go on. <laughs> uh, we're just talking about history. Revolution. Yeah. I was listening in. <laughs> That's good. Hello. Hello, Ab. Hello. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. Revolution. Talking about the revolution. Well, it's about time we for go. What? Need the real revolution now. <laughs> Beatles. Beatles. Yeah, I'm saying we are ripe for a real revolution. Not the fake never good, there's never going to be a real revolution. Nah. Actually, this uh, revolution we have was, it says here, it was a march through the parliaments, if you're interested in that. So, there was no physical violence, no, nothing. It's only on TV. Yeah. Oh, we got Rolt in the house today. Okay, I knew someone else. Hey, Hi, Rolt. Or also Hello. Toby, I thought you you, you had an into amateur. <laughs> amateur. He's still using the the, the standard avatar. Ah, I I have to change it. I have an avatar that says defund the media. I have to put that up. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times he made it for me, actually. So. I'll give him credit for that. Huh? I'm back. But welcome back, Aman. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to successful. say hello. Hello. Uh, hello. hello. Hello, 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 hello. hello. <laughs> you say goodbye. I don't know why you say goodbye. Hello. I say hello. Oh my god. Hello, hello. So, <laughs> <laughs> Armand, uh, can I ask you about your age? How old are you? Yes, okay. I'm 44. Ah, you're oh, my age. Fake. I'm 43. Almost. I'm turning 44 this summer. It's a fake age? You think my age is fake? No. Well, no. Toby does. No. I was ready for Toby to say it. It's fake. <laughs> it's all, everything is fake. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. I'm, I'm getting depressing. I like birthdays. I don't. I don't even. I don't even. Uh, and it. And this has happened uh, for a few years that I'm uh, only reminded by other people that it's my birthday. Yeah. So don't celebrate anything. It, it's not about celebrating. I don't even remember that it is. Um, mm. So. Yeah, my that birthday is, is coming up uh, next month, and uh, I'm pretty sure 
that it will be someone else that reminds me that today is your birthday. <laughs> you know, because I don't really pay attention. Your wife will remind you. I don't have a wife. Uh, Toby. Kids? Kids? No. Not that I know of. Your parents? Mm-hmm. No, my parents died. Oh, Both I'm of sorry. Them. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. Pe- people die. Yeah. Some point of time, yeah. That is not that is not fake. People do die. Even if not in the uh, events, they die in uh, in life. It's part of life. Hmm. Yeah. I'm still convinced, though, that uh, both my parents died um, when it was not their time. I think the uh, medical industry killed them, but that is just my conviction. Sorry? Did they die at the same time? Uh, One year apart, yeah. Um, And I'm convinced that it was me. I'm convinced. I'm convinced it was the medical industry that uh, that killed him. But uh, you see, what happened? Well, um, okay, yeah. Well, my uh, my father was um, uh, when he retired. He was. He started. getting involved in all these pills for, you know, pills for the, uh, um, what's it called, blood pressure, pill for this, pill for that. Uh, the and cholesterol. The cholesterol yeah, is yeah. a big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, and he started basically uh, dying slowly in a sense. I mean, the, the, mm-hmm. the vitality was being, uh, was being taken away. But he was the, being poisoned, really. Yeah. Yeah, and um, basically, uh, at one point, he was uh, he uh, was diagnosed with uh, something in the intestines, and um, eventually, they decided to to do a, a surgery, and uh, well, uh, after a while. He he didn't make it. Um, I think there were, of course. I I always tried to tell him that there were alternatives, but um, he really wouldn't listen. Was he a healthy um, man? Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was he was um, he was really um, good at his at his work. He worked with uh, with machines. Machines. Um, uh, well, he was, um, he worked, this was, this was a different time when you didn't need a diploma, you just needed the skill to, to get a job. Yeah. Right? Sure. Um, and at, at the time he worked as, do you know the, um, the, uh, brand Timex for the watches? Of course. Of course. Yeah. That he was worked in one brand. Yeah. He worked in the Portuguese factory. Uh, of Timex as uh, the uh, general um, maintenance engineer. So he would look after all the machines and make sure that everything was, you know, working okay. Yeah. uh, But he didn't have, he was never an engineer. He just had the skill. He learned for himself. He was very curious. Sorry? Bet he was never late. 
He was what? That's a joke, sir. I bet you he was never late. Never late? <laughs> never late. Oh, because he worked in Timex. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, thank you. See, that's <laughs> you, a joke. tried. You tried that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good joke. I know you probably don't recognize good jokes. That's all right. <laughs> yes. All right, all right. Yeah. Take it easy, everybody. It's, it's, just, see, it's just comedy. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, uh, what happened to the, as an aside, what happened to the watch business? It must have disappeared with the smartphone. Nah, there's some few people yeah. who buy watches. Oh, come on. I, I don't know anyone. I, I, I don't yeah. know anyone with a watch. Yeah. Not even one person. I, I know. I, uh, the the high end watches are still around, Rolex and so on. There's yeah, but wealthy people, wealthy people the buy them. Yeah, it's an investment. Actually, they go up in, over time. Right. Rich, rich people would never invest in a watch. Are you kidding no, me? They do actually. They do. I don't think. I so. had a friend. I don't. I don't speak to him more. But he wear he wore watches. So. Uh, yeah, but okay, I'm just saying you, you're, you're giving. Exi- I'm giving in general the mass. The mass market has to be gone for watches. Yeah. yeah. Gone. The cheap, the cheap end. The cheap end. The cheap end. The cheap end. And China probably took it away. Nerds. And now it's gone. Nerds. Uh, a niche, or what you call it. Of people, few people who buy watches. I don't think a nerd would buy a watch. You know what I mean, Ab. Uh, I know. Are, I don't know what you mean. I don't think most people would buy a watch. Watch the hipsters. The hipsters would. Hipster watch, and they uh, they would wear it ironically. Why would a hipster wear a watch? Because it's. I I need logic. It's like is that Billy? uh, It's in like a teenager who's uh, riding a uh, like a Honda Goldwing. You can ride that Goldwing ironically. Okay. Oh, where, where the same, where the same hairdo as Elvis, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Rolf. How you doing? But there, there is a huge you? market for high-end watches. Yeah. Some of them, I don't know all the brands. There are some other ones besides Rolex that are even more expensive. Yeah. On the, this I don't like remember Rolex. A couple of millions sometimes. Sometimes a couple of millions. My favorite watch was a Mickey Mouse watch. With the Mickey okay. Mouse hands. That was my... I think I got that in the 70s. I actually really liked that watch. A wind-up watch. Imagine that. You actually had to wind up a watch. Yeah. I had a watch there for a while that would tell you when to go fishing. <laughs> well, that was every hour, I think. It, it, it had, it had yeah. between... It was like LCD, and it had between one and four fishes... So if there's zero fishes, don't bother. And if there's four fishes, you better get out there. The weird thing is is that I wasn't really much of a fisherman. I don't even know where that watch came from. It just showed up one day. Wow. Well, let's get back to uh, Armand's sad story. So your dad was a machinist. How old was he when he retired? Because you're not that old yourself. 65. Um, No, but I was... uh... I was sort of unexpected. Um, I have an older brother. Yeah, I have an uh, an older brother that's fourteen years uh, older. So um, the the story that they told me was that uh, I was made uh, 
in a drunk night. So they had too much. They had too much to drink, and yeah, you and like three quarters of the people on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly. That's exactly. And I think it shows, right? It shows that I was made in a drunk night. So did they? Did they do it? My wife. Well, I, I don't know which position they did, Ab. I'm sorry. I, I, no, I'm not asking about that. I'm asking about the details. I know you're trying to make a joke. But my wife's parents, uh, her dad wouldn't speak to her mother for a week because he was so mad that she got pregnant, of course. He, it's almost like he didn't know how she got pregnant. But uh, he was mad at the woman. One intervention. No, uh, <laughs> nah, he was just figured it was her fault. You know, she shouldn't have done anything at that time of the month but anyway the irony is now my wife's getting back at her father 90 or 60 years later she's really teaching him a lesson messing with the wrong daughter anyway yeah so okay so your dad uh, what did he have a blockage in his intestines and they wanted to cut it out or what yeah. Well, it developed into a blockage, but uh, it was a gradual thing. It wasn't. It didn't happen overnight. That's why I said that um, it was. Uh, you could see his vitality going. So, like you said, he was being poisoned. Um, and yeah. uh, when they did the surgery, he lasted only a few months and um, and then died. And um, after a year, uh, my mother was diagnosed with more or less the same thing. And the same thing happened. She decided for the surgery, and one day she just um, she just collapsed and um, and went as well. So yeah, horrible. Uh, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I mean to lose both your parents. You blame the medics. Terrible. Yeah. 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 And then she could have died, uh, could have died with <laughs> in sympathy. That happens a lot. Yeah, could have been. And uh, I still uh, have my brother trying to convince me to uh, go make tests to see if I have anything in my intestines. And I just tell him, I mean, didn't you learn? You know, like... <laughs> well, does it, what about him? Does he have anything in his? I don't know. Um, not that I... Are you talking about colon cancer? It's uh, well. It's similar. Uh, it's uh, it's not. Uh, um, it was what they call a benign uh, growth. Um, so yeah, it wasn't like can, you know what I mean. It's not like cancer well, cancer. Turned out not know to be so benign until they biopsy it. Hmm. Sorry, they don't know if it's benign until they biopsy it. That's the way it goes. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, it's just amazing that you have. You know, parents who will tell you, like, don't do drugs and all that kind of stuff. But um, if it comes from the guy in the white coat, all that goes yeah, out the window. Yeah, they take all the medicine. They'll, t- they'll take every drug. They'll take more drugs than you ever imagined taking, you know? And then and then, and then, then listen to the guy who's dealing the drugs, but as if he's, like, some kind of authority on stuff. It's like, it's just amazing. I, I have a friend who's um, similar to my dad's age, actually, so he's kind of late 70s, and his... Uh, he spends probably four hours a day watching and listening to podcasts and various uh, article uh, 
basically things on health. He didn't go to he he's anti-vax and all that kind of stuff. He won't do any of that kind of stuff, but he spends all this time looking into health and trying to figure out how to improve his health and meanwhile he's just taking the advice of these grifters online telling him that oh well you need this supplement. Oh, I think I figured it out. I I'll, I the reason why my eyesight is not great anymore is because my hair is high in cadmium. I need to start taking uh, some kind of a chelation chelation uh, regimen or something like that that'll get the cadmium out of my blood or something like that, and then my eyesight will come back and so on. And it's just one thing after another, and it's just it's, a, it's so interesting how people who are older just seem to be so they really lose their discernment. They learn they lose their ability to like not be so naive. It's like they go back to being a child again, where you can tell them almost anything, and all of a sudden you know out comes the money or out comes the you know take your take your shirt off and okay here's here's yeah <laughs> inject here. You know, uh, it's really strange how how this all kind of comes about. I, I really wonder how many people can just say to themselves, you know, I feel fine. I don't need to go to the doctor. And I don't know if this came up in the time that I spoke with you, uh, Tim, uh, when we when we had a call before. But um, my uh, my grandfather on my mom's side was a uh, a neurosurgeon and. Um, he, he, he passed away in the late nineties. Uh, but, uh, he was a very interesting guy. And one of the things he used to talk about is how, uh, never go to the hospital unless you've been shot or in a car accident. And it's like that he, it was a little bit tongue in cheek, but it, it was basically how he lived his life. Like a guy who actually is a neurosurgeon, he would not essentially interface with the medical industry unless there was some kind of an emergency. I think like that's really something that other people could benefit from thinking about. I certainly have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got Jeff on the call now. Hi, Jeff. Hey, uh, uh, Scott from Georgia. Yeah, not yeah. Jeff. Not Jeff. Not Chuck. Not Chuck. Not Jeff. Hi, everybody. Yeah. I don't oh, know. You changed. Wrong, now you're you're not Chuck, Jeff. Before you had not Jeff, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. trying to be funny. He's a chameleon. Yeah. Figured, uh, <laughs> it's not too easy to change my name. I figured the name might be easier to remember. Hey, Jeff, hey Jeff did you see the uh, show-related chat? I put uh, quite a an interesting version of uh, The Devil Went Down to Georgia. <laughs> Oh, no. I'll, have to, I'll have to check that out. Um, Georgia on my mind. Yeah, no, that's, that's a different uh, song, Toby. I know, I know. Yeah, that artist actually comes. It's, they still play. Charlie Daniels Band. Mm-hmm. They, they come to my town uh, every every few years to the the the, uh, the fair. I don't know if you guys have those all over the world. Yeah, yeah. The county fair. We have all types of fairs. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the, uh, the United States version of, of gypsies. We call them carnies. Right. <laughs> yeah. They, they live in RVs and travel around with the, with the fair. Yeah. You don't have the real gypsies. We should send them over to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, since the, here since the U.S. is, since the U.S. has taken in so, uh, so many, um, Different people, um, they they could take the gypsies, yeah. 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 
There, there, there may be white some, There may be some here. Washington, D.C. <laughs> well, since, since diversity is our strength, send them on over. Yeah. But you can't. And hey, Ab. <laughs> hey. Hey, Ab. Um, hey. I put the, uh, I've put your very first intro on the yeah. show-related chat as well. Very exciting. Waking up with oh, Ab. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, when I started what listening to uh, to your shows. Ab, who was your first guest? Was that Marcus Allen? Marcus Allen was so. a caller in. Yeah. He was the, yeah, the only guy that called in. That's because he <laughs> lived on talk show. I think he was... He was... That was his big thing for a while, talk show. So he was always there. Waiting yeah, for the next was talk show. Yeah, yeah. Before you had That's your site, it was on talk show. You, you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't like talk show, um, so I tried to find an alternative because the the sound was so bad. So I yeah. really tried hard to find an alternative, mm-hmm. and because uh, Brian Stavely well, was doing his own thing with his own software set up so I just looked what he was doing and found something similar to that and improved upon it because he was the only other guy I I found at the time no Brian is great back in the day with 9-11 I'm not into Mandela but that's okay he's still a good guy you want to hear this app he's a shill yeah well (laughs) you need more lines man he's a gatekeeper Toby, Toby, give us a rundown. Who here is a shill? Come on, tell us. Everyone. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I will be uh, mad and uh, he will be upset. No, and, uh, we, we, make, okay, we make a deal with Ab. Ab will not kick you and you just give your opinion. Am I a shill? No, you're not a shill. Okay. What about not shocked? No. What about Rolt? No. And you wouldn't one. say that That's the He had to think about it. Wasn't sure. Toby <laughs> would not he say that to Brian's face. He would not. Brian Stavely is with his mentality. Toby, don't, don't say anything you would. Toby, don't say anything you wouldn't say to someone's face. Okay, I don't believe in the Mandela effect. I don't either, but that doesn't make him a show. He could just be wrong. You know, there are people that are wrong. I'm still yeah, waiting yeah, to be wrong on certain... You can be wrong about stuff. There's no doubt. Like, people think I'm wrong about... I think Zero One thinks I'm wrong about Zundal. And maybe other people think I'm wrong about chemtrails. You know how many emails I get about chemtrails? They, someone takes a picture of a contrail almost every day and sends it to me. He said, oh, I saw this in Toronto. You're wrong. Okay, well, that doesn't prove anything to me. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Show me where the plane loads up the chemicals. I'll, I'll then, then we'll talk. Do you want to so, see this clip with Jeremy Clarkson and the weather? No, 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 I don't. I'm talking about chemtrails in Toronto. Like I said a hundred times, I worked at the airport for 38 years. There's no chemtrails in Toronto. They're contrails. And the other, gar- whatever garbage comes out of a regular airplane, it stinks, I know. You can't breathe around the airport. It's very toxic. But it's not, they're not manipulating the weather. Our weather in Toronto is so powerful because we have the Gulf Stream. Like today the wind is blowing at 100 kilometers an hour. Do you think some man 
has stirred that wind up. This wind is coming all the way from the Gulf of Mexico. You really think there's some man-made thing that powerful that can blow all the way from there all the way into the Atlantic Ocean? Come on. That's ridiculous. No, no, local. The thing is, local, local weather pollution. We don't have local weather. Our weather comes directly up the Appalachians. Mm-hmm. And or it comes down from the north. It's it's it swings around like crazy. Last night mm-hmm. it was blowing from the east. Today it's blowing at a hundred kilometers an hour from the northwest. What machine could do that? Please, I'd love to see the machine. Harp, harp, ridiculous. Harp, harp. Oh. I'll stop it. And NASA has it. also NASA has also weather machines. NASA's yeah. in the movie making business. That's all I, I, do, have. I do have a I do have a question. Um, yeah. What about uh, like the like the Doppler radar? Do you think that affects anything in the atmosphere? No. 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 Okay. Like, look, look how powerful the storm was last yesterday. I got a video. I was I got out of my truck, and a, a stick of lightning must have hit within. A kilometer away. I could smell the lightning, and within one second, because that's how close it was, it sounded like a bomb went off. I got it on my dash cam. It scared the hell out of me. Do you think someone made that? Do you think someone so in you're saying, pressed the button? You're saying no. like the earthquake, for instance, on Haiti? is. Was I didn't real? say anything about an earthquake. But I just I'm said so that lightning had almost... I'm, I'm not saying you. that. I'm listen, Respond <laughs> to what I just said. I just said a lightning bolt came from the sky and almost blew my ear, almost blew me up. Wow. You think that came from a guy pressing a button in uh, uh, CENTCOM in Florida? Give me a break. It could be because there's no, uh, there's no uh, creator or God, that's for sure. All right, stop it. Lightning is, yeah, lightning is real. I don't, believe in, I don't believe in, the, in religion. Okay. That's fine. Don't believe in religion. It has nothing to do with God, though. So you think the weather is made by a a creator up in the sky or something? I have no idea. All I know is it's real. And uh, if you don't like the weather in Toronto, just wait five minutes. You know, about uh, six hours ago, it was 15 Celsius. Now it's minus two. I disagree on the weather part. People need to think about, like, do an order of magnitude analysis and just figure out how much energy does it take to accelerate a few cubic kilometers of air to a certain velocity and tell me, like, what is the amount of power that's going into your Doppler radar? How much energy can they actually put into HARP? I mean, the thing is, is that the amount of energy that's actually into the atmosphere is, is unthinkably huge. I mean, like they say, the the amount of energy that's uh, intercepted by the, the Earth um, yeah, uh, you like all, exactly. all, all the energy, all the energy producing on Earth is some like 0.01 percent yeah. of the amount of solar radiation that's just yeah. intercepting the Earth. And so the thing is, like, obviously the sun drives weather, not some dude who's kicking around with a with a uh, with a radar. Joystick. We are yeah. talking about I, I, exactly how many kilovolts. <laughs> how many kilovolts are in a stick of lightning? It's got to be crazy. It's got to be millions. Mm. Yeah, okay. millions yeah. of volts. I don't believe you. I'm sticking on the weather modification. I'm sticking on it. Okay. Well, you know what? Go uh, go explore it in Copenhagen and call me back. 
Go go find the machine and open egg. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody ever seems to be able to like get a sample of the of the aerosols either. That's the other thing. It's like, oh well, you know, exactly. there's all this aluminum on the ground. There's all this. Well, guess what? Aluminum is like one of the most common things on Earth. It's like, it's all, all these all these metal oxides are what your soils are made out of. It's like the mineral part of your soils are metal oxides. Yeah. You know, exactly. so of course there's metal oxides in your soil. It's always been there. It's what clay is. Yeah. Clay, it's 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 metal and oxide. And, and that gets back, getting back to Brian, he could just be wrong. Like, I think he's wrong about Mandela. I like Tim Osman's explanation about misremembering, and it makes more sense to me, but Brian could be wrong. I don't think he's being paid, because if he's being paid, really wrong. he doesn't no, live that well. Yeah, I, I don't think someone being wrong makes them a shill. I just think no. they're wrong, right? I think that's where where Toby, uh, instead of just labeling people as show, just say I don't agree with them on on Mandela. That doesn't mean there might there might be other things you guys agree on. The the difference the difference is when someone is paid to be wrong. Ah, there you go. Mine's not paid very well then because he doesn't look like he lives too great. You know, Mm. Toby, I don't call you a shill. I think you're wrong though, but I'm not saying you're a shill. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you're not a shill, but I know you're wrong. <laughs> I know for sure you're wrong. You're wrong in my mind. Now, you might be right in everyone else's mind on this call. I have no idea. Nor am I really worried about what they think. Mm-hmm. So, also, it can be that in the future, um, one of you changes your mind. So, um, yeah. you start to agree. Maybe you'll get into Mandela effect and find out it's real. But right now, on the surface, I think it's total BS. I, I can give you an example. I I actually thought Mandela was dead back in the 80s or 90s whenever he went to jail. And then he gets out. I, I mean, I remember thinking, oh, I thought he was dead. But I, but I, hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. I think the way I... But that's just oh. that's just me having a bad memory. Like it's a bad bumper a, time. Bad bumper time. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, the bumper is not working too good. You're I don't know what the problem is. One day, Fakeologist Radio. I'm being interrupted by my own voice. One day I'll fix stop, it. Stop interrupting. Your, stop interrupting. Your I know. <laughs> I used to follow South Africa closely because I knew. I knew whatever they were doing in South Africa was wrong in the in the eighties. I knew I knew they were going to wreck the country. I know, but yeah, I knew and, that I I knew that the idea of apartheid was probably wrong. But I also knew if they broke it up, they'd destroy the country. And guess what? I was right. They did that. You didn't have to be that smart to figure it out. But I also knew about I knew about Mandela. I knew he was in jail. I also figured they would make him president because it's just a popularity contest in the end anyway. I, I sure. figured they'd put him as president. I, it just made sense. And uh, I knew they'd destroy the country. I don't know if the country will ever recover to where it was. I somehow doubt it. But How could it? So I, I knew he wasn't dead back in the day because I just based on the stories of the day. But I bet you people... In America, I never heard of Mandela, ever, because Americans before the internet didn't even know of a world outside of America, pretty much, unless they traveled for business. So, let's be honest here. 
you know, they, they used to do, uh, uh, when I listened to like local radio when it was still popular, um, they would do, uh, I think it was called dead or dead or alive. And they would just name popular people that just weren't yeah. in, the, in the, the media anymore. And, and people had to guess to win the prize. They had to guess if they were dead or alive. And it, it was less than 50%. Most people were wrong every time. So, I mean, that's, it's just, it's just, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. it's just a, if you aren't repetitively talked about, people just forget about you and they assume, well, they yeah. must be dead if they're not in the, they're not in the press or in the media anymore. So, well, for all uh, intents and purposes, yeah. if they're not in the media, they are dead. Let's be honest. That's how that works. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Really, if That's you're true. not in the media, you're dead to the, you're That's dead true. until the next, yeah, really, it's true. So, but, did Rothschild really die, or is he just Oh, <laughs> come on. He was 87. He died. That's not old, man. For Rothschild? That's old. That, well, listen. They get 80 they get years. Go, 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 go meet your average 80. 80 years, 80 years old in, in this world is old. It really is. If 80 is a big, is a big number. Once you hit 80, things start going down really, really fast. Unless you've lived an absolute perfect life health-wise. So 80 is a very big breaking point for most people. So is 50, by the way. Most yeah, guys, if you can get past 55, if you didn't abuse your body too much, you'll probably go to 80. But if you, it's a, it's just, there's a, there's a number of flip points in life that you have to yeah. get past. Like, I think yeah, the first one is being born. Well, it just, I guess because if you keep your bad habits and you're in your 50s, your body won't be able to deal with it. There are the, of course, there's yeah, lots of true. exceptions to the rule, but you keep wailing on your body with drink and drug and alcohol and bad food and no sleep. That's when your body can just just can't keep up because oh. it's you know so much of your and body you starts to die. It. it can't repair yeah. itself fast enough. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what happens. Your body gets behind in the repair in the repairs, and then it just accelerates out of control. Uh. Are you Toby? So Toby, yeah, um, you're gonna have to stop stop drinking in a couple of years. It's uh, actually scaring me, actually. So, well, I'm scary. Scary. Just be realistic. Yeah, he's just <laughs> you can drink. <laughs> you can drink. Just be aware of the consequences. That's all. The the mm -hmm. thing is, Toby, you you say everything is fake, but. The mainstream media puts out the date when uh, Rothschild supposedly died, and you automatically assume it's real. Funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why do you believe Rothschild? Is he from Copenhagen or what? I believe he died. I'm not saying why. I mean, do you have confirmation? It's the, the story. Mainstream. Yeah. Did you see the dead I mean, body? Chances are, if a guy's 87 years old. The only thing that's surprising, if you had all the money in the world, if he really does have all the money in the world, then that means you should be able to buy the best food, have the best advice, have the easiest life. You should probably, you should probably be able to do better than 87. Let's be honest. I mean, you could have yeah, somebody carry you to the bathroom if you wanted Who cares? to. He died. So what? No, I can't. Well, you brought it up. 
You brought it up. That means you I care about it. Okay, so you care you about it. That that's proof. You just proved you care about it. Now I don't care about it, but what I'm trying to tell you is, if you had all that money, you could literally have someone do everything for you at all times of the day. You should probably live a little longer. I think yeah, you can make it to a hundred. Yeah, you could probably make it to a hundred. But who knows? Maybe he didn't want people doing. Maybe he liked. Maybe he liked uh, Coke, Coca-Cola. Who knows? Maybe he couldn't stop drinking it. We, we, you don't know anything about the guy. When people are over 80, I usually say it's real. Sorry. Well, I agree with you. I don't know. It's also because it's very negative to Coke. But, oh, he didn't die. He didn't die. She's alive. She's alive. I mean, you have sometimes you just have to go on with the terms. You know, it's too crazy to say. It's too crazy and insane going, ah, Rothschild, he's still alive and he didn't die. Okay, okay, okay. You guys are both being shills now. He's clearly alive. We know that for a fact. Toby's a Rothschild. I've always thought Toby was a Rothschild. Toby's a Rothschild. Yeah, I'm a Rothschild. You're playing a slow adult. The question was... I think we're just on a different kinds of truth. Oh, at show me your slow and dull papers. I, I think you're playing a role. You're like Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Probably, he knows exactly what he's saying. He knows exactly which way to get off the stage every time. He's just playing a playing a role. Joe Biden. Oh, wait, how, close, <clears throat> how close to an entire uh, fakeologist chat could you have with a soundboard with about 150 buttons? Uh, it'll be it'll be fun, yeah. You I think can you can do the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. By the way, since you got since you brought up uh, Joe Biden, um, yeah. don't you think that um, George W. Bush, so the son, was sort of yeah. a prototype for Joe Biden? I think they're all he was the first, He was the first. He was the first president to be presented as sort of a goof. Sort of yeah, uh, like oh, we right? don't know that. I, you don't know all the presidents. Uh, Do you know all the presidents? He was well in media. I heard Wilson was an idiot. Woodrow Wilson was a dummy. He, he had a stroke. Didn't he have a stroke at the end of his presidency? I don't I mean, know, but I think, I think most is, is, is Wilson yeah. the one that brought in the Federal Reserve? Well, he was so. around. I don't think I don't think any he, president's well, responsible well, for anything. Joe Biden has proved that presidents have nothing to do with running the country. He is the best proof you can have. Because there's no way a guy that can't figure out which way to get off the stage could make any decision. Hmm. That's why they wrote him out. They wanted the stupid president now. And they wanted to make it public. Yeah, I, I agree. I, this is no mistake. It's no mistake having a no, having a, full, yeah, like, design, a, a lost it's, guy. Well, I think yeah, I think most like of them. Movie. I think most of them are, are are controlled anyway. So it doesn't matter if they're a dope they're or an idiot, or even if they're oh. smart, they're still controlled. <laughs> yeah, they're they're right, yeah, you're right, not shot. You're right. I mean, you're if right. they're controlled, who cares? They're just they're I mean, how long would a smart guy last as president? Would he be able to put up with it? 
Well, yeah, a smart I'm guy would stuff. realize that he's gonna he's gonna lose his life if he he's gonna, gonna die. Up. He's gonna die. Exactly. Very that's, soon. That's, so every smart guy basically falls in line very quickly, probably. So they probably don't even want to waste their time doing it then. So they don't attract smart guys. Yeah, yeah. The true the, the true smart guys never never run for president. My opinion. <laughs> Is that you making noise? Yeah. So sorry, I'm yawning. Sorry. I'm gonna mute your ass so you keep that up. <laughs> We're not boring you, are we? No, no, no. Don't no, do no. it, Abby. Uh, we've had such an interesting conversation. All right, really? Really? I'm serious. Yeah. Go okay. listen back when you release this. Yeah, about uh, okay. the history of ecology and the history right. of music. I'm, I'm behind know. on my Toby po- Toby cast. I haven't Toby listened cast. to yesterday's yet. <laughs> I, I just I, I told you the other day. I think Toby should have his own show here on Fakeologist, oh, yeah. and Thank it should be called. He should be. It should be called Toby or not to be. That is the question. Ah, Hamlet. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. I like, like that. I like that's not bad, Armand. You're getting funnier. Hamlet. I was always funny. You just didn't understand. <laughs> I bet you your port. I bet you your Portuguese jokes are cracking. Yeah, much better. They, they, uh, you know, they just slip out. <laughs> Some things just don't translate. Yeah. Did you like that uh, Brian guy who was doing the one-liners? I put that in for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a uh, quite intensive, uh, like, course of one-liners. Yeah, that's all. Speaking of Brian, speaking of Brian, do you think we could talk about biochar for a little while here? Oh, you did, you biochar. <laughs> Talk about what? That'll get you muted, right? <laughs> good, good oh that guy controlled my biochar into any conversation. Him and Jenna. I, what are these people doing? Are, are these, where, do they even, uh, where do they come from? They're on, like, no matter what you listen to, they are there calling in talking about biochar. And I mean, like, it's across all the alternative networks. They listen, they, this is like their full time gig, and they're calling everybody else the shill. It's hilarious. Yeah. Do you have any idea what the, what is the point of biochar? Because I can listen all day and I still don't know what they're talking about. As far as I can tell, if you basically just burn your trees down to uh, to charcoal, there's minerals in there, and then you can all basically right. grow things somehow, and that that's like the miracle. But the thing is, is like I think in the process you lose all your forests. So. <laughs> That's, that's, just, could, that's just a small, small, small price to pay to save the world. Apparently, so <laughs> what would their alternate talk show be? A communitarian biochar city, where? <laughs> or, well, actually, no. That would be their. That would be the thing that made them nuts. If it was a communitarian, I think to do biochar correctly, you do need to be in a in a commune, though. See, that's the that's the irony for them. They hate communitarianism. And they want to expose it, but you probably need that to make good biochar. Doesn't doesn't Lark from Texas ever call in here? Oh, he has. Yeah. Oh, has he really? Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah, he has. Don't worry. Yeah, I remember him. I, I remember him calling in. We did a show with him. I did the show that, just to appease oh, Brian right. and, just, and just Jenna. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. listening to him talk makes like watching paint dry. 
look interesting. <laughs> he is so boring. He is so boring and so dry. It's He knows what he's talking about. He's researched lots of stuff, but the guy just comes across as the most pedantic, boring, never, never smiled, never laughed in his life kind of guy. I just don't get it. Like, what drives you to do something that's so boring? And, like, how can you get stuck in one thing? Like, you know, like, I look back on my life and I look back at the lives of people who I think are interesting and you know what my opinions if I look back five years ago ten years ago 15 20 years ago blah 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 they changed there's other there's these people like Lark and it's like he latched onto this one thing and he just will yeah. never ever 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 let it go and I just don't understand like can't, can't you move a little bit can't, can't you just kind of like see that there might be something more than just this I don't know why people get stuck like that well, I, I'm fascinated in the same way you are because Jim Rizzoli has explained why he only talks about the Holocaust. I understand that. I get it. Uh, I still couldn't do it. Or Zundel, he'll give up his whole life just for one topic. He thinks it's that big of a deal. They always fascinate me, those kind of people, because I don't get it either. It's like an obsession, right? But don't you get bored? It's basically like, I love pizza. I love pizza so much. I'm going to eat pizza every day for every, every day. meal yeah. for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life, I'm only going to eat pizza. The thing is, like, the best pizza in the world sucks. After, like, after the 50th day of, weeks, yeah. of eating nothing but pizza, you are sick of pizza. And I just, that's what I don't yeah. get. You know, it's like, I, I mean, I, I remember years ago when I used to read, like, uh, LouRockwell.com, you know? And, and thinking, oh, these guys are interesting. They have some interesting perspectives on stuff. And um, and it's just the same thing every single day. Their whole – the reason why everything in the world sucks is because the government's doing this. The government's doing that. Uh, you know, we're not following the Constitution. We should just all be anarchists. You know, basically the free market's going to solve every problem there is. Oh, and by the way, Walmart's the best thing that's ever happened to people because they have low, low prices. You know, and Amazon has low, low prices and they deliver to your door. They're awesome. They're just, these corporations, they are just totally looking out for your best interest left and right. That was Lou Rockwell in a nutshell. You, you just heard it. Everything I just said right there, you get it. You don't need to ever, you don't ever need to read the website. You know, but they go on for years, decades. Yeah. As, as, yeah. as, soon, as soon as you get uh, advertisers in a show, it's done. Because, um, I mean, it's just, it's just there. The rest is just there to sell the ads. So. That's yeah. a good point. That's a really good point. Does that make Talk sense? About, remember, remember the network movie, right? Um, 1970-something, um, where basically he was counter-establishment. He was saying, oh, no, uh, don't, don't watch TV. And he was on TV, right? <laughs> and uh, basically they promoted him. Um, because it, it had good ratings, so it doesn't matter as long as you're selling advertisement. You're right. So, a good point. Yeah, very good point. No agenda has advertising. Advertising. No, you can listen to them. Matt, the right? podcast with Adam Curry and John C. They Delano. don't have advertising. They actually have they, one donor they, that looks like an advertiser now, and I made fun of it. I made fun of Adam about it, and uh, they responded actually to my comment. So they don't have advertising. They have donors. They, they just recognize the donors. Donors, donations. 
So, yeah. so, so N- NBC's just getting donations from Coca-Cola and, 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 and Pfizer uh, and, and, and Verizon. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's so, NBC. Yeah, We're talking about no agenda. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I've had yeah, that was all humor. humor. <laughs> oh, okay. You got to talk to uh, Armand. <laughs> Some people have a dry uh, sense of humor. I like dry, believe me. Yeah, that 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 uh, comedian you posted uh, reminded me of a uh, a comedian from the I think it was like the eighties. Stephen Wright. Did you ever hear? Listen to him. Yeah, and he Jeremy super, Hots. Super, super dry. Same, yeah, Jeremy Hots is another guy. Stephen Wright. Yeah, they're definitely in the same vein. I can listen to um, Stephen Wright. I can't. I, I I can listen to most of him, and then he gets boring. But yeah, yeah. Same idea. Slow, I, I yeah. like it. I like if it. Wanna, I like if it. You want to laugh? Uh, laugh at, at uh, uh, AI these days. Um, one thing I saw that was extremely funny was ask uh, ask ChatGP to write a Stephen Wright dialogue, and it is incredible. Oh, that'll be good. The fact the way that it gets it wrong is incredibly funny. <laughs> oh, oh, that's probably good. Yeah. Because it, it can't quite get the dry the way it, it nothing. I mean, like Stephen Wright, his stuff, it makes sense on some level. But the thing is, it's like it, the uh, the chat GPT version of Stephen Wright does not quite hit it. <laughs> and it's it's very funny just because of that. I bet that's great. Yeah. Hello. It sounds like we're on NPR here. It's a minute of silence for Lord Rothschild. <laughs> Either, or is it, is it time to pray? Is it one of those times a day? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's uh, like bowing towards Mecca here. I just didn't even know. The, the, the thing about Rothschild is that people uh, assume there's only one Rothschild. There, there must be hundreds of them by now. And they're spread out all over the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there are a lot of Roth's children. Yeah, and, and, and most of them, they don't even, they are not even called Rothschild. If they marry into another family. And wasn't Alex Jones uh, having a uh, Rothschild on like a couple of years ago? <laughs> that the younger guy, he might be in his forties now. Uh, Russell Brand was married to a woman or a girl from Rothschilds, actually. Yeah, the same it's okay to say. It's okay to say he, he's a show. Well, yeah, he's, he's a gatekeeper. <laughs> I was just—I was going to give you permission to say he's a show. I think he's a show. And uh, the sister of Paris Hilton, she married the Rothschild too. If she's the real sister, uh, Nikki. Yeah, I, I think she's a real uh, Hilton. Uh, some people are I read before that Paris Hilton might not be a Hilton, or she might be just a character playing a Hilton. <laughs> Yeah. 
because she's the one that that, that has supposedly that that sex tape out there. I don't know if a real Hilton would do that kind of stuff. No. Is there going to be like some other hot girl coming along named like I don't know Jeanette Airbnb or something like that to you know take take us into the next generation or how's this work? I think Paris was in the in the in the psyop some kind of way because she ruined society. Paris Hilton. I watched that show with her and uh, the other chick. I thought it was pretty good for a while. Yeah. That's, that's back before when I watched TV. Well, I think she made uh, selfies popular, right? She's the one that pushed selfies before selfie was. Mm, no, actually, it was at Mandela Nelson Mandela's funeral with uh, hey, Michelle Toby. And, and Barack hey, Obama. Toby. Yeah, Paris, a uh, guy. <laughs> Toby, is Paris a guy? No comment. Pa- Paris could what? be a guy. No oh, yeah, comment. for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Nicole, Nicole, Nicole Richie was the dude. Paris is. <laughs> Paris Nicole Richie was the dude? I, yeah, they're from the I, old I days. Know, I, don't get that, I don't know. Paris, oh, for yeah, sure. I don't know either. Skinny dude, did you see Mr. E's latest? Sophia Butella? I never heard of her or him before, but my god, that's a really obvious one. Go look that one up on egi.fakeologist.com. EGI. I put a lot, I'm gonna have to have Mr. E back. I love that guy. Toby, you like Mr. E? Yeah. He loves him. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I I just can't get into that topic. I, I'm not saying oh, it's not on. right. I, I just oh look, no, it's Sophie Butella. Just oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing that, yeah. that that's not true. I just don't have interest in in uh, what is it? A trend? No, uh, transvestigating everybody. Because it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think history is funny for sure, but it, it's. I don't know. The topic the last one, he put out that's obvious, but I have never heard of that person before. So I never. I I think it, that person's from a few years ago. So I don't know if they're relevant today. Maybe they're dead. <laughs> Are they just trying to screw with people and, and get you to lust after like a dude and then let you know that you're gay? Is that what this is all about? I don't really understand. Like, what is that's the angle that they're trying to play here? What? That's possible. I think they're 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 trying to make a third type of person that's not one or the other and elevate them into this higher status because they're messing well, with people. Well, they're part, part of it is uh, I, I I can't explain it as well as Armand probably could or uh, or Silas, but the, there, there's definitely a, the mystery religions. There's it's something about they want to merge the genders into one. Yeah, um, Armand. If Armand can can unmute and explain it to they, us, there is they, uh, there is an agenda behind it. Sure. Yeah, they want oh, to God. to to make it literal. What is symbolic? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, that's right. That uh, sounds good. So, yeah, the the uh, symbolism is that uh, you should stand um, in the middle between male and female in the sense of between left and right. So. Um, in a symbolic sense, you'd be at the center of the cross, right? So yeah. 
in a mythological sense, you would be in the place of Jesus or Christ. Um, and you would, from that point of view, be able to balance both forces in you, inside of you, and uh, watch it from, from that perspective, so observe from that perspective. Uh, what what happens is, uh, what it always happens with literalism, it brings everything to a literal um, standpoint, which uh, basically destroys any sorts of metaphor or symbolism uh, for 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 any for any observer, you know, if you observe anything and you immediately uh, are brought to believe that it's literal, it loses all symbolic sense. You start actually looking at or looking for that uh, um, literal merging of the sexes or whatever, right? Um, Interesting. Is- so it's kind of like. Uh- you'll have like all these fundamentalist Christians out there who are searching for the ark or searching for all these, uh, you know, the, the Holy grail, all these kind of things, like as if they're actual artifacts or something. But the thing is, this is like fundamentalist masonry or fundamentalist mystery religion or something. Is that right? Yes. Uh, well, the idea is to divert, in my opinion, at least uh, the idea is to divert the um, individual observer um, into a group thinking, uh, and that is done through uh, the the tool of literalism. Um, if you can make everyone believe in something literally instead of symbolically, um, it loses all of its worth as a metaphor, as a guiding, you know, symbol that you could use for your own enrichment, right? Um, and I think that that is that is the uh, the ultimate purpose. Um, the idea is really to just divert, um, so that they don't lose. They, they earn a supporter on one hand, but at least that they don't lose a potential um, fuel source. Let's say that's, for that's a society. Super interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it is very interesting how you know if you basically le- read things completely straight. And it's just the, the surface meaning of what you have right there, you know, like the, the fundamentalist view or the, uh, the literalist view. Um, and, and you basically take that, you're basically losing all the nuance and all the ability to actually look for deeper meaning. Because like, like you say, kind of like the, the metaphors all go, are, are, are ignored. And, and when in fact there's the, the, the deeper meaning, like the, the, the stuff that's really significant is really just oftentimes comes from, <laughs> comes from reading between the lines, not, not reading the lines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what's the yeah. deeper meaning about trannies? I mean, it's just disgusting. <laughs> that, that's right, because it's made literal. It's made literal. The idea is that you, like like Silas uh, likes to say, um, to combine the two polar um, pillars, let's say, of severity on one side and mercy on the other, which is on, on the, the Kabbalah, um, and if you are able to balance them out, um, you become a better observer, let's say. You become a better, um, how can we call it? Uh, yeah, a better observer. Let's use that. Um, if you make it literal, if you bring these symbolic um, ideas into the literal reality, um, you just make um, something grotesque. You You just basically tore down 
uh, a symbol that was meant for elevation towards something that will um, will bring you to uh, a grotesque place, in my view. Um, so I would say that. The problem here being literalism. So making the symbolic literal, making the symbolic literal. Yeah, but it's like if you see a symbol, if you, it's like if you see a symbol with, I don't know, an eagle or a lion or whatever, and you make that symbol literal. Oh, this was depicting actually an eagle or actually a lion. Then it's lost. The symbology is lost. You're not able to read anything anymore, right? You're just stuck in this um, world of materiality where everything is, um, is directly literal in front of you. Um, you know, every, that's why, that's why language, which is already an imperfect medium, becomes even more, um, difficult to handle because the words have to have a literal counterpart. You're not able to do abstract thinking anymore, right? If you go into literalism, you're not able to, to think of any, anything abstract. Correct? Because the, the abstract needs a symbol, a metaphor, an allegory. For you to try to imagine it, to 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 work it around in your head, and if all you you are based upon is literalism, is something that is literal, has a literal representation, like a tranny, like you said, um, you're not able to read the the um, more elevated uh, lines of uh, of thinking that you could explore. You understand? Yeah, I like that. That's a very good explanation. Very nice. Very good. And there. Speaking of uh, all females, we have Verilicious in the room. I, I, I knew if we started talking about trannies, if we start talking about trannies, the, the, the transvestites. Yeah, Ver, Ver, uh, Toby, Verilicious is a oh, shill. We started talking about trannies. Yeah, we started talking about trannies. Yeah, we started talking about trannies and Verilicious shows up. Toby, let us know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Verilicious shows up and Toby gets quiet. I'm here now. Hello? Hello? Why isn't anybody speaking out against trannies? Because that's, that's cruel. You have nothing to win, right? People are, are basically... People are basing on their on their self-interest. What do they have to win? They only have to lose. They only have things to lose. They have nothing to win. Right? What is wow. to, to be gained for their self-interest? The way people speak out against this is not by speech. It's actually by, uh, it's by uh, evacuating where this stuff is prevalent and getting yourself to where it isn't. I think like that's the way that people oh. actually revolt against this stuff is literally by voting with your feet and getting the hell out of uh, California, New York, and all these big cities where all this kind of stuff is. Because once you get yourself out in more more rural areas, this stuff doesn't even exist. You know, it's it's a uh, it's it, basically you may have some high schoolers who are kind of like trying to find themselves and they dye their hair green and basically you know pretend certain kinds of things, but. It's at an incredibly low level, and the vast majority of the people are not going along with it. For them, it just ends up being a way that they can act out and get some attention, you know, just like any high schooler would do. I, I don't, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think trannies really exist anywhere in the public sphere. 
because if you go to the wrong area, you're going to get crashed uh, uh, or, or beaten up. That's the reality. I mean, you only see them on TV, but they, they want you to believe, oh, they are accepted, but they are really not. Trust me, try like a, like a uh, drag queen and then go to certain areas in your local area <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs> well, you, if you go to a library and read to children, you'll be okay. I don't know if, if, if that is even true. No, have we've seen, seen them. The they, they've come to our local library. Have you seen them? They've, have you taken yes, yes. They're just men dressed up as women, though. I don't think they're... I don't think they've actually done anything to their bodies, but who knows? So you don't think that's staged? No. I think they are pushing it on children. I think that's why people are actually getting mad. Parents are getting mad. A lot of parents are getting mad. That's a real thing. And and I think you're... You're both right a little bit. I, I, I do see it locally, and I'm... I would consider myself outside of, uh, I mean, not really rural anymore. The, the county's growing pretty fast, but, um, but I do see it in, in the younger, uh, this, say, let's just say like high school age or right out of, or college age kids. I, 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 I do see it. There's a lot, um, a lot of, uh, I guess gender, uh, Gender fluid. I don't. I don't even know what the correct term is. But well, Billy's in of, LA. He must see it. Yeah. What? 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 I call boys trying to trying to be girls and girls trying to be boys. He's in Trendy um, Central. Ground Zero. So it, it does. I mean, it is real. It is really happening. Um, just just think, just think about the kind of people who are embracing this, though. Like the people who embrace this uh, transgender thing. There's no. There's nobody in in that group who's extraordinary. No extraordinary person chooses to do this. It's only done by people who are average or substandard in some way. Because the thing yeah. is, it's like now all of a sudden you have a subsidy on your life where, all, oh, well, I identify as one of these victim groups and all of a sudden I get all it kinds gives of them, it, gives it, them, it gives them credibility. It gives them credibility. They before, and, you know, that, See, that's, that happened with the gays, with AIDS as well. Did you know? Did you hear that? Yeah. It happened with the gays, with... with uh, before they were just kicked to the curb, but all of a sudden they were promoted and they were getting money. It was uh, acknowledgement. That's all they ever wanted was to be acknowledged. And when yeah, the age thing was would you rather, huge. Would you rather be just a Jew or a Holocaust survivor? It's the same thing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're a celebrity. Neither. Yeah. <laughs> Have any of you guys has any of you guys read the has any of you guys read the gay manifesto? Well, is it a good one? Manifesto? Yes. It's well. Uh, I'll I'll post it on the show notes. The gay manifesto. <laughs> Never heard of it. No, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. No, I believe no. you. Just yeah, just put, post it. Oh, up it. Curious. Hang on. Do you, can you summarize it, or, or is it better? Rock Hudson? It? Uh, I better no. I've uh, no. It's really heavy. I won't okay. summarize it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. It's really it's heavy. Is there, heavy stuff. Is there a, is there a uh, cold notes or a, a uh, if if there are notes, I I don't know about them. Notes. 
Yes, <laughs> for Cliff Notes. Is that what you're... Cliff Cliff Notes in America? Cliff yeah. Notes, yeah. Cliff yeah. Notes. Yeah. yeah, that's what they're in America. There's Cliff Notes and can you get a fax sheet on that? <laughs> and I thank you. <laughs> you just want the bullet points. Yeah. yeah. I need bullet listen, points. We're all, listen, we're all smartphone users here now, okay? We need bullet points. We can't read stuff, okay? Can you get this? this no, is I know. Is there, is, there a TikTok? is there a TikTok of the Game Manifesto? There has to be. Well, they were saying that every single gay man was abused as a child. There's almost no exceptions. He was sodomized as a child. I would argue with that. Almost. I would argue. You would argue that's not true? <laughs> I, I would totally would. Okay. Uh, my my wife my wife has taught elementary school and she hits like said this this kid's gonna be grow up to be gay and and we've seen it happen and and we know the know, parents. How do you know he's not abused already? Already we know the parents. I mean, like like I would I would I would let my kids stay oh, at their house. Is there? So I, I would argue that. Really now, I'm not saying it, I'm saying I'm not saying that's a hundred percent. Um, but, yeah, well, uh, I, I don't think anything's a hundred percent. But okay, yeah, um, oh, but, okay, but, yeah. But but from from my experience, from her through her, um, the ones that are abused end up being abusers. That that's oh, yeah. that's, the, that's definitely a that's definitely a thing. The pattern the pattern repeats. Well, interestingly, the guy that uh, the guy that made this game manifesto speech is called Swift. Go figure. Taylor Swift. Swift, Swift as in fast. As in Taylor Swift. Yeah. As in Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is she the author? He. He. Yeah. He. She. Taylor works either way, guys. <laughs> True. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, maybe was trying to compare or, promoting or, or make a correlation Swift with Jonathan Swift. Sorry, I'm talking over you. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. No, I, I was saying maybe they're just promoting the banking, the Swift banking system. That's why she's always in the news. <laughs> maybe. It's also called More than Swift. That. And the Russians, and the Russians, they left it. I think they created their own system. They're not part of that. Western uh, Swift banking system, where all the transactions are, are taking place, I think. So did he say trans? trans yeah. <laughs> he did say trans. Oh my gosh! Trans, it's even in our language. You, you have to transvestigate words now. You gotta wonder, like, what happened to the uh, the peace dividend that we were all supposed to get there. You know, like what, what, what's the what, what's the reason we can't get along with Russia and China and everybody else these days again? You know, it's like wow, what a, what a great thing. Oh, because they're not into trannies and they don't like usury. <laughs> they actually uh, have some racing, No, we're, we're uh, racing them to the moon. Remember, it's the new space race. Yeah, only. Only yeah, my, 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 my movie studio beats your movie studio, baby. Oh yeah, that's right. I know we have Do Billy on. Oh, I, I thought Billy sounds just like what Rolt or. Um, they do, they, they do uh, sound similar. Yeah, yeah, similar Yeah, I, Billy, can you talk? Because I think you're the same person. 
No, he can't. Billy's he might be. He might be at work. He, he might just. He might be just be in listen mode. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt with that one. I just want to see, see if anyone noticed that. You guys yeah, I did. I, I, I agree. Like the old Chinese people, do you think that they care about going to the moon? <laughs> do you think they talk about? Do you think any American cares about it? I don't think so. They no one's care? talking about it. No, does Is anybody care about it? Know it's fake. Is that because I, they I all think, everyone knows it's fake? I think so. No, I, I think it's because no, I think they, they walk around with a TV in their hands, with, and they're distracted by everything else. Listen, if, 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 if they're if they aren't filming porn on the vehicle that's going to the moon, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, that's, that could be it. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe they should do a. What is it? Moon fans only site. Yeah. Fans only site on the ISS. <laughs> then, then, then people would care. Right on. Isn't that amazing. We got, we got all this technology, and this is this is what it ends up being used for. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Uh, whenever somebody was telling me, like, whenever you get back together with people you you haven't seen, like, like say a class reunion, you haven't seen them in twenty years. You revert back to like middle school humor. You, yeah, you where you left off. Yeah, where you left off. Yeah. Who's doing who? Yep, pretty much. Yeah, it seems like with all the techno- technological advances, our language would advance, but it seems like the English language is going backwards. <laughs> I really liked oh, the yeah. show yesterday. The, the show with, uh, uh, what's her name? Lynn? Lynn Artell? Yeah. Lynn? Yeah. Lynn's great. She, what she was talking about, the English language yesterday, that was fantastic. Yeah, she's really yeah, good. She's a gold mine. If she can, if she can not get mad, she gets her point across better. <laughs> that, that was, that was always her thing on, uh, on, on the uh, Hoaxbusters call was just getting furious. Yeah. yeah. That was like, yeah, oh, she's always mad. mad. She's intense. But she knows her stuff, man. She knows something about everything. Yeah, she does. And she, does. she writes good. her social security check, baby. Don't forget it. Okay, Brian, right. you listening? Brian. She, she must be a shill. She worked for the government. <laughs> it is funny how the defense contractors are into everything. They the basically run the government. They're, well, they're the they ones sub- they they have the uh the infrastructure to win all the contracts like once you get into a certain level of uh of of government you need to have like a department of dealing with all the contract um requirements and if you, if you're a corporation that is dealing with the government already you have all that infrastructure built in and so now it's, it's just be super easy to walk into all sorts of other contracts that have nothing to do with your core business oh yeah i you already have the, you have the infrastructure set up we we have a customer that's just dealing with that because they're a subcontractor for a DOD contractor. So it like rolls down to them. So they're having to follow all these guidelines. It's, it's, it's crazy, but they, so, so technically they're, you know, they're a DOD contractor, even though they, they just make a component for, for a very specific use. 
I, in, uh, you know, I, I have my own little business and I've only ever taken one contract from the government. And what I remember about that thing was the contract had like 200 pages of boilerplate <laughs> telling you like what you had to do. And it was just, this right. is, this is absolutely unbelievable. Can, when you consider what it was that the contract was intended for, and then you look at like, these are all the requirements. It is. It is awful. It is absolutely. It's. It's. It just tie, ties you in every which way. I mean, like basically. It, I mean, it was. It was down to things like this that, if you need to import something from a country, well, it better be a NATO country, and if it's imported, it has to be imported on a U.S. flag ship, and you have to come up with documentation for all this. I mean, it's like not that this even pertains to what we're doing, but I mean, like that's the kind of minutia that it gets into. Stuff like that. It's absolutely yeah. ludicrous. And it's like a, yep. it's like a mafia pack. You have to use our guys. Yeah. Really. Yeah. For everything. You can build whatever you want, just use all our suppliers. Yeah. Yeah, remind me of uh, and don't and, and swear an oath to Israel. Whatever that uh whatever that rule is, that they have to swear an oath to Israel. Crazy. Reminds me of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the uh, the bureaucracy that gets created that controls everything. Sorry. Well, Lynn's calling Toby out. First thing, Toby. Oh, that's right. What? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Heard that yesterday. She's calling yeah, him out. Yeah, I missed the beginning. What she? What did she say? She's wondering why Toby doesn't uh, talk about Copenhagen. There's heaps of stuff there, Toby. Yeah, I put some uh, stuff up on um, Copenhagen on Showbiz-related uh, notes. So. Yeah, I saw. Better send it to Lynn at Takeologist.com. I don't think she reads it here. No, she's not on, well, the, she's not on Discord. And also yeah. there's many people on Facebook who's not on the Discord and another way around also. It's always the way. Everyone's in their own place. Yeah. If you if you told most Americans that there's a city called Copenhagen, they'd laugh at you because it's actually just chewing tobacco. Nah. <laughs> it's actually dip. If you're in, if you're if you're in Georgia, it's dip. Or uh, the language Danish is something you eat, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like a Danish. I like a good Danish. Pastry. Danish pastry. There's definitely no Copenhagen donuts, though. <laughs> There's Copenhagen Doss ice cream. We have uh, a <laughs> and the Great Dane is a dog. Yeah, yeah. You're right, I'm on. You're yeah. right. Toby, you're a Great Dane. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Now bark. You're a great dog. <laughs> Even if uh, if I still believe in weather modification, you still like me. <laughs> No, I meant you're a great game. So so what does, what does, I mean, is, is that how you determine if you like someone or not? What they no. believe in? No. I just, uh, Beliefs I, change I, over life, you know? I'm on better terms with people that I agree with than, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, but Toby, you're saying you're allowed to have your opinion, Toby. Nobody's going to hate you for your opinion. That's what we're all here for. Like, we all have a bit of opinion. We all have a bit of a laugh and, and stuff like that. So mm. it's it's good. Um, okay, Amal, I, I just wanted to off. say from yesterday, 
I was I've been trying to get him to say something to Armand. So that was not funny. The the stuff you said about reflections yesterday kind of reminded me um, of the uh, man in the mirror in regards to looking at yourself and, it, you know, you were talking metaphorically, of course, but that that was really good. I, I enjoyed that piece that you were saying because um, I did a little bit of psychology early in my years and um, what you're saying is really good. I really enjoyed that. I listened to your first uh, podcast. I've got to listen to your second one. But um, in the ways of collective thinking as well, why do you think that individualism, because I think there's still individualism around, but why do you say there's more so of a collective? Now, the, in, the individualism that um, that is present nowadays, I see it as a persona level of individualism, which is basically inserted into uh, the accepted collectivism. So what I mean to say by this is that actual individualism means that uh, you stand in reality in your terms. Sure, you have rules to follow and so on and so forth, but you make your own terms in regards to your um, free will and so on and so forth, right? This is yeah. if you're working from an individual as, as a, at the soul level at least, okay? If you're working at a persona level, um, persona being uh, a mask worn by the ego, what happens is that there's an inversion, so the persona commands the ego instead of being the ego commanding the persona. And so the individualism there is basically only a reinforcement, so changing whatever is needed to reinforce the validity of that persona. Yeah, for instance, so it's the ego that takes over. Exactly, yes. And yeah. this is, has to be inserted in a collective uh, setting because it doesn't stand on its own. You understand? It ha there has to be a, 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 um, a sort of fertile ground uh, for this, for the persona to, 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 to thrive and take over. Uh, so it's a kind of individualism that, uh, uh, in fact, only works in a collectivist kind of setting. I'm, I'm not sure if, you, if I was able to convey that right. Uh, yesterday? Mm -hmm. You're talking or, about... Or today. Yeah, no, or today. <laughs> No, that's fine. I get, I get what you're saying in that sense. Okay. So do you think the agendas, the agendas of today, um, yeah. do you, Toby, you can look into this yourself as well. Um, so do you think the agenda, agenda of today, um, reinforces that persona as, as we say, and is part of that collective, uh, collective? Ground. Yes, yes, I think that uh, the idea to um, bring and direct the attention towards a collective consensus on something, whether it's a collective consensus on the mainstream, or a collective consensus on alternative media, or a collective, con as long as there's a collective consensus, there is a fertile ground for the persona to be able to remain relevant. And as long as the persona remains relevant, it becomes much harder for the ego to actually take uh, back its uh, throne room, let's metaphorically say, from the persona that has usurped it, in a sense. You understand? Yeah. So the persona basically went haywire inside the mind and believes it is the ego. The persona, the, the mask, believes it is the actual ego. Right, and the ego can't take over because everything stands against it. 
I mean, one of the first things that you see when um, when New Age came about was an attack on the ego. Oh, the ego this, the ego that, right? Even in, in Buddhism, right? Uh, you see um, the attack on ego. But it's not the ego per se. The ego is the guardian of the mind. He is the decision maker. It's not the ego per se. It is what occupies the ego. And yeah, that so is... When we look at ourselves in the mirror, it's basically what persona do you see? Are you allowing the ego or are you allowing the, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. No, it's good. I'm, I'm happy. Like, I'm, I'm glad because I just wanted to talk that out because you were talking about it yesterday and we got onto other subjects yesterday, but it's really good. I like it. I think it's great. Um, it, it's great when we can get into the, the deep stuff like that in understanding today about today and this is where it, it comes back to toby if you were reading if you just read what armin put up on that text i just quickly downloaded it and yeah all right michael swift big deal who wrote it but if you actually were to read through that whole thing that's the agenda that's happening today um so that that is in relation to what we're talking about yeah I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it on air because I think it's too heavy. But uh, oh, it's too it's too heavy for some people. But like you can you can I I did a quick read of it um, because I well, I've read you like summarize it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. It is really good because you see what what that person has written is what we see today. What we see happening today, the aggressive behaviour of the. Um, of the transgender or so forth, whatever we want to call it, being implemented everywhere. Um, so it it's there. It's definitely there. Yeah, I agree. Where, where did and this, this again? It's on show related chat. Show related chat. Okay. Yeah, just download right the after. form. It's really it's yep. it's an easy read. But the agenda is only for the NPCs. It's not for people who can think. <laughs> well, how many? No, how many of? It's not for the NPC. It's implemented in our schools, and they're targeting the children. You can't say that. Yeah, but then you have to take your kids out of school. That's the only solution. Oh yeah, and who's got time for homeschooling in the society that we live in? Yeah, not everyone can do that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. You have to create your own parallel society. Oh, it's easier said than done. Some people are trying. I'm of the I'm of the idea that um, it's not uh, necessarily supposed to be an escape, but to um, to be able to find. it's like being in the middle of the storm and still be able to hold your ground and still be able to to find your your uh, the ground you step on and your inner peace and th- there's always a way you always find a way i mean i remember when when verilicious and uh, d-train were talking about how they were experiencing all this trouble in melbourne and they took an opportunity they found an opportunity they probably created that opportunity um, to to open the door to leave that place and go to a better place. There, there, life opens up. Yes, um, exactly. these opportunities for you, if if you're in the 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 if you stand on your in your place, let's say in your in your center, 
right? Yeah. yeah and so yes, if, if you follow your own principles, there's always a way out. I think it's not easy. Yes, a, I'm not saying a goal will appear. Let's say, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's not, and, it, and it's not easy, um, zero one, because like everybody goes through certain trials and challenges in their life, and you you have to find inside yourself that that integrity that you have and the morality that you have to to push through and go right. I'm gonna, yeah. and you can also create opportunities. You can look for them and also create them, and then you just you just do it. Just do it. Don't yeah. don't even have a second yeah. thought because if, if your gut tells you that that's the right thing to do, then you do it. Yes. I'm not saying that it's easy, but that's the only way forward. If it was easy, then everybody could do it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, uh, most people that send their kids still to, to the regular schools, I don't think they, they like their kids that much. They don't love their children. Otherwise, he wouldn't send them there. Yeah, well, uh, I, uh, I turn my kids into subways. Vibrating. Right? Yeah. Well, but you know what's going on, right? So you you take into account that they're getting brainwashed and they might uh, turn against you one day. That's yeah, but this saying. is this is where families <clears throat> but this is where families need to have that time. Uh, you know, where parents aren't working around the clock, um, where the kids aren't in school from, you know, from dawn to dusk sort of thing. Um it, they we lose it now because everybody's working. Fakeologist radio on fakeologist.com. Interrupting Gab. <laughs> I think it's done. Go ahead, okay. No, it's yeah. all repeats. Hang on. Hang on. Okay, do a second time. Gotcha. Fakeologist Radio on fakeologist.com. There, now you can go. We're back? Yeah. So, and I think, you know, the the mums and dads, and even if we're not mums and dads, we can see what's happening um, around that we, we're working all the time, like the, the co- we we talk about it here in in Queensland. The cost of living goes up, um, and then you know people are scrambling to to work more, to pay for this, to pay for that, and then the kids go to school, and most of the time the kids are stuck somewhere away from the parents. So we lose that family uh, unity, and um, this is where we've got to be careful as well, um, where the kids don't get too pushed away from your parents. I mean, look, as teenagers, I'm sure we all did it. We we were always against our parents, you know, when we wanted to smoke or drink or whatever. Um, but it was a different time back then. We didn't have what we have today to deal with. And it's a lot of pressure today um, for a lot of kids to deal with. And also when you lose that family unit, which is, I think we've talked about this before, like over several chats, where the with the division of the family, the, the people, you know, now mental illness, it, it's people are being divided left, right and centre. And so we lose, they, we're try, they're trying to um, lose, make us lose our integrity and our morality. And that's something we need to stand adhere to. Like we, we can't let that, we can't let that happen, you know. I don't, I don't know, do you guys understand what I'm saying? Sorry. Yes, I, I do, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, it, it is. Um, um, yeah, 
I don't but, necessarily but, like that, that my kids go to a public school, but I also um, make an effort to spend time with them when I can. So that you know, I, I, yeah, I, I, I agree. There, there is a, a, an indoctrination piece to the education system for sure. But also, my wife works in it, so kind of like remember, Jeff. We have to have a balance, you know. Yeah, remember right. that that we all, in one form of an, or another, uh, went through more or less the same hurdles, and here we are. So um, it's not true. a given yeah, thing that yeah, it's not a given thing that uh, as they develop, as they you know grow more mature. Uh, something won't uh, won't trigger in them that uh, that will make them look and start looking and whatever. Uh, so it, the the fact that that you go through these this processing, let's say, does not necessarily result in never ever um, looking at anything and uh, thinking that uh, the the reality is just as presented and so on and so forth. So that's a super good point. I think because I think that actually underscores why there is a never ending drumbeat of propaganda in the news on whatever subject it is. And it's because for most people, uh, if the drumbeat weren't there, then people would have the opportunity to kind of like be with their own thoughts and speak with other people in their own neighborhood. And, and with, without the media providing the context for the entire conversation, people would start to come to different conclusions than what the media would have you believe. So yes. I, I think like that's something really important to think about. But that said, I also think that, and I don't, I can speak for myself and a few other people who I know who uh, kind of share these kind of views. Um, I think that there's a genetic predisposition towards this kind of thinking. And uh, it's interesting how, um, some people just seem to have a, a light go on where it doesn't necessarily mean that they have like full insight about how what's going on in the world or anything like that, but it's more like kind of a, uh, a sense that something isn't right uh, and coming at a relatively young age. And, and, and essentially it's just like basically an opportunity comes that wakes you up to what's happening here. And so I think there's, there's kind of like two things because we certainly know very, very smart people who just cannot – see the world through anything remotely approaching the lens that yes. you know, any of us would probably basically the one that we're looking through all the time is is one that is so foreign to them they couldn't even uh, comprehend putting it on they can't understand like why you would believe any of this kind of stuff why would you not trust what the New York Times says about this this is like the most you know this is the most trustworthy newspaper in the United States you know that kind of thing yeah. IQ, IQ has nothing to do with it absolutely nothing um, IQ has nothing to do with it. Um, being smart or, or dumb has nothing to do with it. Uh, it has to do with motivation. Um, you need to eventually come to a point in life where you're motivated by, even if it's just by um, a small experience that you had, a small doubt that grew uh, in your mind, uh, to search um, outside of that, of that com compound, let's say, right? And, uh, I think it has nothing to do with being intelligent, with being smart, with being educated. In fact, education may, over education may even, 
play a part against, um, in a sense, uh, because it may. I agree, I agree with that. Yeah, it may indoctrinate too much. Yeah, I, but, I've actually um, given a fair amount of thought about that with regard to some friends of mine who are medical doctors, and they're clearly very bright people. Um, in terms of, you know, they did really well on tests. They memorize things very well. They're quick on their feet, all those kind of things. They're, they're bright. And, uh, I can, I can completely respect that. But I do think there's something about that system. And I, I mean, like, I have, I have a PhD and, and stuff like that. And so, I mean, like, I'm kind of an unusual one because I kind of, I really rejected the system, even though I went to like absolute top notch university and stuff like that. Um, but the, the weird thing is, is just how, um, the, the system, I think, selects for uh, for people who uh, embrace the system. There's very few people who go off and, and go through the system. Like, you, you go to law school and decide, like, you know what, I really reject the law system. I'm going to go and uh, become a carpenter because I just think this is a, to- this is a complete nonsense, right? But uh, the, the medical system tells these people that they are the best, the brightest. They are, you know, uh, and, and, and then they indoctrinate them with all these beliefs. And the thing is, is then they come to believe that if I believe these things, which have no proof behind them, uh, then I am among the best and brightest. And because I'm the best and brightest, I have to believe these things. It just becomes this circularity that they can never seem to escape. And I mean, it blows my mind that these are really, really bright people who, um, you know, they 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 drank the COVID Kool Aid big time. Cannot well, it, see it, it, cannot, oh, yeah. it comes down. Totally. It comes down to the persona that that we were talking about. Well, me and and Veralicious were talking about uh, where yeah yeah where the persona takes over. So you have this this persona that is built uh, to be, let's say, a doctor. Right, and uh, this persona is worn by the ego. The ego is sort of the guardian of the mind, is the decision maker of the mind within the mind. And what happens is that the ego, uh, for one reason or another, gives power to this persona and starts identifying as that character. It's sort of a character inside the mind, not the actual uh, entity, let's say, the actual individual over there, but uh, a character that is played out. And uh, to, for that persona to remain relevant, the world has to be that set kind of thing. So it, it, viruses have to exist. The vaccines have to, you know, be real or, or be the, the thing that they're told. And all these things have to be there so that the character can remain uh, in charge. And it's it as I've, uh, I've said several times, that despite being a mental construct, personas do behave as living entities. Even though they are not living, they do behave as living entities. What do I mean by this? It means that they have a survival instinct. And like any entity, an animal um, with a a, a survival instinct, they will, um, if threatened, they will do anything that they can, be it run away, be it fight, be it deceit, whatever, to remain living so that they're not killed, right? Um, even camouflage, if they can, uh, depends on, on the animal, of course. But these mental constructs behave in the same manner, and they do have uh, a survival instinct. And so they are very well capable, especially if the person... Uh, if the, the, the mind has a high degree of intelligence, to use the resources of that intelligence to fabricate 
a virtual reality where they remain relevant and convince the ego to continue feeding the persona instead of looking at it um, as a mirror image merely. You understand? Yeah. So it's a fight, fight or flight that we have. So you're either going to stand there and, and fight for your survival or you're going to flee for your survival. It doesn't, it doesn't matter either way. And what you were saying, Armin, about the the uh, scenarios that get put in place, in place, that's where the personas, that's where they do it, right? So just, for example, our pandemic, um, they, they set these scenarios in place, and this is where it plays between the persona and the ego, and, the, and our egos. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's basically it's basically a perception-based virtual reality, where your perception, um, the the persona's power relies on the perception that you accept. You understand? So this has to be true, so that my identification of what I think I am remains relevant. Because if that crumbles, then the personality inside of me, the character inside of me, has to go. So it's a survival instinct that, that triggers and makes uh, makes one self-deceit, basically. It says it's yeah, and this is where looking in the mirror um, is a is a is a thing as well. Yes, yes, mm. of course. You look in the mirror and you start identifying with that image the, of what you perceive to be in the mirror, but you're very selective of what you see in the mirror. Right, you reject the things that you don't like to see there, or that the persona doesn't like to see there, um, and you accept only those. You 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 um, you basically uh, what what's it called? Cherry pick the the traits that you want to see there, right? And so the perception only sees what it cherry picks and rejects the rest, and every rejection generates. Uh, what could be called a shadow or a, another reflection that eventually comes back with a sort of, let's call it metaphorically, a message through um, the actual experience in life so that you have to eventually face the things that you've rejected and are a part of you and have to, to acknowledge and deal with them and accept them as, your, uh, as part of you. It's not an easy. It's not an easy subject. I understand, but I think it's really key, and that's why I've, uh, in the podcasts and uh, and in my channel, I've uh, tried to contemplate deeply into these things. Yeah, no, it's good. It's real. It's relevant to know like who who we are and what we're dealing with as well in the stream of time, which is which is good. Yeah, and you and you do communicate. You communicate it very well. Uh, I. It really helps me to understand it. So I appreciate the work you put into it. Thank you. And also, Armin, do you think that um, whichever it is, it manifests whichever way we want to go when we look? Uh, in perception, yes. But uh, we are we are not individually in control of all the experience. No, we are not individually in control of all the experience. But it can skew perception. For example, um, um, let's, let's try to find uh, an example. If you, okay, so uh, um, uh, uh, someone uh, took, uh, you're a doctor, 
and you for for your persona to remain relevant uh, everything that comes from the medical establishment has to be factual and true someone took the the shot and immediately had a had an art, uh, a heart attack right it could not be the shot otherwise you would have to crumble the entire worldview and therefore crumble the persona with it so you skew the perception of what you experienced in order to match what you need to continue to have a, the, the valid personality inside um, inside of the mind. Whether uh, where if you were to look at it and actually infer that wait, um, I just saw that one thing led to the other, so let me at least question it, and that starts an erosion of a, a path that that can lead to the erosion of the uh, of that particular personality. Just quickly, I saw that happen with um, our family doctor back in Melbourne, um, the same thing, like you would ask a question in regards to the vaccine and, you know, because you hear things that wasn't safe, this and that, and straight away it was just a pushing of the, of the why haven't you taken it yet? You need to take it, but they don't give you any reason why. So that that what that scenario you gave in regards to the the medical just then, Aman, I saw it in real yeah. life. So that's that that works. You know that that that's it. Yes, that that was the survival instinct of the persona kicking in. They don't need to make sense anymore. You understand the persona is is in in fear for its life, so it doesn't need to to actually make sense in its response, it only needs to fight the the attempt, what it, what it views as an attempt on its life. You're trying to destroy me, the doctor. You're trying to put me into question, right? So, you know, the, the, it, it could lead us to, and, and I do think it's that in my observation, it could lead us to the idea uh, that I hold that in a, a mythological sense, and of course I'm talking mythologically, not literal, the original sin is pride. Because all of the personas have to be imbued with, um, with pride that is counterparted with shame. You understand? Shame and pride basically feed themselves. Um, yeah. yeah, if something hits your pride, you feel shame, and if if something um, basically uh, um, strikes your shame, it makes you feel proud. So you're basically it's a self feeding system, let's say, a self feeding duality that dances around in the mind, and all these personas basically operate at that level. So uh, my idea is that mythologically, the original sin is not. Uh, I know that that Frank. Uh, well, I've been having a, a great discussion with with Frank, uh, the the salt guy. Uh, yeah. I know that Frank disagrees with this, and he sees that the original sin is disobedience. But in my view, um, the original sin uh, is is pride. Um, that is what started, let's say, the the uh, the entire process. Well, it was it was um, don't <clears throat> don't eat from the tree of good and. <clears throat> Sorry, don't eat from the tree of good and bad because if you did that, you would die. But then God, if 
you were to eat it, would you be godlike or something like that? Sorry, don't. I'm, I'm not. I haven't read right into it. I'm sure Frank will probably correct me as well. But that's that's what I got from it as well. So it was was it because they did it because they wanted to be like God at that time and elevate themselves to another level. So there again, we're talking about a persona, right? Well, yeah. I mean, the the, the myth the myth um, serves serves a purpose, and uh, it's uh, it's the purpose of, in, in my view, and I know that Frank disagrees with this, but in my view, the uh, the myth of Adam and Eve serves the purpose of um, providing a a, um, a framework of obedience towards the image or idea of the God character in the myth itself, and that there are consequences for disobedience. And um, then this this devil personality, this devil character also also shows up and um, basically talks to, to the to the couple and shows them how well they didn't die when they ate from the uh, from the fruit. Um, so I mean, this the, there's a whole dynamic in that myth. I do not see that particular part as as a myth that um, is genuine, in my view. But that is that is just my opinion, and I don't want to get anyone riled up about it. No, that's okay. That's good because it's yeah. good to talk about stuff like that because yeah. you can look at. You can look at those uh, things because the Bible is just a book and whether you're religious or not, you can read it. It's there for everyone to read. You don't just have to go to church. Um, you can yeah. pick it up and read certain chapters. There's no there's no big deal about that. Um, but understanding certain parts of it might take, you know, you might need a bit of translation because some of the language is symbolic. I get that. Um, but, yeah, we can we can apply a lot of those things that we we uh, read and we learn to things that what you're talking about as well. Because there, there. Sometimes I think there's a correlation, and sometimes I think there's a relevance, and sometimes there's not. So it just really, it's it's um picking those pieces and also seeing where they fit. It's a bit like a jigsaw puzzle. Yes, uh, yes, it is. I think that um, part, a, a big part of reality is in fact a puzzle, um, and we have to share. Well, we don't have to, but we should. Uh, share the pieces with with each other, um, and I think that it's supposed that that we do that in a way, uh, because we can't all um, get and find the same pieces. So we share them with each other, and by basically doing that, we're providing more tools um, for our own inner journey, which is, I believe, what what actually matters in that sense. Um, and of course, these. There's a lot of relevant mythology in in the Bible um, mixed in with other parts that, well, I don't I don't really see as being uh, you know the genuine the genuine myth, mythological um, uh, how can I put it? Uh, health promoting, spiritual health promoting things, you know. Uh, but that is that is just my view, and it's not necessarily correct or true. It's just what I see at at least at this moment. Yeah, well, I think that 
that it all combines. Like the four things that you've got, your spirituality, your emotions, your physical, your mental. Um, and they're the things that you've, you've got to look after yourself. So how, however you go about on your journey to do that, mm-hmm. um, that's up to you. Whether, whether it's right or wrong in someone else's eyes, that's irrelevant. Yes, yes, yes. Do you mind if I jump in just for a minute? Sure. Yeah. Oh, no, it's just I I was kind of still stuck on some of the stuff you were talking about earlier um, with regard to uh, doctors and their ego and their self-image and so on and how everything would, you know, I mean, this doesn't apply just to doctors, obviously, but anyone. Um, I think... Something that's very interesting about that is uh, how it it underscores a value of being wrong and recovering from your being wrong, or mm-hmm. somehow having like this self confidence inside of yourself that even if I even if I give up a certain way of looking at the world that I really really strongly identified with. I'm still here and I can grow into a new way of being, you know, like that sort of openness is, I think there's something about that that I think would be like really interesting to try to understand how do you cultivate that inside of people? Because it seems as if, uh, one of the problems that we really do have is one of the reasons that I think you've put your finger on it is that people are so unwilling to, um, to, to move to better paradigms, better understandings of like how the world works is because it puts, um, there's a sunk cost. You've invested tremendously in this particular image of the world. And if we can kind of like get used to the idea that we're, we're only giving up that investment in ourselves because we have the opportunity to grow into something like much more valuable and much more accurate, better, it just in, in all sorts of ways, uh, an improvement that would really make it a lot easier for people to come along on this ride rather than get stuck in the, uh, in the one that is presented to you on television. Death, death and rebirth, resurrection, in a sense, yeah. right? You die and you get resurrected, but resurrected as a, 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 um, a persona, let's say, because you always have to wear a persona. Um, I mean, I'm not dissing personas as an evil thing. You have to wear a persona in order to, to communicate socially with, uh, with the people around you. This is absolutely normal and even healthy. The, the problem is when the, there's an inversion. It's like, um, the, the mind starts thinking for you instead of you thinking with the mind, right? So there's an inversion of, of the, the natural flux of things. Um, so death and, and resurrection, the mythology there, uh, would be exactly that. So, um, in, in my view at least, that you're able to let go of an old self, old self in the sense of an old personality that you saw that didn't match your perception anymore, that the, 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 the way that you see the world is now completely different, and even admitting, okay, I was wrong all these years or whatever, which takes humility, here comes another trait that is uh, um, correctly, um, correctly pinpointed the, the, the trait of humility. And, uh, you humbly say, okay, I was wrong. And I allow this, uh, uh, old personality to pass away to, you know, uh, gracefully leave the stage. And a new one eventually emerges from the new, uh, perception that you have, which is as true as, as the previous one, but it's just closer. 
to an to the essential being, let's say that is um, that is at the core of what animates you, right? Um, so, so that that is. Do you think yeah. this? Is, do you think this is something that can be cultivated inside of people? I mean, like if if we if we if we um, brought kids up in kind of a different in a different way that they would be more open to this? Or is this something that's just kind of intrinsically part of being a human that, you know, a large fraction of the population or a large fraction of any a group of people is going to uh, have a really hard time? That is an interesting question. Um, I'm not sure I, I have a, a concrete opinion on it. Um, I think that, yes, it can be cultivated, like, Anything can be practiced. I mean, if you practice running from an, uh, an early age, uh, you probably or you have a, a higher possibility of being a good runner when you grow into uh, into an adult, right? So it, it can be practiced in the same way that a muscle can be practiced, but um, it doesn't give you guarantees. And as far as the percentage goes, if it's a majority or a minority, I'm really not decided on that. Um, I'm I'm not sure that every single individual here, every single being that we relate to at a, a human level, a societal level, has this innate ability to look things differently. I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying either way, but I am not completely decided or, or certain on that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I look at, um, you know, obviously my kids grow up in a house where um, uh, certain points of view are promoted, others are not. And, you know, it's essentially just, uh, as I've kind of like underscored with my own kids, listen, came to these conclusions right now subject to change, you know, subject to better information coming in and so on. But the, there's something about, I think, um, having your, I, I really wonder if there's kind of a value in having your worldview shook up really, really heavily when you're young so that there isn't such a big sunk cost. Because if you were, my parents say, now you're in your 70s uh, and, and you're presented with this kind of information, the thing is, is that you're going to have this feeling of like, oh my God, uh, you know, if you were to accept another way of looking at the world, I've wasted my life. I've been wrong about things my entire life. So in other words, it's much easier just to continue on the path that you are and never really give it another thought because it, it doesn't put your worldview at risk. Whereas yes. entertaining these kind of ideas, you, you come to recognize that, um, that, oh my God, I didn't realize that I was, you know, you basically you have to admit that you, you, there you have to die. At the world. You have to die. Exactly. You have yeah. to die. Yeah. And the thing is, is that there's and, and when you get to a certain age, the thing is, is there's not a whole lot more, you know, physical life on this earth in in front of you that you can immediately see, you know. And so the thing is, that that's a pretty painful thing. Whereas if you if you have your worldview shook up when you're 15 years old, that's not mm -hmm. such a painful thing. That's because you haven't invested in it nearly as deeply. And I just wonder, like, it's almost like if you could give people that experience early if they would have the ability to kind of like do it again and again as time goes on and be a kind of like just a more resilient and flexible person uh, down the road. I think there's something interesting about that. I, I don't know what's going to come of my children, but I mean, both my wife and I, I mean, my wife doesn't describe nearly as deep as I do, but she's highly questioning about a lot of things. But um, it, could, it could be that it has a, a, a very positive effect. Uh, sure. I, I don't know 
for sure, but it seems reasonable to me to consider that. Uh, although, remember that at around that age, uh, that's when, um, you know, individuals start having all these hormones and their focus is not really on what the world is, but on, on other things, right? And so uh, the mind is taken over by other interests that perhaps um, where that, that uh, the worldview just becomes secondary at that stage. So I don't know. It depends. It depends on. I have on... an example of this. Mm-hmm. Um, Hello, Linda. Hello. I was just listening, but we we have an example of this when when little minds are shook because I don't know how old people are, little kids are when they realize Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy are not real and their parents lie to them. That's a big shakeup in their little minds, but yet they go on and get indoctrinated more and fall right back into the trap. So maybe that whole scenario of bringing that as a jolt to people when they're little is just another test for the power structure to see who wakes up a little bit and who doesn't. I I don't know, but... That's already there. It's built in every generation. They figure out Santa Claus is not real and their parents lied to them. So. Well, there's also another factor that plays into more or less what you're saying, which is that uh, we now live in, in a, a sort of cultural setting where childhood uh, prepares absolutely nothing of what will be the adult life. So if we imagine that a, a child is basically uh, in the early years uh, learning from uh, the parents uh, what it is like to be an adult, and basically what they're getting is Disney movies and cartoons and all this fantasy settings that have absolutely zero to do with what adult adult life will be, when they get to what is called the adolescence years, they are going to revolt. And the revolt is not really, uh, um, let's say, just a natural uh, hormonal kind of thing. It is also when they start figuring out that all the fantasies that they were given in childhood, that the world was this beautiful, marvelous, safe, and, you know, all pink and then blue um, sea of roses, um, is actually a very harsh, competitive place uh, that you have to, you know, get a job and that kind of thing. And very, uh, uh, you have to get ahead and maybe step on other people. And when you're faced with that reality, you're going to revolt against those who sold you uh, this fantasy when when you were a child. So I think that that is also part of what we see about adolescent um uh, revolt or what it's called rebellion. Well, right? I, I also think there's a part of it too. Uh, I, I mean, it's a paradox that kids grow up in in the first place, right? They're watching fantasy land and living reality. And they know the reality doesn't match the TV already. No. So it's a, it has to be a, a, a it has to be a struggle with their mind, right? Because it was for me, right? 
um, because, you know, how I grew up and everything else. But every, every child is probably presented that scenario. Their parents might be fighting in the background and whatever, and they're watching a Disney movie that's all, you know, roses or whatever. So the dissonance, right? Yeah. So we're saying about the cognitive dissonance. Yeah, in a I sense, there because. Well, I looked in every garbage can for the Cookie Monster. I never found them. <laughs> Did you find cookies though? Yeah. <laughs> cookies. They're always hard to come by. <laughs> but yeah, um, cognitive dissonance, yes, um, which is basically the clash of the fantasy world given by cartoons and, uh, and movies and whatever, um, that you grow up with and the clash with reality. Um, and when you get to to that adolescent age, you're you start to to realize that um, the prevailing um, world is not the beautiful fantasy that that was given, but the other one. So the dissonance starts at an early age and then develops into, or may potentially develop. Not everyone, but may potentially develop into um, uh, a basically accepting worldview of this uh, comfort zone um, that is eventually provided by an external influence. If you see the world as, if you you basically grew up with a fantasy and then you're faced with a harsh world and then an external entity comes and says, no, no, here's security, here's uh, safety, here's, um, you know, all these... uh, beautiful comforts and whatever, you're going to accept it because because between one and the other in the scales, you're going to per, to, to prefer the fantasy, right? Here's a, a virtual reality for you to um, hook up on and or into and live uh, as a king instead of living the life as the, the, the individual that you are in, in a society that doesn't give a shit, right? Which one are you going to prefer? You're going to be more inclined towards the fantasy, right? That's right, because you don't want to be in a, you don't want to feel bad about something. You want to feel happy. You want to feel safe and secure. That's right. We want to feel that security. And Linda, you know yeah. what? You do the best you can with your children when you when you raise them, and you you know what's right and wrong. And and it's a difficult job. I, I don't get me wrong. It is a difficult job for parents to raise children to the best of their ability and to teach them right from wrong. And you know the first the first lies we probably know of is of the tooth fairy and of Santa Claus. Um, but then, you know, we need to shape our children also to understand that there is that in the world today. And if they get that basic understanding and, and they develop that. So I think it really does start at, at home. Um, and the Absolutely. best that you can do for your children, yeah. um, what, what you can. Uh, um, in in order to prepare them from the world because I don't think school prepares them. I don't think society prepares them. Um, It it starts at the home environment um, that does prepare them. And if we, if we, um, if we start that at an early age, and my parents did it with us, but I mean, you know, I always used to laugh. Mum and dad never used to talk about the birds and the bees. And I'm like, oh goodness me, how did we learn about sex? 
you know, but, but all those sort of things. And it is, it's a hard job for parents. You know, how, how do you broach some subjects? How do you talk about some topics? Um, you know, it, it is, it is quite difficult, but, but in that sense, you love your kids and you want the best for them and you want them to grow up to be the best person they can be and to make the right choices in their life. Correct. And these, even though you do everything possible, to give them all the information and everything else, they're still going to make mistakes, just like we did. And you, you can't, you can't try to protect them from all the mistakes. You see what I mean? You just have to let them live them. And right. my kids, I, I told my kids at an early age that, you know, I weaning myself off of you, just as I'm teaching you to wean yourself off of me. So you will be strong and be able to survive this world. And they're both very strong women because of that. They have great lives. Um, they struggle sometimes or whatever, but everybody does, right? That's right. But And at least you can talk about it. That's, that's yeah. the thing. And you have a good rapport with your kids, you know, and it's, it's, well, it's not, a great Well, not so much now because COVID... COVID did a number on them. COVID yeah. did a number on them because they're, they're two hours away from me in a big city. Yeah. I have no control over that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the brainwashing continues. You see what I mean? Yeah. When that, once they leave your home, you, you cannot control what they absorb and what they want to believe. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. But they'll, they'll find that out themselves. Like, you know, it might be. Oh, yeah. My niece, she's 22, she um, moved up to Queensland. She wanted to be around us, and um, she was really scared she was going to die um, because I said to her, why did you do it? She said, because I don't know how else to do it. I didn't know how to make a living. I had to pay for my rent, and, um, you know, she didn't, she didn't know what else to do. And I said to her, that's okay. You're not going to die. You'll be fine. Um, just don't take any more shots. Um, you're in a good environment, just change your life. And she has, she's really changed and turned her life around. And for a moment there, she was sick quite a lot, but now she's improved a whole heap. And, you know, sometimes it takes them to learn some lessons and to make the wrong decisions, but not, not all of them are going to be like that. You know, not all of them are going to be like that. Some, some might not just care whatever goes on. They're just happy to, to go along and, and ride life the way it is, but others really take an interest in their own what's happening to them, you know. So that's it's good. It's just either way, it you know either way we've got to we've got to we've got to do it ourselves at at some point in time. Yeah, Bazarman would say we travel through life gaining knowledge. And that knowledge leads us to the death and rebirth of all of our personas. And I think a lot of people are capable of that. I don't know if everybody is. I agree with Armin on that. I would not pinpoint. But I think maybe by the time you get to the point where you know your time is pretty much up, you might still have an opportunity to realize things. 
Yeah, well, I don't think it's ever too late. Uh, depend, uh, it doesn't matter how old you are. Um, you know, I always, always think I don't want to have regrets in my life. I've made mistakes and I want to learn from them. That's, that's how I've got to look at it. Um, because I think regret's such a, for me, such a negative word. And it's like, okay, I've made mistakes. That's easier for me to deal with, my persona to deal with. And I can move on from there. So every, everybody does it differently. Well, my oldest daughter at age, I think she was around 17 years old or whatever. Um, my youngest daughter was having regrets about something or whatever. And I heard him having a conversation and, and my oldest daughter was telling her, she's like, you shouldn't regret anything because you were doing the exact thing you wanted to do at the time that you were doing it. So why would you regret that? And I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense because you shouldn't regret it. You should learn from it, not regret it. So there you go. Yeah, that's good. Don't worry, Linda, one day both of them will make it to Fakeologist and you'll all be unified again. Yeah, and you'll get to meet the clan. You'll love them. Yeah. There you go. That would be something to look forward to. Just drop little links in their email box. Little hints. I'm not sending the bumpers. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Some cookies from the Cookie Monster. (laughs) Not sending them that Linda. You're not sending them that Linda Linda sound 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 clip. No, my first my first talk with Ab, he had to play that song, or had to play that kid. (laughs) Yep. That was funny, though. Have you heard it before? Yeah, because I I worked at a big lumber company, and I there was Mexicans okay. that worked there, and they played it to me. Okay. Every time that I disagreed with them about something, like their inventory was off or something, they oh get out their phone and play that song to me, and I'd be like, Oh, no me. wonder you're triggered. It brings back yes. accounting nightmares from the lumber store. Oh, that makes more sense. No, I just thought you store. It was a lumber manufacturing company. Okay. They produced okay. it. But yeah, it was big. But yeah, there was a lot of Mexicans there that had a sense of humor. So yeah. I had to live through that. No, oh, I thought I was being original. Foiled again. Linda, what do you use for a mic? Do you have a headset? Yep, I have this little Amazon headset that I use. Um, it's got only one ear that I can hear out of. The other ear is free. And it's just got a mic on it. And the mic is like a boom 30. mic in front of your mouth? Yep, it's like 30 bucks. Yeah, you're so clear. Such a good mic. So appreciated for us audiophiles. It's what everyone used to use in the old days. Now nobody uses them and everyone sounds like crap. Yeah. 
Everybody's afraid of Bluetooth. Oh, it's a Bluetooth one? Because they're most usually yeah. wired. No, this is Bluetooth. It, it just I'm on my phone. Yeah. It's just Bluetooth. Okay. And, but everybody's afraid of Bluetooth now. Like, I'm it's holding your cell phone up to your ear or something and giving you cancer or something. I don't know what the big thing is. Yeah. Okay, you got a Bluetooth headset. Okay, I got it. But it's the boom mic that makes the, the sound good. Well, it has noise reducers and all that stuff in it, too. So. And it's only yeah, 30 bucks. The outside noise. Yep. Yeah, that's good. It's a good mic. Is Ian hanging off a building or something today? Sure is. He's hanging off the tallest building here on the coast. They're still working on Meriton Ocean, I believe. So the pictures that he was sending you or the video from that's been in our, I think it's in our uh, fake hall, that's, he's still on that building. It's a big building, 80 stories. So he's just doing the windows? Um, at the moment, I think they're doing cleaning at the moment, but they were, um, because oh, they were, they had to check the safety railings and so forth as well. So there's, it's a big job. There's quite a, quite a bit of work involved in this, in the, uh, in this building. So they've had, they've had to do quite a few things. But he's out in the sun, um, today, like it's, it's really hot. He's trying to do the, the early, the early start, like where it's cooler and then move around to the shade. But, Either way, the the boys are just going to get cooked. So they're they're trying to work, you know, as as quick and as safe as possible, um, just so that it's not too, um, yeah, they don't get fried up there. So amazing, amazing a job. Are are the buildings all empty? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a it's a hotel. It's the Meriton Ocean, so it's a massive hotel. Yeah. Okay. what is he? Does he see anything looking in a window that he shouldn't be seeing when he's going oh, away? I'm sure he does. Are there yeah. floors everywhere? <laughs> Are there does what? he mention it? Sometimes does he, he does. It? Some of the funny ones he does. Yeah. What's the, the funny one? Experience about a, you know? Huh? Give me a oh, funny one. There was some. Some guy trying to tan his butt, and he was flushing everyone. <laughs> oh, that's not very fun. What a dummy. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, that's not good. <laughs> uh, no, it's, I don't know, there's some weird ones. Oh, he's done some good ones for kids, like if they come out on the balcony and they think they're all spider, um, like Spider-Man, so the guys will, like, do some tricks and hang upside down, and depending on their equipment, obviously, and the kids love it. They yeah. think it's really good. Yeah. So oh, that's I good. See. Um, yeah. They get some. They so, get they, some so there's balconies so, on this building? Um, this particular one, I don't think so, these one, this one. But I know for some, yeah. if there's a certain level, there will be balconies, and then they'll, it'll just be mirrored because up to a certain height, you're not going to have a balcony. 
Um, but there's some that oh, okay. got balconies. There's some massive penthouses here that have got a garden right up the top. Um, I'll see later when I on my way to work. I'll I'll see if I can take a photo of a tall building with the with a penthouse and a like a rooftop garden like right up the top there. Um, you can yeah. see them from below. Um, I'm like, wow, that's a, like, what the, what? Put, <laughs> that's cool. Just put a link to the Google Place on uh, for the building so we can look at it. That would be interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can Google Earth it. <laughs> yeah, Google Place. I usually People usually take pictures of every Google Place oh, yeah, everywhere yeah. in the world so you can read the reviews and all yeah. that kind of fun stuff, see the location <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah, well, Gold Coast here, their buildings, some of their buildings are named after places. Like, we've got Barbados, we've got the, we've got Ecuador, we've got Florida, we've got Mykonos, we've got Santorini. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> we've got, like, all these. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Aruba. Um, there's a place I went to for our end of year. Um, we had a party. It's... It's called Cali, uh, Cali Beach Resort, but it's just this place. It's got a bar with dip pools and a, a glass dance floor. Um, yeah, it was, it's really good. It, they have a lot of events and stuff there. Yeah, but um, it's in, got, there's some good got, places to go to. You got East Berlin? <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think they're staying away from that sort of stuff. <laughs> that, that would be cool. They won't touch the Germans. The Germans screwed again. Nobody would move there if it was called East Berlin. (laughs) Dresden. Get ready for a fire drill every day. That's so funny. (laughs) Or Auschwitz Hotel. Oh, yeah, that would be a real winner. (laughs) The Holocaust experience. (laughs) Oh, my God. Huh? Whose funny voice is coming through? I don't know. Yeah. So, um, there was no, like, when Toby was talking about the whole weather thing before, like, I was just laughing and I'm like, there is no way, there is no way that each of Every day when I go out where I live, yeah. that this is it, this is creation. Like this is nature. Like no man's going to make that for me. That's ridiculous. Like it's beautiful, um, and the colours. It's it's so nice just to see it. You know, it's we can't be. I don't know. We can't say everything is a hoax. Everything is a lie. Like you've got to go and experience things. You can't just say that. You've got to experience well, life. If, if everything in your life try. is a hope and a lie, there's a problem. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. Yes, actual actual experience is the uh, ultimate um, arbiter, let's say, right? Yeah. yeah. I think... When we're saying everything is a lie, then it's referring to things we see on TV, probably. <laughs> television. Yeah, well, that's why it's called television. Yeah. Yeah, tell lies. 
and it's called programming. Yeah. Yeah. This morning when I woke up, it was 70 some degrees and thunderstorming. And now it's 40 and it's supposed to get down in the 20s tonight. What's that in Celsius? Fahrenheit. Yeah, but the. A couple days from now, it'll be back up almost 70 degrees. What's that in Celsius? Fahrenheit. Yeah, what, yeah, but, what, uh, what is it in Celsius? Oh, I have no uh, idea. Who's on first? We, we don't know. We're Americans. We, we, we can't Somebody hear it. Somebody look right? it up because I don't know. <laughs> I think 32 degrees uh, Fahrenheit is about zero oh. degrees Celsius, right? Oh, okay. So 70 would be... Uh, I don't know. Do a Google search. Can we use Google for that app? Tons zero one. Seventy is the producer. Now, now I'm going to. I'm going to be hot. Sorry. It's minus uh, six point six degrees Celsius. Well, that's cold. Seventy seventy Fahrenheit is minus six. No, twenty is. Ah, okay. Seventy is about twenty one. That's not cold from where I come from. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So is it 21 yeah. degrees Celsius now? Is that what you're saying? Zero one? So, yeah, 70 is 21 Celsius. Oh, that's okay. That's, that's pretty good. That's a mild day. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty all right. No, that's a nice day. You don't want to know what it's here. 32 degrees yeah, Celsius what, with 80% humidity. What is 20 degrees it's minus Fahrenheit zero. compared to Celsius? It's below six. zero. Oh. So it's minus 6.6 Celsius. That's, that's cold. cold. Yeah, that's that's what we've done all in one day here. What? Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, all in one day. Yeah. Who is that? Even so you've got a t-shirt yeah. and Ugg boots on. That's that would be my take on it. <laughs> I would say that's unnatural. <laughs> in one day, so in you one leave day. you leave you leave for work in a an anorak and you come back in a bikini. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much. It. <laughs> yeah, but pretty much opposite that. <laughs> so you go to work in a bikini and then come home in. An anorak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm going to push off, guys, because it's it's nearly nine. It's nearly nine o'clock here in the morning, um, and I've got to get ready. So, thank you so much for your chat. I really enjoyed it today. Um, have a yeah, bit of fun. Likewise. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you again. I'll be listening in on on whatever anyone puts up when I get a moment. But um, have a great day, night, evening, afternoon, whatever it is. I'll catch you up soon. Yeah. See, See you. Bye. Bye. Well, I'll also I'll also be going. It's almost eleven p.m. Yeah. And uh, well, in Germany it's already midnight, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm probably done too for for the evening. I got things to yeah. do. I just thought I'd pop in and see what you were talking about. Yeah. All the good stuff. Yeah.
Oh no, Billy came in. We better leave. What's up, guys? He's a shill. He's a shill. No such thing as shill. Just kidding. What are you guys doing? Well, I was just saying that I was going to leave, and suddenly everyone comes in. Now the party's getting Yep, started. now you can't leave. I'm here to take your place. See you later. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're my alter ego. I see. <laughs> Why, I, man. Yeah. How you guys doing? Fair to mid. Beautiful. It's a beautiful out we're on, man. Gorgeous weather, perfect, awesome. Awesome. Well, where you're from, it's usually gorgeous weather, isn't it? Well, it gets a little extreme in the summer. It gets a little warm, but uh, the winter ain't that. I was chems. just telling everybody that I went from seventy to forty, and it's supposed to be twenty tonight, Billy. So. Virtually. Yeah. <laughs> That's not that bad, though. <laughs> Have you ever experienced... Ab is interrupting again. Come on, Ab. Another hour. Wait for the second one. Are we back? You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. Ab, Ab is like the mailman. He always interrupts twice. Ah. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, um, like I said, it's um, around 11 p.m. here. I'm going to uh, to call it a night. And thanks, everyone, for the uh, great chat. Uh, sorry, not sure. This has nothing to do with you coming in. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> and I'll See catch you all. You all uh, yeah, I'll catch you all some other day. Yep. Cheers. Bye-bye. Not sure. Yeah, I just came in from uh, Idiocracy. That's, you know, that's where I'm from. Where where are you mm-hmm. from, not sure? Where's where where in the world are you? Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm not from oh, there, really, what's but the... you know, I'm from the south. Oh yeah. yeah. Where in Florida are you? What's south. the weather? Naples or Miami? South Florida, yeah. Like not Naples. Okay. It's warm. It's nice and warm. It's warm and windy, the birds are chirping and we have lots of chemtrails. So Oh brother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Call Toby. <laughs> God. If I have to hear that's <laughs> gonna be my uh demise is this chemtrail stuff.
It's everywhere. Apparently not in Toronto. <laughs> That's right. It used to just be in the city when I was a when I was a kid. You never saw that out in the country. Now it's like everywhere. It seems like it's everywhere. I don't know. Okay. How old are you? If, if I might ask. Late thirties. Bad question. Mid late thirties. You know. Yeah, I grew. I grew Did up. Did you in even look up as a kid? Yeah, yeah. I just thought I, I I noticed the difference. I was like, you know, you'd see a plane, and then you'd see regular contrails, and they disappear, and then you'd see other ones, and it looks like a plane, and they're staying, you know. And I'm like, that's weird, you know. But I did. I just thought it was all contrails, you know, and all that kind of thing. But yeah, they didn't seem to stay anywhere but above the city <laughs> when I was a kid. I think your younger self was right. Well, yeah, I mean, that was never really a huge, like, issue for me, you know, the idea of them putting Kims up in the sky, I didn't freak out about that. 9-11 was kind of big for me when I figured that out. Um, What's your conclusion on thing. that? What's your the conclusion on 9-11 before you move on? Uh, well, I mean, just that, you know... The government was involved and all that. Like, I mean, I know about the Israelis being involved and, you know, all that jazz. Do you think people died? Well, I mean, the normal amount of people are recorded dying. Like, that that died in New York City on any given day. Um, I think that's like... The the official stats are are fake as far as like any sort of event killing people off, but yeah, but yeah, like so that was, that's, that was so, much later, so, you know. So if there was no bump in deaths in New York State that day, then did anybody die? Right. No. But yeah, just just the normal amount of people, like you know, normal amount of people that would have died any old any day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but I don't. I'm not like. I mean, I think there was like actual explosions and stuff like that. But but it seems like um, you know, like, like uh, remote controlled. Do you think what yeah, they presented to us was a movie? Possibly. Well, I mean, it, it's got that aspect, but I mean, I, I think there was actual like buildings being torn out, torn down. Yeah. Yes. What do you think you saw? I saw the TV stuff, and I got all pissed off about it, and and all that. Yeah, you know, I was like fourteen, thirteen, fourteen. Did you want to join the military? No, because I was a kid. Well, 14, (laughs) you know, you might have some. Yeah, you know, you Muslim terrorists, we want to kill them all, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Did you have to watch it at school? I was at school, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When it happened. and no, did we, they show we it to you on the TV? The yeah, they showed it to us on the TV. And 15 minutes late, they're they're so good, though. 
like the investigative team of the U.S. or whatever, they knew within like 15 minutes. They knew the dude. We know who's yeah. done it. It's Scoob- amazing. Just I mean, like on Scooby Doo, just like on the just like on the cartoons yeah, on Scooby Doo. Yeah. If it wasn't for those damn kids, we would have got yeah. <laughs> those yeah, damn like, kids. Those meddling damn kids. If they wouldn't have. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was really f- fantastic work, you know, <laughs> figuring yeah. that out. And the dude, even Columbo I mean, takes a miracle. Even Columbo takes an hour. <laughs> it's a miracle, though. Like the dude, the one guy's passport just like intact landed on the sidewalk yeah. for the for the investigators. I mean, really yeah. miraculous. Or total bullshit. I mean, you know, you, it's one one or the other. But yeah, that I figured that out in '07. That was when oh, I. Oh, nice. Uh, that That's was when really I was like, "Oh no!" Like this, this is, these people are right. <laughs> now all my family will think I'm crazy, but it's like whatever. And then figuring okay. out the moon landing was fake and all that, you know, that was like big for me, you know, all these heroes, you know, like rocketry heroes and, you know, I totally yeah. believed in all that, but now I'm pretty fake, fakeologist, like it's fake until proven otherwise. That's my thought. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Fake until proven. <laughs> yeah, they could t- what do you think is actually blasting off, if anything, at Cape Carnaveral there off the coast? Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen a whole lot. Like, yeah, it's been a while since I saw anything supposedly being shot off, but I, yeah. I don't pay attention nowadays. I'm too busy. So, yeah. I I used to watch like when they would say, "Oh, such and such went up," and you'd look in the direction and see something. You know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Sorry for swearing. I shouldn't swear. That's all right. Although there are two ladies here, but I think they've heard it. I think we said it. Sorry. I think I think you said it. Yeah. Verilicious and Linda, man, when they get going. Well, that's great that you found the site. How did you find the site? Um, the okay. So there's a duo. Uh, I think it was called. Was it MythBuster? No, it was. The two guys, John Adams, John Adams, and the Chris, and Chris. Uh, Kindle. I used yeah. to listen to them until I think the guy I remember died. You. Whatever. Yeah. Were you on Teamspeak? I think I, I remember was on your with name. My wife. I was on with my wife, and you talked to my wife like over Thanksgiving a couple years ago. Oh she yeah, that's right. That's right. Now I remember you guys. Yeah. That's great. Used to be Carolinas because I'm from the Carolinas. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Good. Yeah. Uh-uh. 
Yeah, Chris. Too bad he's no longer around. I liked him. Yeah, I mean, it was very sus, you know, death. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not, like, I just uh, find it hard to believe that it's like, <laughs> oh, an accident. Like, right after, he, they'd been on it from the beginning, from the all the COVID bullshit, from, you know, 2019, following the whole thing, tracing, make fun, making fun of the whole, every, every little nonsense news media bit that was being released, Event 201, they were covering the whole thing, and then it was like, hunker down, last episode, you know, yeah. and then a couple months later, yeah. And I haven't yes, seen anything yes. from John Adams since, and uh, maybe that's better for him. I don't know, but yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's very coincidental when the truth or goes missing. I told Mrs. Fakeologist if something happened to me to make an announcement before she shut her down. But it was it was from them that I that I found y'all. That's great. Yeah. Fantastic. So I, I just I just forget. I know I already talked to you about it, so I just forget. There's quite a few uh, voices that come and go, so it's great that you reminded me. I talk to Wild more m- most of the time. You know. Yeah, he's a good guy. He gets a lot... When he when you run a server, you get a lot of flack. Oh, he's ready to deal with it, though. Yeah, he's very good. He can <laughs> he can take it. He can take it. He's a big boy. He can take. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing a good job. You got the dog huffing at me. Hey, Rolt, um, you said you were a Ph.D. Did you say what you were a Ph.D. in? Uh, no. Oh, I didn't say. Are you curious? Okay. I am. I'd love to know. I don't think we've ever had a Ph.D. on this site, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. You could be the smartest, you be the smartest well, guy here. It's, uh, I, I don't... Doubt it. Yeah. No, I mean, like, that's that's one of the things that getting a PhD shows you right away. It's like you're the same exact person coming out as you were going in. It didn't make you smarter. It didn't make you anything. I mean, that's, I think that's one of the reasons I really have, like, a lot of disdain for um, the educational system is because I went through the whole thing. I mean, like, I had, I had all kinds of doubts about what I was doing, even while I was doing it. But the thing is, at some point, you just realize, like, okay... At the time I was doing it, I was very convinced. I convinced myself that I wanted to be a professor. And the thing is, like, well, if you want to be a professor, then you got to check this box. It doesn't matter if you want to do it or not. You, you got to. This is just. This is a requirement. So, um, yeah, I went. I went through the system the whole way. It's my 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 degrees in uh, mechanical engineering. Oh wow. That's great. Yeah. So. Yeah, engineers. Uh, I mean, it's it's it's. That's not uh, a fake it's, it's, it is what it is. No, it's 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 it's. It, I mean, it's it's actual work. There's there's a you know the whole thing. The whole system is basically just a big uh, multi-year hazing ritual. 
you know, uh, <laughs> That's right. to, to, That's to right, yeah. basically make you feel bad about yourself. Um, and, you know, and, and meanwhile, you kind of like learn how to go to conferences and say the right things in front of people. And um, I don't know, just get down with being one of the members of the club, as it were. But like I say, I really just, I don't know, by the time I was done with it, I realized like this is, this is not for me. And I went off and worked in industry for a couple of years and then realized like the corporate thing wasn't for me. And because I was kind of blind, I actually thought, oh, well, maybe I do have to be an academic after all, you know? And so I went and did a postdoc in Europe for a couple of years and thinking like, okay, I'll get myself back in the, in the running for something like that. And then after I did that, I mean, I wasn't there for very long before I realized there's no way I'm going to ever do this. And so ultimately when I came back to the States, I just became self-employed and that's what I've been doing ever since. So I'm, I'm a very kind of a, uh, an outlier as PhDs go. Cause I just don't fit the mold. It's, it was an accident that I ever became one in the first place. Wow. That's great. That's a good story. <laughs> I have, yeah, it's it's one of these things. Everybody goes to the educational system, but you know, and everybody kind of has their own, I don't know, take on things as a consequence. You know, everybody can have an opinion on how to make, you know, the things that they do. You can have a lot of opinions about, and guess what? Everybody eats, so everybody has opinions on diet. Everybody goes through school, so they have opinions on education. But I mean, yeah. for me, boy, the the whole education system is just such a crock. It's so. I just, I'm always just thinking like how, how I much, is, her. how much, how much, uh, how much is squandered? Like I'll just, I mean like, okay, so, uh, I could throw two stories. So my son, uh, when he, when he started, um, you know, basically he turns five years old or whatever, it's time to go to kindergarten or something. And my wife and I got into a nice big argument over like whether we were going to homeschool him or not. And I was pro homeschool and I was self-employed. And so I had all the flexibility to do it. My wife was at that moment still kind of stuck in the, um, what would you call it? Like the, uh, he's not going to be socialized paradigm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so anyway, she won the argument and he ends up going to, ends up going to kindergarten. Anyway, the, the kindergarten teacher is just this nice lady who's probably 15 years older than us. And, um, she, she's talking one day about how, oh, it's just, so, it's so interesting how, you know, all these kids are just so full of life and so full of energy and they just are so curious about everything. And then, then they get to be my kid's age at the end of high school and then they're just so sullen and they just don't care about anything. They have no curiosity at all. <laughs> and I just think, wow, that shows a lot of, that's like, that kind of shows a lack of introspection there, lady, you know? That's you know, like you are, you are literally the first step towards that outcome of your, of all these high school kids feeling like, uh, you know, there's not much value in life and all this, you know, that was one thing. Yeah, exactly. and then, what a revelation. Uh, and another one was, you know, a couple of years later, I kind of like, uh, I don't know, my wife and I kind of reevaluated things and I ended up homeschooling the kids for a few years and, um, Anyway, she decides, like, that maybe she wants the kids to go back to school again. And at this point, I've kind of, like, I've just been doing it all the time on my own, and it's kind of, like, cutting into a lot of things that I'm trying to do anyway. I'm not getting a whole lot of support from the rest of the family, et cetera, et cetera. People are kind of, like, dragging me down. I just kind of, like, I don't feel like fighting this battle right now. And so, my, you know, okay, fine. You can send them off to school. 
And they basically, they, they run some, uh, you know, like a battery of tests because he hasn't been in the system for a while, right? And the thing is, is that I, the way that I taught my kid is, listen, I don't have time for this crap, okay? You guys teach yourselves. You got books, okay? Read the books. Figure things out. Do, here's a math lesson. Do one math lesson every day. I want you to do every problem. I want you, I want you to read it. I want you to do all the practice problems. And I want you to do all the problem problems. And the thing is, when you're all done, I'm going to check your work. And I don't want to see that there's any more than three mistakes. Because I know that this stuff is incremental. And unless you've misunderstood something really badly, or you're just being careless, and you're really going way too fast, you're not going to make more than a few mistakes. Okay? So don't make more than a few mistakes. Okay? And that's just the deal. Anyway, so that's all I do. And I and it was like, if they really got confused, you can ask me. But I'm just going to tell you, like, read it yourself again and, like, get back to me. And most of the time, they'd figure it out then. But if they really got stuck on something and then I read it myself and it's like, oh, yeah, I can see why you're confused. It's not very clear here. Then I'll spend time and explain to them, like, what's going on. But the reality is it's like they're teaching themselves how to do what's in the book, okay? And the thing is is that with me having no influence on this stuff, like other than just being there and telling them to do the work, my son tested like 18 months ahead of any kid who was in the class that he was going to go into in, in math. And it's like, my son is a kid who is totally not an academic, does not have the instinct to be like a mathematician or a scientist or anything. He just wants to go outside and play baseball or ride his bike, or go skateboarding, or go hang out with his friends, does not have the instinct to sit around and be like some bookish nerd, right? And the thing is that even in that context, he still tests way, way in front of everybody who actually has been in the system, even though I'm putting no effort into this hardly, other than just being there and saying, do the work. And then secondly, uh... You know, they're telling you, like, the schools just don't have enough money, and that's the reason why they're failing. Well, the thing is, like, I always kept track of how much money I spent on homeschooling. I can guarantee you that I never spent $500 ever in one year. And meanwhile, they're telling you, like, oh, well, it's because we only have, like, $15,900 per pupil per year or something like that. And that's the reason why we just don't have enough technology for kids to succeed. So ludicrous. They don't need that much tech, actually. I mean, mine are homeschooled. It's it's not that much tech, you know. I mean, sometimes you can use a little computer thing, but you know, education is like a do-it-yourself project. That's what it comes down to. It's like you can't make somebody educated, you know. Like you can teach them to read and you can teach them to write, but it's a it's a horse to water kind of thing unless they're actually curious. And decide to like take it on themselves. Basically, it's it means nothing. And I just think that C.S. Lewis said, in a world he said the main task of an educator or is is not to uh, is not cutting down jungles, but irrigating deserts. You know, get them, get them interested. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's, you know, it's, it's the thing that really makes you realize, like, there's this idea of the, um, this, uh, what do we even call it? There's a phrase for it. I can't, it's, um, blanking on it right at the moment, but it's, it's just the idea of like the standard education that you're supposed to get. And it has a certain amount of reading. You're supposed to know a certain amount of history. Uh, you're supposed to be able to write. You're supposed to be able to like balance a checkbook. You're supposed to be able to do all these kind of things. And the way that we do this is by having classes on 
like just incredibly boring classes on everything that they teach, you know? Meanwhile, anything that the kid you're, might actually be interested in. No, I'm just talking about in general, like forever. It doesn't oh, matter. General, I mean, okay. when, I was in, yeah. when I was in school, like 30, 40 years ago, you know? And, uh, and, and it's like, oh, you, you take all these classes, they're dry as heck, they're boring, they're meaningless, you don't remember anything, everybody even knows when you're a kid that I'm never going to use this, all this stuff, right? And, uh, and, 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 and meanwhile, like anything that you are enthusiastic about is there's no opportunity for it. Basically not, not in the school, like not where you're spending the vast majority of your time. Oh, well maybe if you're, if you come home and you're like really interested in drawing or something like that, you can spend time and draw at home, you know, or if you're really interested in, I don't know, learning to be a guitarist or something like that, you can do that at home. But the thing is, is that when you look at like the successful people in the world, they are not balanced. They are not evened out. They don't have like this, uh, where they've spent a whole bunch of, you know, like the guys who are like, uh, I don't know, studying, I don't know, like the guys who, the, oh, did I just get dropped? Okay. Yeah, I know, you're, we can hear you. Yeah. I think I've just dropped out. It's like, you know, the guys who are working in like the Taco Bell, uh, development kitchens, like creating like the newest Gordita or something like that, they don't really need to know a lot about, I don't know, like the, the history of kings and queens in Bulgaria, you know, not really all that important. And yet that's the kind of bullshit that they're, pushing on everybody, you know? And I just, I think, like, listen, if you're a curious person, everything automatically connects to everything else anyway. So it doesn't matter, like, where your starting point is. You're going to, if if curious, it all connects. Like, I'm interested in playing piano or guitar or something like that, right? Well, the thing is, like, you could learn something about not just uh, the instrument itself, you could basically learn, like, who are the, who are the people who wrote this music and where'd this come from? And, you know, and, and so there's a history lesson in there and there's important people in there and there's writing and reading to learn. And, and the lady's like, well, why do these chords sound the way they do? And there's all kinds of mathematics in terms of the harmonies and intervals between the notes and all that kind of stuff. I mean, and so the thing is, is that one thing connects to anything else and you don't need to do it in this really the most dry, boring way possible, the way that they teach everybody that beats the curiosity out of them. So. I don't know. I don't know how you fix that system, though, because it seems like that's what they want. Well, it's, um, yeah, that, that's, that's it. You're, you're fighting the systems. I, my wife's a, a principal in, in an elementary school, and, like, like she agrees with everything you just said. But implementing that in a current system is really hard to do. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't lend system. itself to... Uh, there's no standards this is tom you know tom what you're suggesting there there's no standards there you know how how, are these, how do we know that people know anything if we don't have testing well you know exactly. i never gave my yep. i never gave my son a test ever never no there's no tests you just learn stuff and then you move on learn it move on learn it move on i never made him take any tests you know but the thing is, like, that's how they seem to evaluate. Can you can you check the right box? Can you fill in the right? I don't even know how they do it. I guess it's probably all done on tablets nowadays. But it's basically just multiple guess tests. You know, can you guess the right letter A B C D? Maybe E if it's a really hard test. Five choices instead of four. Oh my god. Yeah, it's just there is a so much there is so much potential squandered. That's what I, that was my takeaway. It's like, listen, if my son, average kid, likes baseball, likes playing sports, doesn't care about academics, 
is doing better with his, like no input, almost no input from me, other than like being there and saying, listen, you are going to do this, and I expect you to do it at a certain level. That's it. If that's, if that's what happens, then what actually happens to the kids who really do have a shitload of potential? You know, and, and it's not recognized. They get pulled down because you, because they teach to the middle. Cause you've got to, yeah. you can't teach too fast because the kids that are low will, will not be able to keep up. Yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's a tough, uh, yeah, you're fighting it. You're fighting a, the system. You're not, cause the teachers want to do it. Like the majority of them are there for the right reasons. And, and right. But the system, right. the system's not built for, for them to succeed or the children. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, another thing I'd think about is, is like how much, how much dumber uh, things become generation by generation. Like, for instance, my dad, my dad grew up in a, uh, podunk farm town in north central Iowa. Okay. Population, uh, I think it was like maybe 600, but I think it was probably more like 300 when he was a kid. Okay. And the okay. thing is, is that my dad, even now is basically like he can read something in Latin. He's not Catholic or anything. So it's not like part of his like everyday existence or something like that. But basically he learned enough Latin that he understands. Like if he sees like some kind of phrase that's in a book where, you know, there's uh, some epigraph or something like that, at the beginning of a chapter saying something in Latin, my dad actually understands what that means. Okay. Growing up in some podunk town in North central Iowa in the 19, let's say fifties. Okay. And, uh, Meanwhile, I grew up in a university town. No, I think it was just like it was just part of the curriculum. And so, you know, like you just have you just have some scary teacher beating beating this crap into your head, you know, and you learn, you know, you you learn a certain amount of vocabulary and it's like you can hit the hit the high points. Anyway, uh, you know, so he goes to college and stays in that college town. And uh, I grew up in that town. I think this 30 years later, right? 30 years later, I'm basically in this you know, same age as he was at the time he was taking Latin. And it's like in a university town with population 50,000 people and a shitload of educated people everywhere, Latin isn't even offered in high school anymore. Now, that's kind of interesting. 30 years later, that's all. Town of 300 Norwegian, you know, yeah, town of uh, 300, basically all descendants, if not immigrants from Norway, one or the other, you know, Scandinavia anyway. And uh, they they have it. Meanwhile, University Town, thirty years later, with way way more resources, doesn't even offer it. I think there's something very very strange about that. It is very strange. Um, the the languages they choose to to offer. Yeah, these that. days it's only Spanish. That's there, there is no there are no other options. Like where we live now, there's only Spanish with our kids. Like. We teach them, like, I got my five-year-old learning opera right now, you know, and they're loving it. Like, my five, seven, eight-year-old, they, they're appreciating that, you know, polyphonic music and stuff. So it's, they love it, you know, <laughs> and they sing it, and they're, you know, they're doing well. And That's just one thing, but it's like... I just want them to have higher standards and know and be able to preserve civilization basically and carry it forward. Right on. That's a great, that's a great reason to, that's a great, great thing to strive for. I I think that it's so valuable to think about like, you know, everything we're doing is basically standing on 
what other people before us have done. You know, like we don't we don't have a chance. I mean, I've I've thought about this a fair amount. Like, where would we be? Where would I be if I started with nothing? You know, like I would be nowhere. <laughs> you know, I don't. I do not have like the innate brilliance to like kind of like recreate civilization from nothing at all. And 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 the thing is, it's like it's just by st- it's by being around bigger ideas than what would naturally just pop into my own head over the course of time that I have so many more opportunities come to me just because of that, you know? Um, and, and I mean, like, it, and so when, when we just have these people who are kind of like living in this uh, intellectual desert, uh, which is essentially what the the system is doing to people, I mean, just have a conversation with ordinary people most of the time and you just kind of feel like, wow, this is really... There's not much going on. It's just, it's kind of like having a conversation with the television or having a conversation with the newspaper or whatever, because there's nothing, it's essentially, that is, that is what everything that's is so about. accurate. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. So we want to talk about, I want to talk about like the weather, we want to talk about politics. Involved. Yeah. 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 The it, well, that's the thing. Personal passions. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just it's it's disheartening. So I think when when you when you kind of have that vision in yourself that this is what you're trying to achieve through your own efforts, right on, right on. I hope that pays off handsomely. You know, I mean, homeschooling is a bit, it's a slog. I mean, it takes it takes a certain it just being there means that you can't just you know I don't know just go off on a business trip for a few days if you need to or something like that. I mean, I, I actually did that a few times, basically brought my, brought my son along on, on, a, a, a you know, things I had to fly to the West coast and stuff like that. And just kind of like bring him along for the few days and kind of explain to the people that, yeah, my, I, I homeschool my son and it, he's just along, you know, and he'll just hang out here and work on some stuff or read some books and stuff. But it's awkward. It's just a plain old awkward thing. These people don't know what to make out of it. You you become a weirdo in their eyes. Yeah, but I've been black sheep since I was like a kid, so you're, I don't you're good with shit. it. Yeah, right I don't on. give a shit. You know what? And that and right there, it's it's actually it's very funny. That's I think that's it's oddly success, succeeding at whatever you want to do starts with giving a shit and simultaneously succeeding at what you want to do also involves not giving a shit. (laughs) So, you know, not giving a shit, other people a big shit about what it is that you, you know, about your vision and like engaging with it like a hundred percent. So, but yeah, man, like I just want them to, they, they learn their culture, you know, we're Southern, we're from England, like my wife's from England, so they learn about their culture, their saints, their, you know, um, yeah, like our whole prayer corner is primarily English or British saints, you know. Um, and they have that as like familiar, you know, we have, we're Orthodox, so we have like that imagery, like the playroom has like, you know, like medieval, you know, knights and like little images and decorations and, you know, Punch and Judy images and stuff, you know, that's like 
part of their playroom, and then the other part is like covered in learning stuff, you know, reading, writing, mathematics, maps, whatever, you know, different things. And it's, I, she's, my wife's done it up so brilliantly, like, I'm not gonna, it, it was all her vision, you know, so I'm not gonna, like, claim credit for it, you know, other than money. It's <laughs> like, that's all yeah. I contributed, you know, yeah. she decorated the whole thing. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just the kids love it, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, but, uh. They have a sense of themselves and, like, where they come from. Your kids are really missing out on is, like, the cultural advancements that we attribute to, I don't know, like, the Central African Republic and things like that. Because we all know, like, all these things in England and everything were stolen from, you know, the inhabitants there for some reason. I mean, like, this is the other thing that I think that getting your kids out of that system is, uh, just, it, it spares them so much uh, effort trying to like comprehend like the world because there's so much dissonance, like cognitive dissonance going on, uh, inside your mind because you're told these things, it's, uh, but, and yet they don't make any sense. And, but we're, you know, the teacher says this is true, but I don't see how that could possibly be the case, et cetera, et cetera. And, and just by having kind of like a coherent structure, a coherent place for your kids to, to, to live and learn and not be affronted by, um, I don't know, like all these, all, all these forces that are basically trying to undermine you. they're trying to undermine you, you know, and, and just yeah. getting yourself, uh, avoiding all that stuff. I mean, I just think like, that's a, that's a tremendous benefit. I mean, like I used to, you know, I used to live in the Bay area in California. Um, but you know, some number of years ago we moved up to Idaho and I mean, like it's, it's, guess what? I mean, like, I live now among people who, I'm pretty sure I'm the only engineer in the entire county that I live in. You know, I don't, I don't think there's anybody else up here who does this kind of stuff. And I'm not trying, they, they are not my, they're not my clients. I'll never have clients up here. But, um, the, the, the thing is, is that there is a sense of peace at being in a relatively homogeneous place where other people kind of like just get along because they have something in common automatically. Like we're all like from Europe basically, you know? And the thing is, like, they're just automatically, there just becomes, like, a basis for civilization going on with a whole lot less, uh, a whole lot less distraction. And I'm not saying that I subscribe to a lot of the things that people around here do. And like I say, like, you go have a conversation, they're kind of vacant. A lot of these people, not all brilliant people. But there's a piece about the whole thing, and I really appreciate that there's no violence, you can leave your car unlocked. You can leave the keys in your car. You can leave your house unlocked. Nothing ever happens because people are basically on the same page about this kind of stuff. And I mean, like, that's just kind of a universal expectation around here. Not to mention that there's a lot of people who are armed, <laughs> you know? And so consequently, uh, there's yeah, so many I mean, people I who wish, are armed. I wish I lived in that, like, high-trust environment, but we don't, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well... It's it's a weird decision to make. I mean, like, it's not the only thing, you know, driving it, but it's 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 an interesting thing to, like, have the people telling you, like, you know, diversity's your strength, diversity's your strength, just can't get over that, uh, and yet you, you get out of it and you just realize Discrimination is a strength. I, exactly, a strength that's what I'm saying. The mind and the moral, and moral will. Um, I mean, it's the root of learning. Yeah, just, I just, it's exactly that. 
It's not, absolutely it's the root of learning. Like, how do you distinguish one thing from another? Right. It's, <laughs> I mean, you can't discriminate. This can is not the same as the glass. No, it is. That's it's equal. Right. It's equal. Yeah. I must say it's equal. It's like, that's retarded. That's, it is. Like, God. One will break if I drop it. The other one won't. What, exactly. what, like, it's, it's, you know, I mean, obviously there's more to it. You know, there's a hell of a lot more yeah, to it. But, but. The, 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 the thing about the, uh, that word in particular, it's like one of those words that's turned into something that's just kind of automatically evil when in fact, you know, it wasn't very many decades ago that you'd be reading a novel or something like that. And there's some classy guy who, a man of discriminating taste, you know, he knows, he knows the difference. Right. Right. He knows the difference. That's that's yeah. the reason why he's classy is because he knows the difference between between like being trailer trash and being like, you know, the yeah. the, the classy person he rap, is. Right? You know exactly. Right. I mean. Yeah. So so but I, I mean, it's music and all that, music you know, that. and all that stuff. I mean, are yep. you from are you from California originally? No, I grew up in the Midwest. I just married a girl oh, okay. from California. So I'm from oh. I'm from the South, and like you know, I I grew up, um, like reading like history. The history that I was taught is all anti. Like I would go to Boy Scouts, and we're all like Southerners mostly, and we're learning about our history and stuff like that. And then you go to school, and it's like you're the evil one. At, from the textbook, you know, you just yeah, that's the textbook, and I'm like, this is such bullshit. Like, and then I get more into the learning about like where the education system came from and the mindset of the people who instituted it and how yes. it was implemented upon the North and then the South and then you know like the North, like uh, what would have been the Northwest, but is the Midwest now, um, right. You know, they implemented that, uh, like, across the board, and, like, these were not good people, and their historical narrative is not true. So, like, that was just one of the early things, you know, I kind of was like, well, this is bullshit. You know, like, I was reading books, and none of the stuff, like, the material I was reading when I would find, like, historical books was in the textbook. It would just right. be like, this guy was bad, or, you know, it's like they gloss over the ideas and, like, marginalize major characters and up, like, these evil people, and, you know, like, that. You know, all these all these history books, They ser- the only thing you'll ever hear about Rockefeller in education is, in, in, in education, is that he made a lot of money in in the oil business. And that he, if he was evil, it was only because he was like a monopolist. There's, there's nothing ever mentioned yeah. that. Oh, by the way, this entire system that you're going through was basically funded by like the University of Chicago and Columbia and Harvard and Stanford and so on. And that's a lot of Rockefeller money that went into every one of those places, creating the teachers who would become the teachers of the teachers, you know, and 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 promoting a, a worldview on on everyone. You know, and I mean, like, I, I don't know this stuff, but I guess it was probably because of all those years ago uh, reading, like, um, uh, John Taylor Gatto's, I think it was called, like, The Underground History of American Education or something like that. I, yeah. I had that for so many years and gave it, you know, would lend it away to various people, and finally it never came back, and I don't have it anymore, but I got what I needed out of it, and I'm glad that other people have, too. 
No, yeah, but, I mean, absolutely. That's really, I'm not saying that that guy, you know, I'm pretty sure that Gatto wasn't a fakeologist, but the thing is, like, I do think that some of the research that he presented in that book is, it, it holds water, it, it kind of, it rings true to me that there were, uh, the, the, the reasoning behind um, standardized schooling is basically the same reasoning behind like standardized production and standardized parts and everything else that you have in in society. Like, listen, you need standardized the human. (laughs) It's to standardize the human. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've had uh, one of the quotes uh, from these education like meetups that they had way back. And it was like, we've had enough of priests. We've had enough of philosophers. We don't need any more of these people. We need workers. We need, People who won't question, you know. Yeah. Won't ask and now their, yeah, and now they'll get their AI. See, this is this is the thing. It's like ultimately, every uh, the, the human instincts get to be cut out by the AI, and you can see like how the AI is answering the questions. I mean, there's all kinds of like things on Twitter or memes or whatever that basically present. Okay, here's a question for the AI. How does it answer this question? And it's you can see that okay, this is not some kind of a neutral device that's been thrown out here, just amazing technology, and just totally, wow, it's really so accurate, it's exactly right about everything. No, this thing has been programmed with the biases that you would expect that elite people would institute, that they would program into it. So, I mean, that's, it's, uh, to me, that's that's very concerning that basically we have a world where uh, the human is being removed from so many key, 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 key like the, the the places that decisions hinge on, we're getting, we're getting humans removed from those places, you know. So so it, yeah. so basically, we're not going to have like it's not going to be contingent on having the right person in that place anymore. It's just going to be contingent on the AI being there to make that decision for you. And of course, we control the AI. I think that's like really concerning, and especially when so many people. I mean, the thing is, like, it's hard not to be wowed by the technology. It is. It's really amazing. It's absolutely unbelievable, like, what kind of sophistication it can come up with, actually. And and think, this is just, like, this is the first iteration we've seen of it in the last couple of years. What does this thing look like in 10 years from now, you know? Have you ever read Heidegger? No. Um, he talks about where we're headed. Like, he died, I think, in, like, 54. Okay. Um He's hated because he joined the the bad the bad party in Germany okay. in nineteen thirty three or whatever. But he was a he's a philosopher, so what he was <laughs> against was he called it the uh gigantomachy or the gi- the giants, basically like the world of the giants. And he's mm. referring to like the titans of mythology. And ah. how everything is losing value is all value is it's basically like a world of nihilism where like when you go through your day to day life, you're encountering things that are just kind of like on a Cartesian grid um, where like you have stores, gas stations, parking lots, but nothing has any meaning to it. There's no like rooted essence to anything in the modern, like, you know, urban or suburban society. And the only thing is, like, a remnant, you know, you'll see, like, a church, but, like, hardly anyone goes, you know? Right. Or something like that. It might have, like, traditional architecture. But, yeah, he, 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 he talked about that, and what he said was only, only God can save us. And he's not even, like, a confessing 
Christian, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he was like, only only a god could save could save us, and um, you know, like I. <laughs> I, I'm sorry to interject with Heidegger, but uh, you know, it's, it, he his like whole approach to life and the world it, it makes I see it as valuable because yeah he approaches things about like the word care is about like or like cl- like things that are close to you are you know like somebody else like someone like a friend is close to you in a philosophical sense. Whereas the glasses on your face are not really a concern, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's not really. <laughs> so everything is oriented in terms of care, whereas like the quote elites or the scum that run things, they go to cere- celebrations, you know, where they sacrifice. It's called the cremation of care. And mm-hmm. that's um, from the root word is caritas. It's a uh, Latin but um, in the Bible, it's agape. It's like divine love. And they're basically the cremation of that. You know, like, we don't give a shit about normal people, other people that aren't in our group. Fuck them. And we're going to destroy them and, you know, love, bring them down. And I see that in everything, you know. <laughs> like, So that's, to me, it's it, it's like two antithetical positions, you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah care, it, it, giving a shit about things that actually matter, <laughs> finding value right. in life in the world rather than everything is nothing or, you know, or, or, or we need there's, to destroy. There's plenty, of things to, there's plenty of things to care about. You know, it's just that you're being told like a lot of those things that you're supposed to care about are evil or somehow like a, uh, oppressive or something along those lines or they're destroying the environment. Yeah. You know, like if you want to preserve. It's. I mean, I. I just. I find all the. There's all. There's all these contradictions in terms of their entire narrative, which is why it's so easy to poke holes into it. And yet, um, because most people, I've really come around to this, especially since COVID, that most people, um, they base their reality on their rectangles, not on their senses, their own senses. They absolutely attribute more significance to what they see on a screen than what they do to what they experience firsthand. I'm, I'm absolutely convinced yeah. of that now. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so it's, it's, it's so, it's so uh, it, you know, this is actually, I, I know that some people are talking about, oh, there's going to be societal collapse and we're going to, the electric grid is going to go down, blah, all these kind of things, all these things are going to happen. It's like, you know what? No, it's not. And the reason the electric grid isn't going down is because you lose the electric grid, you lose control of everything. Because who's gonna? What what are the people gonna believe once there's no electric grid telling them, you know, what they're supposed to believe through their screens? You know, it's like my dad. My dad would get, I mean, like spitting angry about Donald Trump and what Donald Trump is doing. And I just like, Dad, you don't even know that the guy exists. Have you ever seen him? You know, have you ever experienced, like, can you go outside and look around and tell me, like, how Donald Trump is, like, in control of the world right now, just, like, looking at your current environment? It's like your entire, all this energy that you're putting into this guy who, whom you hate is, um, is, is just being fed by, you know, TV and magazines and whatever else stupid stuff that you're reading on the internet, you know? And, and once you turn that stuff off, you can, you know, you can kind of like 
exist in the reality that you want to create rather than the one that they're trying to create for you, you know? And so I think, like, the more that we kind of, like, dissociate, dissociate ourselves from the idiotic narratives that they're always trying to put on us and, oh, yeah, it's it's COVID, and, and then it's, like, it's Ukraine, and now it's supposed to be Israel and Gaza and all this other kind of stuff, it's like, listen, all these things are distractions. Everything they want you to focus on, you have no agency to control whatsoever, okay? Even yeah, but what's your opinion on... Palestine even if they're right real, now. you have no agency. You have no agency, even if they're real. You know? Right, yeah. Don't, don't burn yourself in front of me. I just read this, uh, you know, some idiot uh, kid basically burns himself in, in, front of the, uh, in, in front of the Israeli embassy or something because he doesn't want to go fight in, fight in the war or whatever. I mean, like, let's just say, I don't know if it's true. I have no idea if it's true. Let's say it's true. The thing is, like, what a stupid way to waste your life. You know? What a stupid waste, to, uh, a stupid way to try to make a statement. You know what would be a lot stronger statement? Is grabbing a gun and doing something if you're going to kill yourself anyway. Because the thing is, like, I've always noticed that the people who really richly deserve this kind of stuff never seem to get it. You know? But the thing is, like, we have all kinds of, like, innocent people, people who are basically just going about their lives, who seem to always be the ones who are the victims of these supposed uh, atrocities, you know? And so, I don't know. There's there's something about the whole thing that's just, like, abs- absolutely absurd. And just even for, even for me to get drawn into it, it just kind of shows, like, the power of it. It's like, the best thing to do is just keep a, keep all this stuff at, like, arm's length. You know, yeah, I, I spoke to someone watch recently. things that are going to engage your consciousness. You know, I spoke I, for the to first someone. time I saw. Oh yeah. Uh, well, the guy asked me. He said, "I said what?" He was asking about like um, you. Can, he's like, "You can tell a lot about a person by the media they consume." And I said, "Well, what about if you don't really consume a lot? Like, you don't really consume much." media and he's like well who's that what's that and i'm like well i only listen to like two things and i named the things but he 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 then treated me like i don't know anything (laughs) the only reason i only consume those two things regularly is because i i I made a choice to withdraw from it because it's all bullshit (laughs) right not because you know i'm you know, it's like, I don't know nothing. You know? He, he was like, I think you probably listen to Fox News. I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like, just because, I mean, I, I was I was having a conversation with my, you know, like, years and years and years ago, back when I was in high school, or even you know, for years even before that, I used to take violin lessons from this one woman, and I just happened to be in conversation with her just, I don't know, five, six weeks ago on the phone. And, um... It was, the whole thing just boiled, like, I don't know, it kind of, like, got off in the weeds compared to what the easygoing kind of stuff you would normally have conversations about. And, you know, and and I've explained very many times that, you know, I don't talk about a lot of my views about the world with other people just because they don't go over well. I know that firsthand that these things don't tend to go over well. And and she yeah. says, "Oh, but I'm a very open person, you know. I, I I'm I'm open to all kinds of ideas. I and and you know, she basically just kind of egged me on, and I just eventually I was like, okay, fine. Here's some things that I actually think, you know, like things I haven't told you before, you know. And immediately she's she's into, oh, you must be a Donald Trump supporter. Oh, you must be some kind of white supremacist. Oh, you just you must hate, like you just hate uh, immigrants." 
And it's like, no, nope, nope. <laughs> you 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 kind of got this all you got this all wrong. But the thing is, is like what you you can see immediately that because she has been consuming the media, that as it's basically like. Um, uh, it, it's it's just the reflex. The reflex has been trained into you. That oh, as soon as I start hearing these little, you know, oh, a flag goes up. Oh, I hear something. All right, the way I'm supposed to react to that is you're a white supremacist. Oh, I heard this thing. Oh, you must be a Donald Trump supporter. It's like they don't even. They, it, it, this is literally like they are absolutely they're NPCs. And I actually made a decision after that conversation. I'll have nothing to do with her ever again. Never. I just decided. You know what? That really illustrated for me something that I had not realized, that somebody who I actually had a lot of respect for is an NPC. It's just a total NPC, and I'm just not going to waste my time on that anymore. And I'm not angry about it. It's just like I'm not going to waste my time about it. I've been there a lot, so I, I totally... Uh, what, what, I don't know what the right word is. Empathize? <laughs> Sympathize? Yeah, yeah. Those. yeah, yeah. I've been there before. I think a lot. I mean, we've all been there. The one, the one I have a hard time with is is people that actually do. I do seem to think they're, you know, at least going down the road of fakeology. Like they believe that a lot of stuff is that we're being lied to. But then I'll bring up a subject and and they just shut it down like like I'm crazy. I'm like, what a minute! Like oh. you believe you believe in space aliens and exopolitics, but if I tell you I don't believe in viruses, I'm crazy. Like what what Right. <laughs> I'm like I, right. I don't think it's that big of a stretch, but people they have limits. Like there's certain <laughs> things that they just will not go beyond. And That's a really, really good point. Yeah, because I, I get the NPC thing. That happens all the time. Like you you know you know you basically can get the res- you know what response you're gonna get if you even go down yep. that path of like you know like I don't even tell my friends I'm you know like that they're still into politics and 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 I was it. I was up until not too far, you know, not not too recent past. So they they always bring it up to me when they see me, and I'm just like, I don't even care. They're like, what? You don't care? And I'm like, I don't even want to explain it because I know they wouldn't understand. Um, they're, they're right. too, they get emotionally involved. They're invested in, in that um, you know, that reality, and I'm just like, I, I just don't see that it matters anymore. Like, that, I'm not going to give my energy to it. Um, right. You know, I, I, about a year ago, uh, there's some people I know up in this area who are heavily, heavily, like heavy duty involved with uh, John Birch Society. Oh, you should really come. I think this could really, I know that you're not into this kind of stuff, but I really think this could change your mind. I think that this could really, you could, you know, like you could really start to see like some value of like what we're trying to do. It's like, I don't really want to go, you know, I'm, this is not my ball of wax. This is what you guys are into. I don't believe in any of this. Oh, no, please, just come. Just just come. Just one meeting. Just You, you really ought to come to this. And it starts off, you know, okay, fine. I'll show up some Tuesday night or something like that. Show up at this church where they're holding this whole thing. And it starts off with a with a prayer for, I think it was for the president, if I remember right. I think we were praying for Joe Biden to, like, make better decisions or something along those lines. And then we recite the... Uh, well, not me, but of course, like everybody else, is is up there putting their hands over their hearts and reciting the Pledge of Allegiance to the state which they hate. Which to me is like, what are you guys doing? You're telling me like everything is wrong with this government that they're doing all these illegal things and blah blah blah, and and yet somehow they they they're just pledging allegiance to that same state which is doing all these illegal things and you know getting all teary eyed over the over the flag. And I just think, God. You guys yeah, are lost. Yeah, 
and then, anyway, then, and then, please, it just, and then it just turns into. Yeah, and it's just the next thing is just uh, it's it, you know it's basically about how the whole reason why the the country has turned into what it is is because people aren't educated enough to know what they should be voting for. They just don't understand the constitution. They don't understand like they don't understand our rights. And if we just had better education and people understood what they're supposed to believe in to be in this country, then we could have our government back. And all we need to do is get out there and educate everybody and get them to vote for the right candidates, and we can have the right thing. Like. You guys, okay. I can, let's just say that you <laughs> yeah. didn't change my mind. Okay, I, I didn't. I didn't walk away from that thinking, boy, I'm going to really get heavily, heavy duty involved with John Birch Society now that I heard all this great news. Yeah, I, I got one. Of friends since the beginning. That one it, since the, I think it was in the late early fifties when it came out. I might be wrong. It might be the late forties even, but. Yeah, it's. I mean, the funny yeah. thing is, is they've been right about a few things. They were right about fluoride. You know, yeah. they were right about they were right about communism. They were right about a lot of stuff. But they, you know, what the thing is, is like they are they are hundred percent controlled opposition, hundred percent. You know, and uh, uh, however you pronounce his name, Revelo P. Oliver, he wrote about this kind of stuff because he was involved in their founding like early on, and then he basically like this is a joke, and he jumped ship and basically wrote about it extensively. Yeah, you know, yeah. So probably I don't did, agree with probably him did on start out, but yeah. yeah, it probably did start out for the right reasons, and then if they see a movement doing well, they just co-opted, right? Yeah, that's a good point. It could well be that way. Yeah, that's that's why, like, like regularly, you're like, they were right about some things, but but then the then the system just consumes everything that, that happens organically or naturally, or even in a rebellion, so to speak. Um, right. Just right. Nothing like like it's like how can you how can you win at this game? Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. It's like there's no way to win at this game when we up oh, still going. You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. You're in the clear. Okay, he's done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, like, how do you win at this game when we, you know, you get involved in something you're like, okay, there's actually, you know, people that care, people that that, that want change and and. And are actually, you know, not indoctrinated, or they've grown out of, or grown out of the indoctrination. But then they want to just replace the system with another system, right? And, and right. I'm just like, oh, that's not that's not the answer, you know. You can't like, you can't talk about the Jays ever in 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 th- that that group. Oh no, 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 that's absolutely. I I figured yeah. that out like on day one. Actually, I was talking with the. You, you know, like the people who invited me, and I was like, I was basically, well, I mean, yeah, it, somehow that convers that that topic came up, and it was like, oh no, 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 that's we, you know, that we're not racists, okay? We don't we don't talk about things. I know, I'm like, I'm not. This isn't a racist thing. This is an ob- this is like an observation based on on facts, their own okay? writings, <laughs> on their own writings, right? exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay. Like I'm not racist. Listen. I'm just reading a book. <laughs> I'm, I, exactly. I'm, I'm just telling you. Like, what they, you, you listen. I mean, it, 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 the thing is, it's like you have the Times of Israel or something like that, and the thing is, it's like 
if you quote it lovingly, it's fine. But the thing is, it's like if you if you if you quote it as being like evidence of something happening here, which they are saying it is, well, then all of a sudden it's anti-Semitic, you know. And and it's like it's so tiresome. I just I I, I think I do think yeah. that, that whole game is actually kind of wearing thin on an increasing number of people. I, I think it's just getting it's just getting too over too too. Uh, uh, it's just impossible to not notice on some level that, like, what in the hell is actually going on here? I mean, for instance, I, I've, I've actually tried... Okay, so this part of Idaho where I live, there's actually quite a few right-wing fundamentalist-type people who... It's it's sort of what Armin was speaking about a couple hours ago. Uh, the people who yeah. take things literally, they don't see the metaphor in anything. And so, in other words, they read the Bible, and they think that, okay... Literally, what is written in the King James doesn't matter how many times this thing's been translated, translations of translations of histories that are handed down for hundreds of years orally, and I'm sure that no fish story has ever appeared in the Bible where the fish got bigger or anything like that, okay? And these people, they're they're completely stuck in, uh, yeah, these people are stuck in that world. And um, there comes a cult, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they are... yeah, oh, and they are cultists. Believe me, it's 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 kind of yeah, it's 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 kind of it's it's like weird because on the one hand they're extremely dependable people, but the thing is is that when it comes to taking like a broader view of anything, this they they just they get really stuck in this. You know, like I, I I'm not even kidding. There's an absolute literal story like in the last six months, my neighbor across the way, uh, you know, she's like, well, Tom, I know that you haven't uh, accepted Jesus the way that we do, and you know, we pray for you and your family every day because we're so concerned about you. And, you know, with all the all the difficulties in the world, I know that you may not realize this, but we are in the end times right now. And um, when the rapture comes, we aren't going to be around anymore. And, uh, the thing, she and she goes, and, no, 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 but, but hear me out. When the rapture comes, we're not going to be around anymore. And uh, in case you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, you know, the way we do, um, and and you're left here. Feel free to loot our house and take our tractor and all these because you're going to need all that stuff. There's a lot of food in there and it's all good. You can have it all. We just want you to know that. <laughs> so it's like, on the one hand, it's like I'm really they're really sorry for me because I haven't accepted like their version of like Baptist Bible beating um, and the King James and all that kind of stuff. But on the other hand, they're actually really thoughtful, you know. Because they want to make sure that you can make the best out of it, even if you don't go down that road. Well, I mean, so I don't know. It's really strange. But rapture is BS. Oh, I like, know it's BS. For an Orthodox Christian, like, there's no, you don't avoid, <laughs> you don't avoid it. <laughs> there's no avoiding, yeah. quote, you know, the tribulation or whatever. Like the church goes through it. Yep. I mean, I'm I'm a believer, you know. But, I mean, yeah, I, I totally grew up, like, in that environment, like what you're talking about. Uh, the rapture was not current when I was a little kid, but it was a thing when I was, like, a teenager. It was, like, coming out. It was big. It was being pu- published and pushed. Promoted, yeah. Yeah, along with, like, crazy, like, idol worship of... Uh, Israel and the Jews, like, you know, worship. Exactly. Okay. You know, and that was like in Protestant 
the Protestant milieu started doing that, like when I was a kid in like the mid nineties, it was just nuts. I mean, I know they were, some of them were doing it before, but yeah. And then, uh, I woke up on that question (laughs) and then much later converted, we converted to orthodoxy, um, my wife and I, because of, I mean, we were already like aware on that issue, (laughs) but, um, yeah, like we converted because we found that that like the ancient church, you know, like when you when you drive through the south, you see all these like first Baptist church or like primitive ch- church or something like they yeah. try to claim that on the title, <laughs> the name on the building. And it's like you guys like what you guys believe is totally like different from everything that the church believed like like everything like almost everything and it's just funny because i yeah and then i found it i was like oh okay so like we had this in england we had this like orthodox faith like back in the day i mean they called it catholic and that's fine you know catholic was the term you know like universal that was just a term but but it was the same as Orthodox, you know, it was like, <laughs> and we had it from the earliest days and it's fascinating. And like, I went through the whole history and I shared it with my wife and she was like, Oh, all right. Like we need to start taking this serious. <laughs> like, right. And so, right. yeah, but shit, man, I shouldn't swear. I'm sorry. But like the whole rapture, I mean, I would have been like, you lost me. You just lost me at the rapture. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's, I it's, do it's, agree it's, that it's, we're it's, living in the end times. I do agree with that. But, but but we've been living in the end times since Christ existed or whatever. So, I mean, like the, it, well, people have always been convinced that, that 1918, 1918, that's where we date it. Mm-hmm. That's where we date it beginning. But it doesn't sound like it's in. In times, if you can still uh, have that that woman who told you you're going to need all this, you can have our food and our whatever. That's not an yeah. end time. It's only an end time for them, but not for you. Yeah, right. That's an interesting right. change. In my day, it was yeah. always when the rapture came. If you weren't going to be risen up, then you're going to be like dead or destroyed, basically. Everybody who doesn't believe is toast, and the the ascended ones or the raptured ones, they're going to go to heaven. So, well, that was well, the whole She she told me that there's going to be 144,000 people saved. You know who who are basically given a ticket on the rapture to kind of like avoid all the death and destruction and everything, and just make you know kind of like do not pass go directly to heaven. Or something along those lines. If I, I don't really understand the theology, or whatever the idea is. However, I mean, the interesting thing about this woman is she is a like a math professor at a local community college. Okay, and it's like okay, so what is one hundred forty-four thousand divided by I don't know some number of billions of people on the planet? Okay. It's like, okay, well, that's that's a really tiny fraction. How? Why? Why are you so confident that you and your husband are? How do you know <laughs> that you got tickets? Cut, right? Yeah. <laughs> how do you know you're making the yeah. cut? That seems kind of presumptuous, doesn't it? Doesn't that seem kind of? Exactly. It seems it's 
It's yeah. really, I to me, it's just that, it's cringe. I mean. It's just it's straight when up I cringe. Child, and I mean, I I was brought up Catholic, and when you, it was the same thing. If you're basically their message was, you know, if you're not Catholic, or I mean, if you're not, yeah. Exactly. If you were not Catholic, everybody else was screwed. I mean, you're not even, it was like excommunication of, you know, these times. Everybody, it's like you're dead to me. <laughs> That's the way yeah. I understood it as a child, though. And yeah. I, I used, that was the thing about you, you had to be baptized, even if, you know, you were born and you got baptized almost immediately because if you were not baptized, you were gonna, you were gonna go to hell or not hell, pur- purgatory. But if you know you're, you're still gonna go to hell if you don't, if you're not Catholic, whatever. I mean, it was so... magically if you let this, if you let this magic pedophile sprinkle some water on you, it's all gonna be fine. So, I mean, like what yeah, the hell? That goes back to the, uh... And then it goes on from there. And and all the other, you know, yeah. Religions that, you know, they're all the same. They all do the same basic, you know, religion, but, you know, they actually had, you know, like there was, there's the born agains, there's the Protestants, there's Lutherans, there's the, I mean, it just goes on and on, but they're all pretty much doing the same thing. It's just, they call themselves something different. And and they all, but they all do that same. If you're not one of us, you're against us. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it really is. I mean, but that's 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 the only reason why Protestantism works is because you got you have to differentiate yourself, or else, like, <laughs> how would you be you without your differentiation, right? You got, exactly. and so I mean, it's it's it you 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 got to discriminate against the outsiders, and I mean that's how you maintain integrity of your own group. One thing I was going to mention it's about this because it. it, it Oh, I was just going to say one thing about how this t- ties back to the whole Israel discussion is uh, it, it actually relates to these neighbors. They they both had um, surgeries in the last six months, and so I've been over to their house, like helping them out with a few things since they're older anyway. And, um, uh, I, you know, one day I was, like, taking over some dinner for them and just being, you know, having a chit-chat and uh, seeing how they're doing. And um, anyway... I'm like looking at their, uh, like, you know, right next to their easy chair where they're reading the Bible and they have all kinds of like religious literature open sitting on the coffee table, things that they're obviously reading and working on and so on. But they have this, uh, this thing called the, the Jewish Bible. And I don't know what this thing is, but it is like, it is like super annotated. They must have, I mean, it had as many post-it notes in the margins of the book as it had pages in the book, really, you know, uh, all the different colors and so on. And it was so curious to me that they would get into these conversations about how the Jews are the chosen people of God, and, you know, that's the reason why we have to respect them, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, they really are really, 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 really pro-Israel. And the thing is, to me, it's like, I'm always, like, like mystified at this, at like, okay, if, if, if the Jews are the chosen people of God, then how come you don't just join them? Okay, if they're if they're the chosen ones, has ever has that ever occurred to you? Like, hey, maybe if these if I'm I'm saying I'm a Christian, I'm going to be part of the rapture and everything. But it's the the Jews are the chosen people, and how come I don't go on the ride with them? How about I jump off this roller coaster and get on a different one with them because they're the chosen ones anyway, and because Judaism isn't a race supposedly, it's a religion when it's convenient. 
How did that work? <laughs> how did they? How did they account for that? That you know they they're not on board with Jesus, so it's like that's, that's kind of would be a big deal. Give them a special I mean, path. <laughs> it's all I mean, to me. It's all like this big mystery to me. Like I just you don't ask too many questions if you want to stay I friends with people. You know what I mean? Heard of them and the cho- Satan's chosen. Yeah, right, right. Ah, uh, you know, or, or you know, I, I mean, you've heard of them. You know, our our most valuable yeah, research. I just, I, I just want to know who, who chose them. Did it, I don't think it was God. I don't think Jesus chose them. I, who chose them? Well, you know, it's amazing. Like uh, how, how uh, if 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 you're, it's kind of like if you're writing your own history books that they really tend to like look at your side more favorably. I don't know, and um. I'm not saying that's that what happened, but... Is that just the title they were given? <laughs> I, mean, I kind of remember the guy's name. He did a the whole history of this idea about Christian Zionism, and um, he he looked at modernism, like Christian modernism in, in Protestants first, and then he looked at the issue of like Zionism and the rapture idea, it doesn't predate like the 1600s, and that's like really early, like really early. It does, it's like mainly like in the 1800s that these ideas are being pushed, and it's from the Oxford. Um, Oxford never published Bibles; they published other things, but they made an exception in the. I think it was the late 1800s when they started publishing the King James. Um, with huge uh, annotated, like huge annotated, I think it was the Darby Bible, and then it was, there's another one, and it's like the King James Version, but it's like annotated Zionist stuff. And it was published in like 1917, and then they did a re reversion in like 1968, Right, right around the time of the uh, Yom, like the the war Israel had, nineteen sixty seven. It was like right around that time, and and then they, yeah. So like it, it, these ideas got pushed through that. Like they people had their Darby Bible and their um, I forget the other dude's name, Schofield. But, Schofield, yeah, the yeah. Schofield Bible. Yeah, and he was a part of the Lotus Club. Like, I don't know if you know about that, but it, it's all, mm-hmm. like, really degenerate, wealthy, really wealthy people in New York City he's hanging out with. Um, and they were trying to push the Catholic Church to, to accept their ideas as well in, like, 1904, I think. And the Catholic Church told them no. <laughs> so... Uh, they got pissed off about that, but, um, but you know, they, they won around eventually. You know, they Protestantized mm-hmm. the whole Catholic Church in, like, the Second Ecumenical or whatever, the... the Vatican II. Yeah, Vatican II, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and that was all done by, like, Anglicans. Like, the whole liturgy was written by Anglicans. It's It's just nuts, like... <laughs> how that 
came about. It, I mean, there's commies involved. There was CIA people. <laughs> I'm not CIA. Um, yeah, yeah, CIA. Like the brother of um, what's the guy who had the the head of the CIA who was fired by JFK? Uh, it starts with an A. His first name. Um, but his brother was a cardinal. He became a cardinal in the Catholic Church and like led Vatican II and stuff. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's it's just it's just nuts. Like we, well, so I'm sorry to divert or whatever, but yeah, it, it there's a whole lot of issues with the whole rapture idea. Like it's just totally like even Lutherans, like Luther Lutheran Church, like never taught rapture, you know. <laughs> Like, all these Protestant churches never taught it until, like, 1900s, mostly, most of them. It's kind of like Christian technology, actually. You know, like, basically, it's like the advancement of some new idea that basically is like, wow, this is really capturing the hearts and minds of a lot of people. Let's, uh, you know, know, basically, there's people in the background who are are engineering uh, new takes on, you know, like, hot takes on the Bible. Oh, my God, if you read it in this particular way... And then, and then you promote this idea and you do it in a, in the right way. And I mean, believe me, it's just exactly the same thing as putting stuff on TV because what TV equals, TV equals authority, right? That means like it's a, it's, this is something that I can trust because it's on yeah. TV. And exactly so the thing the is like, okay, well, if you get, if you basically get organized churches to, uh, to accept this particular theology and then they start promoting it in their, in their, um, in their churches, to the to the rabble well guess what all of a sudden this becomes like the new thing it doesn't it's not hard to move people's opinions from you know one thing to another that's extremely easy if you if you if you if the person who's doing it has perceived authority you can be absolutely contradictory from one day to the next and not lose face at all you know donald you know i mean there's so many examples in politics of people saying like one thing doing another and it doesn't harm at all oh it's well we had to you know? And so, yeah, I don't know, it just seems like that's kind of like what this is. We didn't want to do it. We didn't want to do it. We had to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had no choice. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but even, like, and, and, they, and the whole Kabbalist idea. It's really good. That's, that's, I, I always oh, love that, too. We have it. this Kabbalist idea of, like, engineering the end times to bring Jesus that's a part mm, of exactly. the whole yes, thing. Yes, indeed. indeed exactly. Idea. You know, Jesus, yeah. Jesus, you know, I, I don't even know that, I don't know scripture well, but I mean, like, there's this idea that basically Jesus is, like, explicitly telling you that you don't know when things are going to go down, you know, and uh, and yet and you have people kind of... Deception. <laughs> he says yes, that more yeah. than anything when he's talking about end yeah. times. Beware of deception. Yeah. yeah. But then they think they're going to engineer it somehow. <laughs> exactly. You know, G- Jesus is doing things on God. God d- does things on His own schedule and everything. But you know what? God damn it, God! Let's go. <laughs> let's get this over with. Okay, come on. It's like, come on, guys. Just but they're cool with the Jays. But, but the Jays messy Messiah idea is exactly the same as the Christians Antichrist idea. <laughs> like it's exactly the same. It lines up a hundred percent. Like both of them. The Antichrist, and then when they talk about the Messiah, it's always like, 
you know, we're going to control the whole world. We're going to have thousand, ten thousand slaves each. We're going to, you know, we're going to kill. And when they talk about idolatry as well, like in the Noahide laws, like Christians think, oh, that means we're going to get law somehow. But the only law they give a shit about in the Noahide laws is about idolatry. Because in Talmud, in the Shechem Arug, which is like the Talmud for normal Jews, like it's like summarized, um, it's, um, they basically identify idolatry with Jesus Christ and Christians. Ah. So they're going get, to get rid of idolatry. You know, that, that's what they mean. They don't talk about Muslims and refer to them as idolaters. <laughs> They actually well, crazy. Yeah, well, you're not supposed to be making pictures of uh, Muhammad, apparently. So the idolatry thing goes down a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, they're, it, I, they're I mean, iconic. It, it's so insanely tiresome to just basically have to like make excuses for these people constantly. I I'm over it. I'm totally over. The, the idea that these people are special or that there's really anything other than some kind of a, uh, um, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's complete tribalism where they are, it, it's tribalism and then basically, uh, kind of like a collective willingness to, um, to smear everybody else while saying that you're a victim. And that's, that's essentially like, it's just, the, it's like they only have like a very small number of tricks that they're using. And the thing is, they've been so effective. And yet, they could be chopped down so quickly. They could really, they could absolutely just be beat to pieces so quickly. I'm just so over it. I'm, t- I'm tired of like, you know, watching like how everything in society has to be dismantled because this is, you know. I did want to mention one thing though. Good for you. You use that word, uh, that word I've excised from my vocabulary, the R word. You used that earlier. Oh, and uh, I just refer to it as Cywar. Like it's okay. You know, like, like in normal society, you know, pro white, anti white, pretty much. Like that's that's all I ever use. Okay, I don't even know what word that is. I'm sorry, I'm not bright enough to like re- rewind on what I was talking about. But it's okay. Don't worry. Yeah, I missed that too. What what word? Racism. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Oh, racism. No, I mean, I just, I just like, yeah, like we, because I'm so sick of it. (laughs) Oh yeah, totally. It's it's because normal human beings have an ethnic component. I ask people whenever people use it, I ask them to define race, and they can't. Typically, they can't define it's, it. It's only ever used. It's it like almost always used in like a anti-white I'm, way. So it's like it's I'm just I'm like, all right, well, I'm white. It's not about hate for everyone else, but like I do give a shit about my own tribes. You know, <laughs> whatever. You know, it's like that's normal. Chinese people that, give a shit about them, their own. Yeah, normal. You know, it's not evil it's fucking anyways that's that's me so so like when, when, when yeah. the, so so you know like the english kind of like moved into india there for a while it's kind of like uh kind of like you know went over there and started running the show 
and then it turns out that the Indians didn't like that. And then the Indians kind of like, I don't know, got rid of the English right. somehow. Okay. But, but, so, but on their behalf, they did preserve culture. They didn't like F, you know, F with their culture and everything Indian was evil. You know, they're right. not doing it like modern day, you know, yeah, in the true. West. No, it's, it's but exactly. So every, I know that everything that we do is evil, except that it's the strangest thing how everybody wants to move here. Um, you know, because I mean, like from a from a technology standpoint, and me kind of coming from that background, look, uh, society requires threshold IQ in order to achieve certain kinds of outcomes. Okay, industrial society is a threshold IQ activity. The thing is, is it does not matter whether you have a few people who have IQs of 160 or 180, like. Off the charts, brilliant. It doesn't matter if you have a few of those people if the average of your society is like in the 80s. Okay? Because you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to do the infrastructure or teach people how to maintain an infrastructure or anything like that if you don't have threshold IQ. And I mean, to me, that's just like, that is what Europe, China, Korea, Japan, basically the existing industrialized world already has, you know, North America. Right, it has the ability to do industrialized society and maintain, like, and basically produce all this fantastic stuff. Right, but the thing is, like, the rest of the world doesn't, and that's the thing. It's like they want the stuff, they see the stuff, they wish they could have the stuff, but the thing is, they have no ability in their societies. Even if there's the occasional brilliant guy, they don't. Like when 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 you just look at the the curves of IQ and kind of figure like, okay, well, here's your, here's your mean and here's your standard deviation. And if it's going to take, you know, you're not going to have heart surgeons who, who are doing successful surgery with an IQ of like 83, you know, it's never going to happen. And, and it's just like, that's where some of these societies are. I mean, like where the average, you know, the average person in those societies would literally end up in a special ed class in like most American schools, you know? And I mean, that's something to really think about. And it's like, it's not trying to be mean. It's actually just the opposite. In a certain way, it's like, listen, you are trying to expect of these people something that is not innately theirs. And it's also very interesting to me that we have all these UN agendas where we're going to try to educate the world and bring about, like, better education to everyone in the world. Isn't that just you trying to push your culture, like, your cultural values onto these people who don't particularly value it? Maybe they actually really enjoy hanging out in the jungle and doing jungle things, and they don't need to have, like, microwaves. They don't need you know? porn and cat videos. Precisely, I mean, that's really yeah. Like, what it means. I mean, like, I mean, like, I've traveled down porn. to Central America and stuff like that, and it's like, I'm going to be honest, like, most of these people, they have nothing, and they basically seem way the hell happier than most Americans, you know? And so the thing is, is that having the high IQ and all the technology and all the goodies is not a recipe for, like, a happier life. And, I mean, like, I, I, it doesn't mean that I want to give it up, but I can certainly recognize that these people are, they look happy. They're out there playing soccer in the field and they're bare feet, and, you know, the guys are, like, hanging out in a bar outside, chit-chatting and having cervezas together, and everybody seems to be enjoying life, you know? Yeah, because um, they're more rooted. They're more rooted yeah, in, they're their, rooted. in themselves and their community. Is, and so, why should why should they trade up and basically have people telling them that? Oh well, you know, if you would, if you'd only invested these kind of things, you could have, you know, you could have more airplanes, more buses, more manufacturing, you could more sit more inside jobs. and jerk off and have cat videos and internet right. streaming. 
That's all exactly. I see when you talk about education. It's like, yeah. fuck you. Like, you don't really... Because yeah. they're dumbing people down in the West. They're dumbing people down. So, like, we think they're going to somehow not produce idiotic, technologized people. That's all they're aiming for, is just like a meme with the West. Right. Right. I mean, that's... We have no tribal concept, you know, and can't organize with each other to resist any agendas for their genocide, basically. You know, that's what I see when they... It's like... They talk about education. It's like, yeah, education, that's great. But on the other hand, what do they do with it? What is it actually? Right. What's the substance here? The substance is garbage. Like, yeah. Fucking garbage. So, yeah, yeah. sorry to swear. I'm sorry. No. I, I need to stop myself and stop apologizing. But, yeah, it's a tough discussion. Highfalutin words, but it's it's like the substance is so lacking. Like there's no substance in their agendas. It's yeah. just like treat people like machines or you know little things we can adapt. You know to like you don't even know the difference between if you're a man or a woman. Right. Like, that's not that's an right. advancement. That's right. You know. <laughs> But, but the yeah, thing is, is like, not, you're not going to be able to whack off to uh, Taylor Swift AI porn, you know? And that's whether um, you're a man or a woman. You know? And so it's like, it's just horrible. How could, how could we possibly, this is a human right, you know? Fundamentally, this is a fundamental human right. Humans have a right yeah. to when AI Burmese, Taylor Swift. My Burmese doing that. Yeah, exactly. Because that's, that's, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to increase overall happiness on Earth, you know? Or something. Or I something. mean, it's yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> something else. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. I think so. So I, it's too absurd, right? And yet, okay. So the, here's the question then: When it's so obvious that all these things are so absurd, why is it impossible to have this conversation? Like, I could never have this conversation with anybody who lives within outside of my wife and my kids. I could never have this conversation with anybody that I'm aware of within. 10 miles a year, let's just say. I think I know somebody who I could have this conversation with. They would be upset with me, but I could, we could still be friends afterwards, you know? But basically, 10 miles of where I am right now, nobody can handle this conversation. Why? It, seems all, it all seems sensible. It doesn't seem, like, out there to me. It seems obvious. It's like, you, you live, you have your eyes open, you listen, you, you, you kind of think about things a little bit. Here you are, you know? Wait, why is that so difficult? What, what, what is it that's hanging people up on obvious things? That's, that's like fakeology in a certain way. It's like, it's obvious. Yeah. Obviously not true. No, I, it's, it's obvious, obvious that they didn't put a freaking golf cart, like a giant, you know, a, they did not put a giant golf cart in this thing that they had absolutely no room to put it in. Okay. So how did they, so it's fake. Okay. Building seven. It comes down like you can do the frame-by-frame frame analysis of it, okay? Yep. Oh, looks like a free-fall acceleration to me. Okay, well, anybody who ever took high school physics should be able to figure out the rest of the story from there. This didn't happen the way that they said it did. I mean, it's things like that. It's just too freaking obvious. So why can't you have the conversation? Because only uh, conspiracy has a good... theorists believe it. 
white supremacists right. believe it's a it's a KKK meme <laughs> or something, right? You know? Right, right. Some right. bad person you know, believed it. Hitler you know? too, you know. Hitler didn't believe in I Hitler believed believe. Building Seven fell down. You know that actually made kind yeah. of a funny meme. Yeah, from Antarctica. Yeah, but, checking the memes. Hitler didn't believe in the moon landing either. Actually, yeah. Well, if you look at um, Werner von Braun's gravestone, that's quite interesting. <laughs> I, yeah, it, 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 it's a Bible verse, if I remember correctly. From the yeah, talking about the firmament. Yeah, yeah. If, that, if that's even real, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe it's not real. Maybe we need to go I'll, check I'll, it I'll, I'll fake I'll just just believe things. Like, you know, you'll say something that sounds logical, and they're like, oh, that's fake. I'm like, what? But you'll believe something else. Like, like you know, not you specifically, but... No, but where, what's, what, what is your... What are, yeah, where's your firmament? What's the, what are you standing on? Right? Like, what are... I mean, it's kind of hard to say, like, why do you believe anything? You know, Chris Kendall used to talk about... Um, I, man, I miss him so much. I miss him I so much sometimes. I, I, I still, I still have his number in my phone, and I think I'll call him. And then it's like, oh, uh, you know. Um, but uh, he he used to have like such a great take on this, which is that uh, you don't know really anything except firsthand. Everything else is trust. And, and, and I, and I, somehow I got, I didn't understand what he was talking about, like, when we first were discussing this, and he goes, and, and so I was like, yeah, but the thing is, like, there's this paper that, you know, it's written by these people who I know personally, and I actually, you know, I'm pretty sure that I know that how they did the research, he's like, yeah, but you're still trusting them, you're still trusting, you don't know for real, because you didn't actually do it yourself, you know, and it's like, right, right, yeah, so the, the thing is, is like, there's, there's all, like, there's only so much experience that we have in our own firsthand lives, you know, like the actual saw it with your own eyes kind of thing, experienced it, tasted it, you know, all those kind of things. And there's a lot more stuff that you're kind of like taking on various levels of, uh, of trust. Like how many degrees of separation are there between you and that next, you know, uh, between you and the story. And I mean, that's, that's the thing where it's like, okay, if, if somebody tells me that, you know, oh, there's a news story in, in northern Idaho, uh, you know, a few miles, well, whatever. Um, I live near Bonners Ferry, let's just put it that way. Okay, so a few miles near Bonners, Bonners Ferry, there's a, uh, you know, there's an elephant. And, uh, you know, and the elephant's eating grass and uh, or something like that. The thing is, is that I could plausibly go find out if that's the case, right? Um, the thing is, is, like, if people start talking about, like, an, elef- an elephant escaped... 200 miles from here, there's a real good chance that I'm not, not going to see that firsthand. And if it's 2,000 miles away, it's probably 0% chance. And then the thing is, if it's on the other side of the world, I mean, it's like, how would you, the thing is, like, how would you ever know any of these kind of things? It's basically, it's basically impossible for you to verify, and there's nobody else. It's, it, it, what, what I'm getting at is 200 miles away, I may have a circle of friends who knows somebody there. 2,000 miles away, I may have a circle of friends, but it's going to be a smaller number of people who would plausibly know somebody who could actually verify that. At some point, you don't have any connection that is like less than twelve steps to get to somebody who would know somebody, know somebody, know somebody, know somebody who like is in Bangladesh where they saw the elephant doing such and such. And so the thing is, like, how do you? Why do you trust anything that's in the news telling you like what's happening on the other side of the world? 
There's like no basis for that. Why does anybody believe Donald Trump exists? You've never seen him. <laughs> like you can't tell the difference between like guys in masks and guys not in masks or anything like that. You know, it's just it's a freaking guy on TV or in in the in the magazines or whatever. Um, yeah. So I mean, Chris was really he, he was he was heavy duty on that. And yeah, yeah. And and I mean, another like this doesn't really have yeah, was, this doesn't necessarily before, pertain to the conversation. Uh, yeah, that was before but, my time. Um, so that, oh, man. I've started going back and listening. I've, I've, I've actually this week I started going back and listening to some of his stuff. Yeah, it's it's, oh, it's really he's, good. He's so good. He's good he, he 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 talked about how much effort he put into, you know, like sometimes he just has like these really beautiful little phrases, and I don't know. Oh, yeah, I could probably I heard one last week. Do you have John was, Adams' uh, number? No, I, you know, I, I never, the weirdest thing about it is I, I listened to Chris for a long, long time before I ever kind of like got up the courage to call on the show one time. And, uh, somehow we ended up exchanging information like offline or like through email or something like that. And we ended up just having like these long conversations just, uh, by phone, not necessarily like on, on the calls. And it was just, that's where... I mean, I can rem- the longest phone call I've ever been on in my entire life was with Chris Kendall. I mean, I think we were on the phone for like eight hours one day. It was just absolutely wow. unbelievable. He just called, he called me up, and it was just one thing after another after another. And you know, he didn't have a job because he was like uh, he he had like some military retirement or injury or something like that that he had like a little pension or something, so he didn't really have to have a work. I'm self employed, and so I was just working away. Uh, on on uh, stuff in the machine shop, and uh, yeah, and we talked for like eight hours, and it was just the weirdest, you know, like just endless conversation. He just he was con- he just couldn't stop thinking. I think, but he talked about how much effort he put into, you know, sometimes you have like some idea, and it's in the back of your head, and you, you can't really figure out like what is this thing, what what is it that I'm trying to say here, what am I feeling, what am I getting at, and he would like think about it and like sketch out the idea, sketch it out a little bit farther, try to understand it, and then try to find words that would convey that, and then, like, you really win when you can get it down to, like, two words. Two words that capture the idea that that you're doing. And I remember, like, uh... Oh, I've got a great example. A humiliation ritual. That was a, yeah, that was his, a phrase that I never heard. Yeah, his, I just heard one this week from him. Compliance okay. ritual. Compliance you know ritual. Example, yes. You know what the example was? Daylight saving. COVID. Oh, daylight saving. Yeah, for sure. Well, well, he he was he he was basically Marcus Allen was called had called him and they were talking about COVID. It was like, I mean, literally right after COVID it was starting because they were like they they just locked down my city, you know, like it, it was very early on. And he said, yeah, he had mentioned that they were like you you because Marcus was not arguing but like saying I don't think people are going to go along with it. And he's like, oh, they totally will. He goes, this is just he goes. They 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 were priming everybody with this compliance ritual of daylight savings. He's like people have been doing that for decades without questioning. Right. He's like they'll do anything. He goes, I, I think it's going to get worse, and he was right. Like I mean, it did. Oh, he was right. It got worse, and everybody. Um, but but you mentioned something earlier about about a um not every everything we believe you have to trust it that, that it's real. And, I, and I, this is before I even knew anything about you know, fakeology, but when the whole COVID thing was starting, everybody kept asking me about it, and I was just like, I don't see it. 
Like, like I was exactly considered right. a, I was considered an essential employee. So my, my job, I had, I still went out to my customers face to face and, and everybody kept asking me and I'm like, you know, aren't you scared? I was like, no, I don't see it. I was like, I don't see anybody. And I, the administrator for our hospital lives in, or I used to live in my neighborhood at the time. I was asking her about that. And I was, and, She's like, yeah, it's it's pretty normal right here right now. So I was just like, it's the same. Like nothing has changed except people are freaking out. Yeah. Like it's just cold and flu season. And I even asked her face to face. I said, hey, because everybody was freaking out about, you know, COVID. I said, what are the flu numbers? And she couldn't find them. She was trying to pull them out. (laughs) She could not. She's like, she goes, that's a very good question. She goes, I'll get back to you. I don't know why I'm not seeing anything. Like something must be wrong with the system, and I'm and I was just laughing. I was like, "No, there's nothing wrong. They're, it's because everybody's all the numbers are, are going to the COVID team. Like it's not like it's right. the same people getting sick that always got sick with the. Food. I considered myself an essential worker, so I just kept earning for my family. Yeah, right on. That's exactly that's a good approach. I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't even know I was until my coworker told us. <laughs> I just kept working. Yeah, they're trying to bribe people into dependency. Oh, just you can you can earn money. Just stay home, save lives. It's like you can earn money from the government. Free money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll be great. Free, free poverty. Yeah, you know, yeah some you. of our some of my clients did that. In their businesses they, they they applied for the money and got it. And if they filled out they fill out the proper paperwork, they didn't have to pay it back. I was like, oh, that's, that's great. What a scam! Uh, I didn't get anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, this 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 one specifically, though, I I kind of agreed with them. They're, they're a nonprofit, and they have you know they're helping out boys with that don't have homes. I was like, all right, I I, I can see that. Like, you need the money because people aren't giving it to you anymore. You know, the donations aren't coming in. So in that case, I I was like, all right, I I can't really argue with that one. Um, What's up, but, Wild? That other bit. Yeah, a lot of times in the room. We're just we're chatting about um, how things are are so real in this world. Can I throw out another criticism here? Yeah, um, yeah, definitely go, go for it. Okay, this, this, this is this is actually the one I probably thought about the most out, out in during ever since like twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. Was, uh, he goes, um, let's see here. I'll, I'll see if I can get this right. Uh, peer review is two logical fallacies for the price of one. It's, uh, uh appeal to authority and, uh, and appeal to consensus. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. I mean, like, God dang it, Chris. I love that. That's I mean, who comes up with that kind of stuff? It's so brilliant to, to, Two for the price of one. Logical fallacies. The price of one. He's like, he's like, oh, I have a peer review that says fifty percent of peer reviews are fake. So which one is this one? <laughs> yeah, because it's just what it's just uh, what it's just consensus uh, science, right? Like, whatever yeah. most people agree on is is what's true. That's real. That's how you know it's real. Yeah, That's and I mean, like, listen, man, male, female. I, I figured that out during uh, during grad school. Like you know, you're you're doing like a literature review, trying to figure out something about your research, and you find some papers, and it's like, oh well, this looks like a relatively easy 
starting place for me. I could basically use this experiment as a basis to kind of like calibrate my stuff. And you start doing the experiment the way they describe it in the paper. And it's like, wait, uh, why do my results not look at all like what's presented here? Like at all, you know, Oh, I must be doing something wrong. And it's like, I better go recalibrate all my instruments and like, make sure all my reagents are correct. Yeah. You think you're everything is like, yeah, exactly. You think you're the one. It's like, no, these people, the thing is like, Science has got to be full of the most liars. Oh, yeah. Of Scientology. Anything. There is, there is nothing to... Scientism. The, the, the chances of you getting called out for lying are incredibly small. Meanwhile, the chances of you getting fun, uh, more funding if you don't present the kind of results that your, that your uh, funders want is really, really small. And so Dino, all day D-I. long, like, people, all day, people lie. You know, people watch all day. DNA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just get them from mosquitoes. That's how we bring out these dinos. Yeah, it happened. No, it happened for real. Yeah. You saw it on the TV, didn't you? It's real, okay? Don't question yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I met a guy at my church, and uh, he, his, he works at a... Uh, um, I don't know what it is. I guess it's a lab, basically, but they do clinical trials, like clinical drug trials. And so I started asking him because he just does like he's not a scientist. He does something, you know, in operations or or in uh, accounting or something. But I started asking him a lot of questions about it, and he would just smile. He would never say um, that they that they lie, but he just he would just smile at me like and agree, you know, in agreement. Like, well, well, we do get paid from certain entities. To find certain results, you know, right. he'd never come out and say it. He'd never come out and say it. But I'm like, well, and if and if you guys don't get the results you they want, they, they'll they could use another lab, right? He's like, exactly. <laughs> no, you understand that we do get the results they want. That's 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 yeah. what science is. Science science is getting the results they want. You know, whoever exactly. they are. I'm, so I mean, think about it. if someone's paying you to do a job. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna give them the results they want, right? Like, like if it's to build something or to provide a service, um, you're, you're going to give them what they want. Yeah. They're, they're paying your, they're paying your bills. They're paying your, you know, exactly. Your so, I mean, like what, so, so what other industries is that not, what, what other industries is that not true? Yeah. I'm the thing is, is like, for some reason you're a heretic. If you point out that people who are getting their money from like, the anti-global warming league or something like that discovers that through their computer models that uh, somehow, oh wow, it looks like carbon dioxide is causing uh, even more rapid climate change than we realized before. You know, you, okay, this is, this is, this is just observation. I've made, I've probably said this on other people's radio programs over the years and so on. So it's kind of like old stuff, but if you, if you read scientific papers, and there's an experimental component and a computational component, what you will generally find is like, they will say in there, we found extremely good uh, agreement between the computational model and the experiments. And if there's any deviation, it's usually at the very beginning of the trend or the very end of the trend or something like that. But basically, we found excellent agreement between the computational model and our experiments, which is basically saying we understand what happened here, okay? Never do you find somebody in a paper saying... Um, uh, the computational model totally disagreed with the results that we found experimentally. Never, never. I've never. I've read. I've read, read hundreds of scientific papers. Never seen a single one that that admits that our theory does not account for the experimental results very well. 
Well, the thing is, it's like yeah, okay. That can't be that can't be true statistically speaking. There, there's okay. no way it, that, it, it, there can't be yeah, failed experiments, right? Okay, so here's here's what I know firsthand. Okay, so I was working on something and I needed to develop like a I, I basically the experiment I was working on had um, enough variables in it that I was having a hard time like analytically figuring out what's on, and so I developed like a computer model that took all this stuff into account, right? And the thing is, is that. Um, it's very, it was a, I'm not some computer scientist, but it, you know, I can program enough to do something like this. And, um, when I was, when I was done with this model, it was like the results that I got were, okay, let's just say there were like 20 or 25 variables to this thing. And the results that I got were generally kind of followed the experimental trend. Okay. They kind of showed like they, they went in the same direction as what I was seeing with the experiments, but in terms of them agreeing with the results of the experiments, they did not agree with the results of the experiments. Okay. So then the thing is you do a sensitivity analysis and you have like all these parameters like, Oh, what is the, what, what is the density of like some, I don't know, I, iso octane or something like that? What's the index of refraction of this material? What is the, you know, like all these materials properties? And the thing is, like on every one of these materials properties, there's a, a uncertainty band, right? And and so within that uncertainty band, you're kind of allowed to like screw around with your, um, you can you can mess around with those parameters and see if it, oh well maybe if I change the index of refraction to this and the thermal conductivity to that, oh oh wow that actually agrees better, right? And like you can do that. And then I realized that is absolutely what is happening in everybody's models all the time. Because if they just put in the nominal values of everything, nothing would ever light up. They're absolutely goal-seeking the results that they want. So either they are screwing around with their experimental data and putting the dots on top of the, the lines that they get from their uh, computer models, or vice versa, they take experimental data and, um, and, and screw around with the computer model until it lines up. That was the day, that is literally the day that I stopped believing in global warming that day is like when I realized that because if my model with 25 variables can basically, you can screw around with these little things within the error bands and get it to align, then somebody else who's basically trying to model like the earth climate for the next hundred years or something like that, who has like 10 billion different variables, they can get whatever result they want to. I stopped believing before the 09 release of uh, those British email oh, right. of the of the climate people, but they've tried to yeah, redact not, that like on the internet. But I stopped believing when I learned about the sun driving the weather, you know, and not it's not yeah, you know, anything that's, to that's, do. That's, with. It's just conspiracy theory, you know. That's like you probably read that on the internet that the sun has something to do with the weather. Boy, <laughs> what a joke! What's to this guy must be some fakeologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just crazy. He's crazy. He's absolutely well, insane. The usage of like all these medical diagnosable terms to, to as like common parlance. You must be autistic. You must be this, that, and the other. And it's like people are actually been thrown like lost all their freedom over these terms that people use like you're psychotic or you're you're crazy or whatever like people lose their freedom and are persecuted using these terms in the like in our living memory like people are still alive that remember 
living under systems that have done this. And it's been done in Canada and the United States, too. So wow. you're, you're, an, you're an adjective. You're an adjective, and therefore we can lock you up. You're yeah. an adjective person. Yeah, like, I, like I, that's why I don't ever call people, like, autists and stuff, or I don't call people, you know. And I'm like, you know, in the Soviet Union, they stopped throwing you in the gulag. They said you were crazy because you believed in God and devil, like the devil or something. You know, and then they use that as a justification to throw you in a psych ward. But, like, psychiatry has a really dark history, both in the East and the West. So, you know, and my uh, personal family, like, or my, my stepdad, his mother was involved under a Jew, um, they developed the hepatitis B vaccine and they tested it on children in a psych ward. Um, oh, and they killed children in a psych ward <laughs> testing on them. And they, and she personally, like my wife found all her like, um, diary, like her public, it was actually, it's public, but it's online, you know, it's not published online. Hello? Hello? I can still hear you. I can hear you. Oh, sorry. She talked about how their deaths are for the better good of society and stuff. And, like, you know, like I know about, I'm an abolitionist for jabs, for the, <laughs> generally, not just, like, the new ones. But, yeah, that's, I'm not an anti, yeah, I'm, I'm an abolitionist. But, you know, it's all toxic, <laughs> so it shouldn't have anything to do with human bodies. But, um, but yeah, like, she was involved in making the Hep B vaccine. And um, my stepdad, because of that, like, he still takes them religiously. And, uh, you know, his health is really shit because of it. But try telling him that his mother was like a hero for him, you know. Well, you know, I wouldn't even be alive if it wasn't for these shots. I wouldn't even be alive, you know, if it weren't for my doctor, who's been basically making my health decline for however long. That's how everybody is. It's it's, it's Stockholm Syndrome. Everybody is Stockholm Syndromed into trusting their doctor. doctor. Basically, the person who is out there literally, like, killing you. Like, how many people have a doctor who kind of like, okay, we're done. You're healthy, and I don't need to see you anymore, okay? Take care. Never happens. It's basically, it's just like, all right, well, it looks like, you know, well, this, it looks like your condition is still, still not where we want to have it. Oh, and you're telling me that your left toe hurts? Okay, well, I got a drug for that actually also. So let's add that onto the, to the, to the prescription list. That's what, that's how this stuff runs. I mean, that's, well, I, you just God never hear about people. They were in Afghanistan so long because, you know, we got a lot of pills from that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's for sure. It's a good supply of opium, which is used to make every single pill. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's not just, it's in the pills themselves, not just the um, the substance of the pill, the insides. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, but why, why is that why is that propaganda so so effective on people? Like why is it that they they subscribe to this idea that 
all you got to do is pop a pill and it's going to be fine. It's going to take care of it. My blood pressure is going to be yeah, fine. My diabetes is going to be fine. My, my, my brain fog. Oh, my restless legs. I'm going to, I'm going to do something about my restless leg syndrome. I'm going to talk to my doctor, just like the TV told me to talk to your doctor. Okay. I'm going to talk. I'm going to call it my doctor because the goddamn TV told me to. Are you kidding me? Who's, I mean, like, I just, I, I, uh, I, I mean, these are not even humans, you know? These aren't humans anymore. It's like you, we are already AI, yeah. basically. You know? They're just, oh man, it's just so painful to think like that's how this works. And it's like, it's my family and I just, it pains me massively. And what you were saying before about, um, you know, psychology, psychiatry being con- completely controlled, it's like, ah, I, I had this, I don't know, insight years ago where like this feeling of like everything that they are promoting in terms of like understanding the human, understanding the human mind and so on, it all centers around, um, uh, it all centers around control. Like basically, oh yeah, we, we just want to do this so we can understand people's lives better and so on. But the thing is, psychology is the ultimate technology because what every, what, what they are to do is control us. And so anything that you can do that understands human psychology in a way that can be weaponized against us, which is what all the information can do, allows them to just do it on a more sophisticated and better level all the time. Yeah. So in philosophy, they call that control. They call it positivism. Positivism. That's (laughs) that's their word for control. In philosophy, in modern, I, I'm going to have to jump off the call. I apologize about this, but yeah, I, I'm going to have to jump here. But it's sure a pleasure visiting with you, gentlemen. Uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely, it's been wonderful. Yeah, same here. We'll, we'll, we'll do it again. Yeah, definitely. Yes, sir. Okay, bye. Bye for now. Bye. Wild, are you still on? Microphone check. Testing, sibilance. Microphone check, 2212. We can hear you. Sweet. I wasn't sure. I had a green ring, but before right, I was. I got to go, I can't walk home. Can you help me? I need a pill. Um, I, There's a thing called marijuana. Thank you. All right. I'll, oh, I'll guess what? It, com- it comes in a pill now. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Should I vape it? Um, no, you have to. You put it up your ass, actually. All right, all right, cool. It's That's what I wanted to do anyway. Is you know. Hour of Fakeologist Radio on <laughs> You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. I wonder if anyone's going to listen to that. <laughs> Too funny. And it's 8 p.m. on the 28th of February, 2024. You're here with Not Sure, Wild Times, and I believe it is Not Shock. He is not shocked, and during these wild times, we are not sure. Just smoking some medicine. 
I thought you were putting up your butt. No, I lied. I don't really want to do that. But yeah, um, not shocked, Jeff. Um, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's amazing, like, some of the stuff you've shared as well, like, dealing with just inside the, quote, essential workers <laughs> in, in the medical field. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I'm in a car, so I'll, I'll be stopping in a second. Probably, too, probably a little noisy right now. I need to go soon, too, but, you know, soon is. Who knows? Are you still recovering, Wild? Yeah, my voice is mostly back, but it, it's every day it's kind of like up and down. Like a horse drawers? Um, not that, not that up and down, but close. <laughs> we had Ab in here earlier. Uh, he dipped out without saying bye. I believe he said bye in like the, in the chat. Oh, all right. Well, I haven't talked to uh, your mate Garner lately. Yeah, I haven't really heard from him either. He joined my VC, my private VC or whatever. He joined that, <laughs> but that was all over the place. And I got disfriended by somebody who told me um, he got mad because somebody talked over him. And then he told me I am the company I keep. And banned me. horror. <laughs> yeah, he banned me or blocked me or whatever for it. For somebody else talking over him. So. I mean, you you should have um, you should have seen that coming and made sure it didn't happen. Come on, Carolinas. Yeah, I should have booted the the other the offender. You should have had foresight. It's like women read my mind beforehand. Yeah, and predict the future. Absolutely, of course. You can call Miss Cleo if you have any problems. I don't know if y'all grew up listening to Miss Cleo is on like late night TV. She'll help you out. I, I I didn't really watch it, but I know who you're talking about. I, I get the reference for sure. Call Miss Cleo. Help you out. One eight hundred one nine hundred. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Help you with your love life or whatever. Issues you got? Uh, that's right. That, that's basically the first. Uh, if you don't trust room, the right? news, you might want to call her. <laughs> so, you got any uh, topics you want to talk about? I'm up on history.
Give me just a second. So in reference to what you guys were talking about earlier, um, you know, the two things that the, the government comes to your house to do a wellness check because they're concerned about your health. Healthy or health and wellness are two things they will never define. Is that right? Well, is it, you know, they haven't yet. Do you think they will? Obviously, it would be pretty easy if they were inclined to. But why wouldn't they want to? Kind of obvious, isn't it? Uh, the opinion of whoever they send, basically. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't quite follow. It's the opinion of whomever they send. Well, that that's what they're able to keep the ambiguity, right? But that that's a place you can push. You can say, well, what what is you know what well what is wellness if you're doing a wellness check? What is um you know what is health? How do you define health? Well, you got your vaccines, right? <laughs> I always just tell the doctor to shoot me with whatever. Yeah, of course, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. What's the point anymore? We don't need. What, what do you got, Doc? Hit me. <laughs> I mean, we we trust the doctors, right? Why would we? Why would I do anything else? Do you trust yourself? Um, it depends. I was thinking about dipping. You be all right? Yeah, I just I just got back um, from my car ride, so I can talk. Now. It's all good, man. Don't let us keep you. But yeah, if you need to go, I understand. But yeah, if you got a topic, you want to throw it out. I don't mind. Cheers. What do you want to talk about? I'm uh, curious about the, uh, like tonight, I think Big Cap has fake nukes still on, right? So, uh, what's your take on the whole? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking I probably know the answer, but what, what do you, what's your take on, on nuclear energy, nuclear weapons? No, uh, no. I'm, I'm I'm not sure on it to be honest. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm living up to my name. I'm not. That's I'm not yeah. I, it just one thing that's really funny to me is um, there's a whole literature about it in like the late 1800s from like H.G. Wells pushing books about like. Uh, I think the word atom, atomic bomb, comes from a book from H.G. Wells, I believe. Um, and, like, the early 1900s. So, like, they were talking about how, like, a world government will be formed, like, the world will be at war, and then every country will start using these big city-busting bombs. And then somehow a world government will form to regulate it. 
so I find it kind of suspicious in that way, of course, um, that it just happens to be a thing. And then, like, you know how it's, like, the footage is all done by, like, the government, you know, at, like, certain right. film studios and stuff. I find that to be really sus, but... um you have a whole bunch of governments now claiming that they have this tech or not claiming, you know, in Israel's case, you know, like they're the, the one who has it, but they don't, you're not allowed to talk about the fact that they have it. <laughs> yeah. That would be racist, past, right? You know. Yeah. You don't want to be, you know, yeah. anti whatever. Well, didn't just, yeah. didn't Japan just make it illegal to use a Geiger counter in certain areas? Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't hear I think, about that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You, you mean recently, or um, or is it like like uh, I I do remember someone talking about being in the Fukushima area and they wouldn't let you near the near the place. I don't know that it was illegal. You just couldn't go close enough to to get a reading. I did I did um watch some uh, video of a guy. Can't remember his name but off the top of my head, but he he kind of um, went into the history of of radiation. He wasn't necessarily, you know, trying to debunk anything, but he except that um, basically what he was saying is certain amounts of radiation were actually good for you. Um, he made he made a pretty pretty interesting uh, claim of that and how some. In some uh, areas of the world, they actually have areas that are, I guess, naturally radioactive or give off radiation, and that people go there to heal. Like, uh, it's pretty interesting. It's kind of the holy virgin story of like what 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 they tell us is probably not true, but there's probably some something to the story, right? The story it may be inverted. I mean, I, I personally know people that have thyroid problems that lived near, um, um, lived near, um, Chernobyl and they left the entire continent because of the problems that they were having. Now, does it have to do with Chernobyl? Not per se, but, um, you know, I, I, I does any, do we completely deny the, um, existence of, uh, radiation burns? I really don't. I don't. I've never looked into it, so I, yeah, I haven't looked into it, so I don't. I don't know um, that it's that it is a thing or that it's not a thing. I really couldn't couldn't say either way. Probably, probably like anything, um, the amount, like you know, the amount of it and the duration. Probably makes all the difference, right? Well, sure. I mean, um, uh, toxicology is just the study of of dosage. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That makes sense. So, in in that book, um, the history, Invisible Rainbow, the author goes through the history of electricity, and he talks about like certain earlier machines being used to heal people, but then he traces, you know, entire history of it causing disease. So you have both, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, both ends of the spectrum on that. Yeah. But well, so all radio out. frequency, you know, all um everything that like you know Royal Rife used and everything, it's all essentially or, or technically um electromagnetic radiation, right? Yep. Right, yeah. What I understand, yeah. yeah. And the the from what I got from a lot of that book was um, that certain amounts of it, would, yeah, would make you could could make you sick, but a lot of a lot of it was um, that people would adapt, I guess, learn learn to live with it, so to speak, um, and that it eventually it would, uh, I guess, not harm you in small small amounts, maybe over time. Yeah, there, there's definitely something to it. I mean, it, it's undeniable that there's electricity. Um, there's something to to the whole electromagnetism and and the body. I don't know if it's healing or harmful or what, but it it could be, depending on the situation, could be good or bad, right? Sure. So, you know, I mentioned that um, Geiger count was being illegal. You know, I thought I heard that. Mm -hmm. or read that somewhere, but I'm looking into it. I don't really see anything that's indicating that at the moment. Um, there is. Uh, it's funny that when when I research it, ever, there's tons of stuff comes up for 2011, and they're like I really have to push mm -hmm. to get it to, to give me modern results. Uh, gotcha. I always wondered, like, is are those things even accurate? I've never looked into it. You know, um, some, someone to, I don't, I don't know how he, he would cross reference it, but, um, for instance, a uh, panic master in, uh, in here, um, he has a, um, uh, like an electromagnetic, um, radiation meter that measures like, uh, what your microwave would do or your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. There's EMF meters. Yeah. yeah. That would be something to cross reference with a Geiger counter, right? I would think. Yeah, I, I almost bought one of those. Um, I'm just too cheap to get one. It, it it has seemingly has resolution that is useful. You can tell yeah. the difference between you know the microwave and the phone. Oh yeah, I, I um, I can I can I have witnessed what a microwave can do to to Wi-Fi. Uh, we had a client that kept having issues, and they could not figure it out, and um. Turned out the access point was on the other side of the microwave, and the only time their Wi-Fi went out was when someone was in the kitchen cooking in the microwave. But it's just far enough away where it didn't didn't make itself easily figured out, right? Yeah, because it was in another room. Like, it was in the kitchen, and they were in an office down the hall. They had no idea anybody was in there cooking. It was, like, it took us forever to figure it out. Um, but uh, I did I did a little test. All right. By accident, really, I, I walked by the microwave with my AirPod in, and about lost the connection. I mean, you could hear it um, popping and cracking. And then I did another test. I put because I'd heard about that uh, microwave system for a Faraday cage. So I put my cell phone on there, and it wouldn't ring. I could lose its connection. That's interesting. I never thought of that, but that makes sense. I guess that's yeah. important. Important to know if, like, you're worried about you know something happening. There's yeah, a yeah. quick Faraday cage everybody has. Yeah, it, it works. I didn't. I didn't believe. I saw it in that. Um, what was that? Uh, the Snowden movie. 
Should probably unplug it, though. Yeah, yeah, that's probably, probably smart. Yeah, unplug it. But, uh, yeah, he had, when he, that Snowden movie, when the guy comes in to interview him, he makes him, he takes his, his uh, phone from him, his cell phone, and puts it in the microwave. Because he said they're going to be listening. And the guy, like, said him like he's crazy. But there's something to it, for sure. Yeah, because I tried we to use, we use nobody uh, a wireless camera um, at one of our offices, and when you turn on the microwave, the monitor fills with static. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's all all those different frequencies creates a lot of noise. Yeah, we've got there's some brands of access points that uh, will detect. Other frequencies um, that are competing, you know, for a bandwidth or, or for that, for, I guess, for that band, whatever um, that they're on, and you, they some of them actually have features that they'll block the other ones, so you can actually shut down someone else's Wi-Fi if you're in the same, you know, the same building in a different suite or something. So I've read that that's that's one of the ways that they're um actually I saw this on a, a video the guy the hacker talks about how this is how they um are able to spoof your um unlock lock um wireless card from or wireless signal from your key fob. So those are rolling codes, meaning that once it's the uh, car detects it, it won't work a second time. So if you unlock it with the code, that code is dead, and it has to produce a new one each time. So what they'll do is they will put a, um interference signal in the air so that the, the unlock will not make it to the car. You'll try two or three times, they'll capture those codes, and then they'll open it back up so you can... um you can, you know, communicate with the car. It'll unlock. You won't think much of it, but they've captured those those codes, codes that have never been recognized with the car, so they'll work at a later time. Uh, you have heard of that with uh, garage doors. So it's the same theory. Yeah, um, I never understood how it works until you like explain it like that. It makes sense. And I didn't know they did it for garage doors, but that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, they use a rolling code also. No, well, the newer ones, the old ones. Yeah, it was easy. You could just go buy a, a replacement. And, uh, if you knew the, it was like, I think it always, you could, it was like a three code, like three little numbers you could set. I'm not like little jumpers. You just, you set it. If, so you could probably guess it, I guess is what I was getting at. But with, with the electronics and now it's all computerized, you, you'd have to just capture that code. Well, have you guys <laughs> seen them use the antenna jumpers on, on like video? No, no. So, so what, what I've seen the um, the criminals do is they'll be so they'll be in um, you know you'll be sleeping and your your uh, car key is somewhere in your house. They'll walk mm-hmm. up to your front door and start waving this. They, they have a backpack on with antennas coming out and another uh, another antenna that they're holding that's got a wire to it in their hand. And they're they're big big units like um you know the mm-hmm. two or three foot wingspan and they're waving it around trying to get um your um get the signal from your um key fob and then it'll do a relay to the car oh wow yeah that's crazy and i just know from experience the car does not need at least the the ones i've seen they do not need the key to stay with the car like if you were driving down the street and your your key falls out of the car the car won't turn off it won't start again but you um 
it, it will keep keep riding until uh oh yeah, yeah. I, I've I've actually uh, tested that theory by accident. My wife had the fob in her purse, and, and I dropped her off somewhere. And then I went to park, and I was like, uh, once I couldn't lock the door. I was like, oh, she's got the fob. But, yeah, the car keeps working. So you didn't figure out until you turned it off? Well, there, there is, like, this warning light came on the dash. And I didn't know. But I didn't, it was when the car was still new to me. I didn't know what it was. It was just like a, it was like red, you know, exclamation point. I'm like, what does that mean? And then I found out when I got out, it was like, oh, I can't lock the door. That means you don't have the fob. It's not close enough. But the car doesn't cut off. But it does let you know it's not in the car. But I don't know that all of them do that. Yeah, and I know some of the manufacturers have, like, you know, real specialized um, ways that they, they do the communication. But I, I don't know that any of them have, are, like, above the repeating um, technology. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. I mean, because yeah, I because you would you're basically faking the the fob. So even if it was a if it could detect the distance somehow, you're faking that out too, right? Yeah, that's I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up now. That just brings up a good point. Though. Like if they, you can fake anything like digitally. I don't understand why, like, like if you told that theory to somebody on the street, they would believe you in a second. But if you told them no planes hit the towers, it's, it was a movie that because they're, I think because they're emotionally invested, they would, they would like be triggered and get angry, you know? But when you try to, you know, if you ask somebody if they watch a movie, is it real? They would say, no, no, that's fake. Cause they know going into it, it's not real. But I don't think most people think about what they see on a television screen or their phone. They just trust it. Like, they watch it on TikTok. It must be real. I I just don't understand that. Well, it's, you know, I like the analogy or the story about the um, old Italian woman who, you know, came uh, immigrated over here. And back there, they did not have soap operas. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And for the life of her, she, you know, um, and a few, I've had a few friends that say they remember their, you know, grandmother like this or their aunt, great aunt like this. Um, they can't understand that it's, you know, or, or they just get too invested in it and they just can't fathom that it's all fake. And they're in, you know, in front of the TV screaming and crying, no, don't do that. Don't, don't trust him. He's going to, you know, he's screwing your best friend, whatever. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, when you watch a soap opera or a, a comedy show or any type of sitcom, they don't tell you it's fake. Um, yeah, that's that's. I think it is. I think it's the emotions. I think that's what gives makes humans so easy to control. Is if you can if you can if you can hit the emotion emotional trigger, whatever that is, like. If you can get people invested emotionally in something like sports, you know, people love, I mean, they, they get angry if their team doesn't win. They get sad. They get passionate. They, you know, it's like, yeah, like this is just a game you realize, right? Well, you, you just said it's their team, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they'll say, we, we won the world series or we won the super bowl. I'm like, no, you didn't. You sat and watched it with a our defense, our, our quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's not how that works. Like, uh, we, we played really well. We are bad guys. 
but but like we're like we went to the moon, you know. They they, they I mean it, it's great. Like it's you know it's great PR. Like public relations is it just gets people. Um, hey, Will, we should be able to hear you now. Hello. How are you? Hey, William. Fine. So we usually do a little bit of onboarding before you get into this room and can talk, but this is a live stream. It is always auto-broadcast and auto-recorded. The other channel, not a live stream, is neither broadcast nor recorded. All right. So you're welcome to tell us a little bit about yourself, or you're welcome to mute and hang out, whatever you like. All right. Um, you guys were talking earlier tonight about sunk cost. You know, I think that plays a huge part in, um, you know, people's ability to uh, avoid the obvious truths um, that, you know, some of the things they defend, it's so absurd that it, it is mind boggling, but yet they do. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's the. Like, like NASA, like, uh, people will defend the. International Space Station is being legit and real. Uh, I think it looks pretty shitty. They could fake it better. They just don't. You don't have to. Yeah, that's the thing. Like people say, why? Why would? Why would they make do such a crappy job of faking it? It's like I think William, you said they don't have to because people believe it even with crappy graphics, right? Well, this has always kind of been a, um, I'll say a point of contention, but always, it's always a, a question that I don't think anybody has a perfect answer to. You know, it could be, um, Occam's razor or Hanlon's razor or, um, a combination of both. But you know, the bottom line is, what was the second one you said? Hanlon's razor, H-A-N-L-O-N, Hanlon's razor. Never attribute something to malice when incompetence is an adequate explanation. Ah, okay. I like that one. So, you know, that would be an explanation. Like, so Occam's razor is that they, um, so I don't know, what is the simplest explanation for this? They, they don't, um, have to show results for their budget. So they just don't give a shit. My, my guess is they just they just don't get the top tier. Like, you know, people that that are really good at their craft um, probably go to want to go to Hollywood. They want to be, you know, making movies. Yeah, but so, why? These, these people have an unlimited budget. They could do whatever they actually want to do. You know, the controllers from the top could could put whatever they want there, right? Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, when you yeah, when you say that, money talks, right? Yeah, they would just recruit from Hollywood, right? Sure. I mean, at the same time, they're doing this shit production on the ISS. We have a movie like Gravity come out that looks perfect, right? I mean, I never saw it, but I'm assuming everybody said the graphics are really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good good question. I I, I don't know the answer. Um, I think. Well, so then, Hamlin's razor would kind of back up Occam's razor that there is no. It does. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of now is there. Yeah, well, here, here there is the counter to um, Occam's razor is Hickam's dictum, and Hickam's dictum is um, a patient can have as many conditions as he goddamn well pleases, meaning it's not always <laughs> the simplest explanation. A patient, a patient can have three different conditions, and that makes it hard to diagnose. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. 
Oh. So, you know, the, 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 we've had this conversation before. One of the thinking, or the thinking is that, um, the, the people that do it, right, they can fake it poorly like this. A, uh, Rizzer, you might have to mute yourself, but they can fake it poorly like this, and it accomplishes a lot of things, right? So it makes the normies um, basically ruins their discernment because they um, are going to actually believe or pretend to believe this type of thing. So if, if they're going to do that, they'll defend anything. And it makes us extra frustrated with them because we can't believe they would defend or, you know, pretend to believe, um, you know, something so piss poor. But you know how it is. It's like you you do something enough, even if it's a lie, eventually you believe it. And, you know, they'll defend this right. over the right. years to the point where, like, it's actually part of their ethos. Yeah, that's a good point. And I guess the other thing is, like, at the time of the moon landing, quote-unquote, uh, moon landing, were, were, there, were those graphics acceptable? Did they look just as good as the movies? That makes well, sense. yeah, I mean, I don't think that the this was the thing that like I you know I think people misconstrued. So let me look this up. Moon footage because they didn't show the footage like that day. Moon footage first. Um, let's put debut. I heard a guy online say there there are no photos of Earth. There's not. Um, I've actually I've actually looked into you looked into that. So they're all composite extensively. Yeah, I okay. I've gone all the way down to the individual data that that whatever the smallest data point is that Hubble actually you know so if it's a a file or um, mm-hmm. a, a, a what would you call it a, a byte that uh, Hubble actually uh, takes. Yeah, because I, I didn't want to repeat that if it wasn't true. Um, um, yeah, yeah, as far as I can tell, no, there is no. Um, you know, so this gets in, this gets real pedantic with all right news footage here. So it does appear that they were broadcasting something here. Live the historic moment. Well, I, I do know the president called the called the moon on a rotary phone. It wasn't was a push cool. button. No, it was a rotary. It was that olive green color? There you go. I mean, from what I remember. Okay, they they are saying there was a live signal. You know, I think I might have been mixing this up with the JFK footage. Um, one of yeah, the yeah, yeah, that's right. Because yeah. they bounced. That's what it was. They said because somebody called them out on it, and, were, and they said, "Well, how could you do that if the moon was in this position or something?" And they said, "Oh, we bounced, we bounced it off a dish in Australia or something." It was something bizarre. Like, uh, the story was just so outlandish because I, I just remember them saying Australia because the 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 podcaster that was that was t- you know narrating it, I guess, was like, oh, well, then the signal would have been upside down. How did they convert it back if it went through Australia? <laughs> look, look, at share, look at share related notes. Okay. Uh, that is great. And there's the link where it's from. 
So, yes, there is no actual photograph of Earth. So, you know, this, this gets pedantic. We're, we have to define our terms. Uh, what, what do we, you know, you said, uh, there is no uh, photos. So a photograph or a photo or an image, there's three different words, right? Yeah, yeah, the different words. Yeah, not image, an actual photograph from my camera. So I think usually, um, you know, a, uh, so, uh, it would be a composite image is different than an, than a, so it wouldn't really be a photograph per se. I, I, this is something I used to know the terms right off the top of my head. So, yeah, the way it was described to me was the composite image means it, it could be multiple photographs stitched together digitally is the way I would describe it. But it's, it's not even, it's not even multiple photographs. It's, um, you know, the thing that makes the blue marble or anything that's like we, we would see as the disc yeah. is, um, is actually from, um, oh, how to put it? Like, it's, it's not data, a trend, actually. Correct. But the data that, that they get for that is, uh, basically like microwave and x-ray type, type data. Oh, wow. Okay. I was thinking it was more like satellite and photos, you know, nope. that they, that they used. And tried to stitch them together. Okay. So it's not even that. It's not even that. It, 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 here's the thing, like, I, but I, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody ask this question outright, but, um, doesn't just seem random that if there was a Big Bang that created the universe, so, I mean, it, that means that it was, it was some type of explosion, right? How did every planet in our solar system become perfectly spherical? Wouldn't one of them be a little bit lopsided, maybe? Or well, uh, how do we have an elliptical orbit and um, <laughs> nothing? Nothing tugs when we're at the um, you know the apex of the one orbit. Nothing gets uh, one orbit. Nothing gets tugged out of line ever. And, and, you know, welcome to Earth, me and, um, uh, I, uh, somebody was talking about it today. The problem with the whole heliocentric thing for me is that, uh, middle of the night at the equator looking straight up, every six months we should see a different sky. Every six months? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, I mean, you definitely shouldn't see the same stars six months apart, right? We should we shouldn't really see any of them because you'd be on the other side of the sun, supposedly, right? Well, and we'd be looking at the opposite side of the galaxy, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and we and I, I'll be honest, I don't I don't know the answer to this, but I'm guessing we from from what I met, from what I observed, you typically see the same stars year round, right? I want to say. Yeah, I want to say that they follow the eclipse cycle and they re, more or less reset their positions every 18 years. Yeah, I, I can't answer that question. But yeah, there is, a, there, I do know there's a cycle and it resets back to their current position, their, back to their original position a set, set amount of time. Um, which right, would so be I, completely I, idiotic if we're supposedly traveling through space in an expanding universe, right? Well, they are telling us that we are, you know, moving in like, I think it's seven different total vectors. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we would, we would have randomness out there. We would be observing not, not, um, well, the, the star trails never, the star trails never overlap each other. 
Oh, like no no two stars ever cross their each other's path. Which risers take? Even the even overlapping, like um, even the trails themselves. Oh, even their trails don't overlap. Correct. Oh, I see what you're saying. I was thinking like, you know, no, two two stars never cross. Like would be would be unobservable, you know, through even through a telescope. Like like one would be hiding behind the other. That never happens, right? As far as I know, no. If the trails don't, then yeah, that would make sense. They, that would never happen. And that seems totally like um, a impossibility, right? So I did if, look up if, the way it's usually termed is it's a photo or photograph are the same thing. And image is the, the you know, non-photograph. An image means it's created, right? Correct. And I mean... In a well, image, image just denote, denotes a non-photo. Oh, okay. Anything that's visually viewable, that, but it's not taken, not created from a ph- photographer, maybe. Or well, so you know, it, it got muddy after we went to digital photography, right? Because it's you know technically coming through an electronic um, medium. Yeah, that's true. And who's to say that couldn't be modified? Correct. Who's to say that's, you know, um, what is a single image based on your settings? Yeah, very good. Very good point. I know when I take a picture with my my phone and then take one with my digital camera, they don't look exactly the same. What are, what are you viewing them on? On a computer. Well, so, you know, that has to do with the uh, CC, CCD, I think, um, the, uh, you know, the image uh, chip. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, there's a lot of factors. I, I, I'm i just, to me, it just, it seems like they would, like, if you took, when I was younger, if you took two cameras and took two pictures, those photos would look almost identical. So I just wonder if we lose something when it goes digital. Uh, well, I think a lot of it, each each uh, different. Um, just the way it processes. The, the yeah, well, each different company. Digitally. Yeah, each different each different company has their yeah different processing algorithm that they put gotcha. into their these photos. And I think Ab the other day was saying, and I've heard this outside of uh, fakeologists, is that um, people are are thinking that the Samsungs and possibly iPhones actually substitute the moon for a. Uh, I like like composite image that it places where the moon is when you try to take a picture of it. You know, I heard that a while ago, and I and when I was at the beach, it was very clear. And I tried to take pictures of the moon, and I would just say it it, it was they, they were just terrible. Like they didn't look good at all through the phone. Um, so I don't know if it if it's trying to if it's trying to replace it, it's not doing a good job. It was very, it was like very hazy. What kind of phone? Uh, iPhone 14. Yeah, I've noticed my uh, iPhone, sometimes they get really nice pictures of like the moon or something. Other times they mm-hmm. totally suck. Okay. Yeah, and it could be. I mean, I was just playing around. I, was, I wasn't really, you know, I didn't put it on a tripod or anything. I know when I probably should have to, to get a true test, but I was just kind of playing around. What we really should do is to use a different app besides the, the stock photo app. Like they have, um, mm-hmm. you know, apps that you have full control of the camera. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. 
you'd probably get better results with that. I didn't think about that. So I'm rendering a, a GIF for you right now that has the star trails. One thing I was... Yeah, yeah, Roger, you just had some background noise. If you want to unmute um, and talk, that's fine. Um, but I had, a, I had a good question. I just asked, like, some army this, and it's like no one's even ever questioned it. And I didn't until, I don't know, a couple of years ago. Why do we only see one side of the moon? If we're spinning, the moon is spinning, and then we're both spinning through the solar system, like, if we only see one side of the moon, like, you don't, and I, I just asked the question, you don't think that's, like, almost an impossibility? Super far like, away, huh. Ralph. You're like, huh. Like, it didn't even want to think about it, you know? It's like, hmm, that's kind of cool. I'm like, no, that's kind of impossible. <laughs> Not kind of cool. Like I think impossible. I think the sun does the same the same thing too. When when people have taken uh, simultaneous shots of the sun from two different spots, mm-hmm. I know that one one of them was done from New York and Oregon. They saw the same exact face with the um, the sunspot that was present just rotated a certain amount of degrees. I never thought about that. Yeah, does this do we only see one side of the sun year round as well? Right, okay, you can't look at it without your eyes hurting. <laughs> Well, I'm saying, like, if you use some kind of, uh, you know, photographic telescope, you know, or or some some kind of instrument that could could take an image without, without right, burning yeah. eyes, that, that yeah. would we see the same the same face of the sun, so to speak? I don't know. I don't know if it. Uh, I know you said there's sunspots, but do those come and go? I've never really looked into it that much. They, they, they do, but the, this so was do, done, okay. like, this, this was done, this was a simultaneous photograph done to the second. But from, from Oregon and New York. Or Oregon and New York. And they looked exactly the same. I think it was done at like, uh, at like 2 p.m. or something, so like the, mm-hmm. the sun should have been in between them, right? Right. 2 p.m. New York time. Gotcha. Oh, no, excuse me, it might have been, 11 or 10 a.m. New York time. So rises in the east. No, it would have been 2, 2 p.m. New York time because it was, it was after, afternoon. So it rises in the east. That's in the west. Yeah, so yeah, it would have been, yeah. yeah, in between the two. Yet they're seeing the same face. And yeah, and I'm sure they just say, Oh, because it's 93 million miles away, you just think it's the same face, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, very far away. So far away, we can't understand it. Yeah. Which, and again, how do they measure the distance? This is what I always uh, do with um, heliocentric believers right away. Is the first thing is what, you know, we, we, we start with observation is the core of science, right? But we start with observation first, and everything is drawn from observation, right? Nobody right. argues that. So then what observation leads them to believe the sun is 93 million miles away? And the, the first response is always anger. Anger. <laughs> nice. And the, their answer is um, a combination of uh, radio waves, meaning, um, you know, uh, 
just basic basic uh radio waves like um you know for um I forget what what they use, a ham radio they use to bounce off the moon and X ray, both of those supposedly correspond. And then um then the Venus transit is the other thing. So those two things are what um they hold as the answers to why they think the is or the sun is ninety three million miles away. But those are, you know, suppositions that start after observation, supposedly. What is the, I always ask, what is the observation that they, you know, hold that leads them to think that? Because all observation that I've done indicates otherwise. Yeah, the observation is the sun is moving, right? Say again? I said the observation from Earth is that the sun is moving. Well, you and then. You've gone by your visual, your visual yeah, observation. There's no observation that indicates to me that it's that far away. No, no, exactly. But that, I think, isn't that uh, something in the calculation is because they, quote-unquote, know these, they know the diameter of the sun, so that proves it? Well, they get I, that through the Venus transit. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's. I trust the experts. Trust the what? The science? The experts. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) They know everything. Yeah, maybe, maybe people would listen to us more and wouldn't call us conspiracy theorists if we wore white lab coats. Yeah, just wear it all the time. Going to grocery shopping, white lab coat. Yep. And when, well, that's and when, you, tell them, when you tell them something, say, trust me, I'm an expert. Well, that's one of the things that they've done an expert job with is that anybody who doubts the heliocentric model is a quote, quote, flat earther. Oh, you're a flat earther? Yeah, like, no, I like just that like, new meme. I'm a moderate. I consider myself a moderate. It's flat. Oh, that one's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that one's awesome. Yeah, I still haven't heard either side Too really explain. Cube. I haven't heard either side really explain tides to to like uh, I don't know to my beliefs. <laughs> well, I think the electric universe has a, a posited um, explanation for it. You know, the the sun is the uh, cathode, the moon is an anode, and the salt water is the medium. It's a, and I haven't really looked into it. About the it or the tides are about, they're every so many hours, right? Are they consistently the exact same, or do they change throughout the year? Uh, that I don't know. Um, yeah, I know they're they're pretty consistent because when I'm, when we're out on the boat, it's usually like within a couple hours. But you know, the days are shorter um, during the year, so like the tides so matter. If they, yeah, uh, the tides matter a little bit less because we're always trying to beat dark anyway. Two highs and two uh, lows. True, true. Yeah, I just wondered if like if the sea, like if if 
if during the seasons, when the seasons change, if those times change, like the, the distance between the two high tides. Does that make sense? Am I asking that correctly? So high tides occur 12 hours and 25 minutes apart. It takes six hours and 12.5 minutes for the water at the shore to go from high to low or from low to high. And apparently, unlike a 24-hour solar day, a lunar day lasts 24 hours and 50 minutes. So that's their explanation for uh, why it's a little bit longer than 12 hour, uh, 24 hours. Uh, and that's why they say it's the moon that controls the tides? Yes. I mean, I've always heard that. Yeah, it's the moon that controls the tides. But it, and no one's ever said the sun doesn't have anything to do with it. So it could be happening. I just want to say that I love the Prizer show. You love what? That Brizer show. Brizer? What is that? The episode show? We can? Yeah, yeah man. So I've just been fiddling around here. I'm trying to um, have to reclaim my account. I know I opened an account for ages ago, but I can't remember my password and username. I'm logged into the psychologist screen and I can read it. But something's not I don't know my way around Discord, so well, you're in here on Discord. What else are you having a trouble with? Yeah, but it's, you know, something that says you have to reclaim your account. And then it, it asked me for my username and password, which I think I remember, but it's saying, no, that's already registered. So is that okay then? I mean, you're you're logged into Discord and you're in, in here, fine. I think he. I think he's on talking about the fakeologist site. If I heard him correctly, yeah. it's, his volume's kind of low. Just Discord in general, I suppose. I don't know. I was trying to get into Discord for the last few days, and I just couldn't go in. You can go to your settings and turn your volume up. Okay. So if you see all of our icons. Tap the screen at the top, tap live, uh, tap the screen, pull the bottom menu up, and then at the bottom there's voice settings. And then if you hit voice settings, you'll see output. Turn that all the way up. Here's the settings. Can you hear me all right? Is my voice still low? That's, yeah, a, that's a little better. Well. It's a little better. Try to get a little closer to the microphone. Yeah, I'll just put the mic in. How's that sound? Better. That's better, yeah. Put on camera, share screen, share activity. Same sound at the bottom. You can see my name. It's the mute. At the bottom is voice settings. The standard settings, the standard settings are auto sensitivity, output all the way up, echo cancellation on, noise suppression on crisp, and then everything else is turned on. So advanced voice activity, automatic gain control, and uh, video codecs all, all on. 
It really just sounds like you're, you're you're far away from your microphone. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I'm right up. I'm right up close. <laughs> my volume is right up to the mic. Are right you using Are you using an external microphone? I know it's wrong. Hold on a second. Give me one minute. Thirty seconds. <clears throat> Uh, can you hear me now? Oh, Much louder. Yes. Very good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I have to use a USB to plug into the microphone for the mic, you know. So there we go. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that sounds very, very good now. There you are, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So no, not, not sure what's saying. Uh, saying you had a you had a show. Is that you have your own show somewhere? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did have a show there on um, on Grism Blogspot for quite a few years and um not doing it now because my my partner in crime he was sent to prison because he was um he offended the jews the poor old jews you know and um well, really they came after they're, they're big victims yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. everybody's hurt that what uh what country uh, actually sent him to jail well i i'm in ireland he's in the uk and uh it's it's worse in the UK, it isn't in Ireland. We still have a little bit of free speech. They're trying to take that away from us now. But in fact, the free speech we have here is as good as we have in the US. But they want to take that away, uh, and we actually have it enshrined in our constitution as well. But um, <clears throat> they're trying to bring in secondary legislation to say, well, if you say something hateful, you know. Uh, now it's they're having problems putting it, pushing it through because there's a lot of pushback to it, which is great to see. But um, they're really doing a damnness to shut people down here. They really are, you know. And um, but I'll always speak my mind. I don't care, you know. If people get offended, well, that's their problem, not mine, you know. <laughs> Free speech, use it or lose it. Yeah. <laughs> we have to say it, you know. We have to be able to debate and argue and stuff, even if people disagree. Too many freaking snowflakes out there, you know. But you know, when you think about it, really, it's not the, the You're snowflakes. You're listening I mean, to another hour of right? Fakeologist Radio on Fakeologist.com. This will be short, but it's just the government here being just becoming so draconian now. And we got a You're listening to another hour of Fakeologist up, Radio on Fakeologist.com. <laughs>